a more perfect thing that a leader of the nation could have chosen to say at the time, other than, I can hear you. I know what just happened. We're all in this together as Americans. I can hear you. The, the body of the government, yes. If you think about it as a body, has its own defense system that will fight for its own survival. Yes. And that's those, the nameless, faceless, gray, gray suits yes. that, may, that all work for it. They don't want to lose their jobs, and they right. might even believe in what they're doing. And so they don't, they're not going to let some random person that gets elected by some weird system that some some people understand and most people don't right. dictate what the future of their lives are and the future of the country is. You are being actively stolen from when you pay them more money, when you have to pay taxes to buy anything, to get gas, to buy food, to buy anything, to pay your bills, you're paying taxes. Every time there's a transaction of currency, you're paying taxes. To not allow the government to further steal from you is not wrong. Hey, 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 everybody, welcome back to the Salt Street Podcast, the most pro-America anti-government show you know, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and how it pertains to you and your natural rights to life, liberty, and of course, that pursuit of happiness. I am that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin, and I am, of course, joined by my co-host and brother-in-arms, and just frankly, brother from another mother, Mr. Donovan Phillips. How are you today, big guy? I'm excellent, sir. Thank you very much for being here. Happy what, to have you. What do we do? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me over to the spot once of again. Of course. <laughs> I always feel so privileged to be back in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> to be allowed back in the studio. Yeah. Yes. It means I haven't pissed anybody off too much this week. That's, well, the children are the real test, you know. So Indeed. You, as long as you're getting smiles from a little girl, then that's all that really matters. Dude, if, if little princess one day decides she doesn't even like me, that's the end of the show. We're yeah. done. At that point. <laughs> I'll have to find somebody else to come and do it. <laughs> oh. Well, what are we talking about today, big guy? Uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a great episode today. We have episode 164. It is February 10th, 2024. Of course, we're thrilled to have everybody here. We've got a big show for you guys. we got a bunch of local stories for you. We have some stuff about some local initiatives. I have some stuff about a rec store robbery, a new tax on food delivery in Seattle. And then we have an update on the North Kitsap school bond that we talked about last oh, week. Oh, dude, the plot got so, so thick. Yeah, I am so excited that there's... There's more of this story. It's a juicy one. Uh, and part two, <laughs> or a greasy one. Or a greasy one, yeah. In part two, we're going to be talking about a paramilitary training ban bill that uh, was proposed by Jimmy Raskin and somebody on Malarkey, I think his, his name is, something like that. I believe I know we're it's going to just be, a bunch of malarkey. Uh, yeah, I believe we are going to be having uh, one of my Amble men, fellow brothers, Nate, call in and talk about that. And he is a battalion ranger out of the Joint Base, so he'll kind of give a little bit of his opinion on that. We're going to talk about 2024. We have a ton of different stuff that goes on with their uh, Nevada. So a bunch of stuff with Trump and Biden as far as legal cases go, um, the Colorado voting stuff, the different documents cases, January 6th, a little update on the RNC chair. Uh, in part three, we're going to talk about the border. Again, we have some border updates. We're going to talk about the kind of bills that have gone on there, the one that's dead, what they're talking about now, there's different uh, national defense things, things like that. And we're talking more about the war in the Middle East. Indeed. Then, of course, we have... I like how four. it used to be the Israel-Gaza conflict. Now yes. it's just generalized war in the Middle yes. East again, baby. Well, and I feel like if it goes too long, we might just see that uh, the the Russian, when I had to think about how the map was it was put together, the the Russian-Ukraine conflict in this Middle East one just kind of fucking oh, yeah. gap yeah. together in the middle. So I have that article from the Daily Mail where they showed that kind of like picture of all the conflict zones yeah. and all the things are in different colors. I'm like, oh. And they all the Middle Eastern countries they had in green. And then the western up up north was like blue, and then Russia was red. And it's like, yeah, it's all just going to become red and blue pretty it soon. It doesn't take, yeah, it's not. We'll look at the map later, but it's yeah. not going to take Bilbo. Thank you, Howdy, for Bilbo. Happy to see you. Uh, yeah, it's not going to take uh, hostilities in many other countries for those two different 
uh, lines or, or at least conflict zones to be touching. You indeed. know, the Venn diagram of various military oh. conflicts is that. Gets <laughs> Kamala Harris's fucking panties all wet just yes, thinking about that Venn diagram. Uh, but then, yeah, we have the grab bag. I got a lot of stuff in the DMs for us. I want to talk about Taylor Swift with the Super Bowl tomorrow, so I want to talk about the Taylor oh, that's Swift right. up a little bit, discuss this. Just kind of I hate some that takes so on it. Much. I don't really, yeah. Um, it bothers me. I haven't watched as much football this year, uh, this year or last year as in the years previous. Yeah. So it's been a cursory thing for me, you know, um, and I've just kind of really started to hear more about like the different kind of conspiracy theories and stuff <gasps> about Taylor Swift. Yeah, I've just started to hear about these things. So, oh, bro, they go so deep. So and very, it's, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that because it's garbage. Yeah. No, I, I hate everything. I'm right very, now. very interested in that. So we have a, a fantastic show lined up for you guys. Of course, I want to thank you all for being here. You're watching us, youtube.com slash salt of the streets. You can find us at our own personal social media. I am at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both of those things. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter. Colin is at Big Bird Offy on both those things. Everything at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon. Patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there and subscribe and like all these videos, do all the things, and you can help us make more better content just like this. We have uh, the SOS ID, of course, is the other show that we have coming out that'll be out on the 15th in five days. You five get days. The edited version of that. You can get the uncut version on our Patreon if you go there now right. subscribe now. at any tier we also have the new lead the newsletters of course there's old review previews on there for different books that we did for the book club those are always good i've had a lot of people say very positive things about that i've had a lot of really good feedback on the sos ids really good feedback on that yeah. people like getting the uh, surprisingly enough even though we stream for seven hours we don't talk about like our personal no. lives that much you know i talk i probably more than you about just because i have kids and they're involved in more shit mm. than i'm doing uh, but you know, we do a little bit of stuff in the very beginning about just kind of what did you do last weekend and blah, 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 stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't even really talk about that stuff at work anymore because we save it yeah, kind of for the pretty show. pretty much. Um, so, yeah, it's <laughs> so... It, the SOS ID is good. I think it's really good. We have a couple of, we'll talk about some more dates afterwards, but we have a couple episodes for you um, and then more coming down the pipe. Indeed. So make sure you go yeah. there, you subscribe, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, any spoilers on what episode? Who's going to be on the next episode? Do we want to drop who's on that next episode? The next episode, Brian. Big buddy Brian, Brian is on, on this one. one. Yeah, Brian has been an episode on an episode previously of Salt of the Streets. You guys can go and watch that. I don't know what number it is off the top of my head. It's relatively it was, recent. Yeah, though. within the last year for sure. We were at Colin's house, so it was before this studio That's came right. in. So before pre uh, October of last year, uh, September October. So I'm going to say summertime around June probably. So go check that out, Brian. He's a great guy, very good guest. He just got a house, helped him move in. Fucking shout um, out, Brian. Well, I didn't dude. help him move anything. I. I helped him guide his trailer into the driveway <laughs> um, and then had a beer with him, bullshitted for a while, talked about uh, Riley's bringing a Jeep over to his house today. He said a Jeep at Riley's house for a very long time. It's like it doesn't run, so they're going to bring it over there. Brian is like, I'm going to have to pull this trailer out again tomorrow to like get this fucking thing in there. It was a real bitch to back the trailer, and it's yeah. a very sharp turn. It's a dead end road. He, it's a whole deal. So he's a CDL truck, truck driver, so he did great. He's you know? broke. Yeah, it just took time. That's all just because it's a, a tight thing. And I was like, what I would do if I was you is I would go over to your neighbor's house, and I would offer them $100 to drive a truck and a Jeep through their yard into <laughs> your yard so that you can push the Jeep into your driveway. Just pull the trailer forward and then have Riley drive through their yard because the yards connect. There's no fence or anything. Mm -hmm. and they have like nothing in their yard give them $100 to drive a truck and a jeep through <laughs> their yard onto yours and then to drive the truck back out of their yard give them $100 it's not going to ruin their yard it's going to maybe yeah. it'll leave tire tracks in it because it's been wet but what's the fucking their yard is yeah. overgrown as fuck anyway as long it's as they don't have like a door. 
as long as there's not like a drain field there, there's nothing to stop it. Oh, yeah, that's but nice. I mean, a hundred dollars for a, for a, a hundred dollar con- convenience fee is what you're talking about, really. Yeah, that's Can that tells drive? me coming from you saying, "Hey, you should give this dude a hundred dollars to save you this amount of pain in the ass." Tells me that was a serious pain in the ass to back that trailer around. Yeah, it was. It was. Because um, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, dude. I mean, yeah, for. A, for a convenience you can drive fee? over a, like a septic tank, right? And it wouldn't fuck it up. I wouldn't suggest it. Mm. Well, <laughs> what I would say is that if they don't mention it, then I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I would just pitch the hundred. If bucks. it's just like a Jeep, I would imagine you'd be fine. It's a. It's like a. What are the longer ones? Like a fucking Patriot or whatever. Oh, know? with the bed? No, 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 no. no. Um, like it's like a, like an SUV, you know, it's closed in, um, okay. but it's, it's longer. It's not a standard Jeep. It's a little bit of a longer, like one. a Rubicon, something like one of them long ones, yeah. four doors. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It has four doors. Yeah, exactly. Is it like the boxy Ranger style Jeep or is it like a Jeep Cherokee or whatever? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, okay, yeah. It's okay, like an okay. SUV. It has like a fully closed. Gotcha. Like a, yeah. Then I don't know anything about fucking Jeep. It's so not like an off-road Jeep. I mean, you yeah, could. Yeah, it's a Jeep, yeah. so you could do it no matter what. But it's that I wouldn't say that it's designed specifically for that, as the other ones are. I, like, I just need to know what's happening here. But that's what I would say. There's definitely yeah. septic out there, but that's what I would say. I would offer them hundred dollars, and if they don't mention it, then I would just be like, "Fucking, let's go." Yeah, f- uh, fuck it. It's not my house. It's none of my concern. You know. <laughs> True. It's, Is it something like this? Sh- yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. If okay. I think so, I think gotcha. so. Brian's going to watch this and be like, no, you fucking idiot. It's nothing like that. It's it's a Jeep Cherokee or something. Who knows? See, I am confirmed here with Nate. Uh, Hot dog. Time, nothing's really up conflict-wise. Everything that could be somewhere to work is our hope. Phone call. Yeah, should be all right. All right. Cool. So. If it isn't, we'll always wish it was. That's right. We'll always wish it was. (laughs) Things happen. I saw fucking, uh, when I saw Brian yesterday, we were talking about this episode today. And he was like, hey, last episode, uh. What's up? What happened with that guy? He was like, "Why did he leave in the middle of the show?" And I was like, "I'm fucking." <laughs> no one knows because, <laughs> because relationships are complicated. Yeah, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, because his wife said this is the thing that we're doing, and he said, "Okay, okay." <laughs> I can't necessarily blame him. If Smart it, man. If it wasn't my show, they would probably happen to me more often. <laughs> but this is just how things are. So, um, oh. yeah, I do have a, a, a. Let me ask you this for you. I think okay. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get, you know, fucking work this. Uh, work this thing. Work Should we in just there. do a cold drop? It's just a fucking. With that. Let me ask you this. It's, it's great radio. It's great fucking podcasting that we're doing over here. Um, so it's a pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. What else do we talk about? Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a big. Oh, God. Um, it's kind of a big picture question for you. That's just kind of a conversation starter. I thought of it when I was. Working up the timestamps for our breaking down breaking point segment later. I don't have that on here uh, on my oh, that's intro right. notes, but that is something we're doing in the immigration portion. We're going to talk about a little breaking oh, down yes. breaking points. It was a 48 minute segment, so we're Woo! not going to be watching the whole thing, but I do have a pretty decent little list of uh, some timestamps. I'm so excited. We'll, well, there was no shortage of over. fuckery to be had in there. Yeah, she's the worst. Uh, Crystal <laughs> Ball. Sagar made some pretty base points, and so I he have did? some. I, yeah, I have Shout some points in there for us to. I'm telling you. It was like the first time I've ever seen him, like, kind of stand his own ground a little bit it was be like good. nah man you're being <clears throat> stupid i was i left work yesterday early right mm-hmm. um because we're gonna jordan had a haircut she got his her hair's all pink and stuff now yeah. so she got her hair dyed so i was here so i did some notes during nap time quiet time and then they went to costco afterwards and so i sweep every friday so i swept 
during the day instead of after the kids go down for bed. And then I was like, nice, now I can just knock out notes after bed and everything's gonna be cool. So they went down, I did notes, and I was like, oh, this feels fucking fantastic. And then I did something else, and then I remembered, fuck. I have to watch this fucking breaking points video. You did not like, sound oh, excited. It was like fucking like nine forty-five, and I was like, "God damn it! Oh. This is a forty-eight-minute fucking video that I have to watch. It's going to take me over an hour because I'm going to oh, have yeah. to pause it, ask questions, or like, you know." Yep. I wasn't thrilled. I wasn't <laughs> thrilled about it. <laughs> yeah, that's when I texted excited. you. I was like, "Fucking! I have to watch this thing. I can't do this. <laughs> the, will you do this one?" I like. <laughs> it was a whole deal. So I thought. I thought of. I thought of this question. Last night when I was watching this, okay. uh, because Crystal Ball said something to the effect of like, you know, we fucking we'll listen to it later because I have mm-hmm. a timestamp because she's such a fool. But like we owe it to the world, you know, to X, Y and Z. So the question is, um, do we owe it to the world to be globally minded or is it OK for us to be worried about America first? Ooh, OK, so. Uh, we mm, do okay, as far as. I will say this. Okay. So as far as foreign policy is concerned, yep, it requires you to be worldly minded if you will. Um internationally minded. That's it's there's no escaping that we live in a a multipolar world at this point where you have to diplomatically and and through various avenues, you have to deal with the other countries around the world. Allies, adversaries, so on and so forth. So you kind of have to do that. And so there needs to be something in the back of your mind about how that's going to affect you back home, what it's going to do to the local economy and the citizens, and how it's going to affect your country. But you can you can be globally minded if you're based in an American first frame. Everything that you do on the world stage internationally has to be foundationally tied back to is this going to be good or bad for the citizens of the United States of America. Right. And so, yes, we should be globally minded with the caveat that that should all lead back to an America first type of mindset. Yeah. So, yes. Um, But, like, depending on the way Crystal Ball would see it is, like, you know, we don't need to have this sector of this industry in America because it will be too expensive here, so we should work with other partners and we should have our big global pan-Pacific partnership and, and back east and, you know, she, she would come at it from a very different tact. But I think you no matter what you do, you have to stay globally minded in some fashion because that's just the world you live in. Yeah. So think, just think of China, the CCP. We have to do business with them because we can't afford to do anything we can't we can't afford to bring the manufacturing base that we completely wholly rely on china to take care of for us to send us the cheap goods that we use every day if we were to like not think about that if we were just to cut them off and be purely america first and purely isolationist there's no back end over here there's not a a a manufacturer that's just going to pop up the next day in america to be like okay we're going to provide you the goods now made in the good old us of a and it's going to cost you the same price there's no fucking way there's a, a lot of sectors of industry that china takes care of or vietnam or thailand or anything like that fucking taiwan that like there's no ability for the united states to do like I imagine of most of it would probably be fucking illegal in the United States, considering 
every regulation under the sun that we have for industry, which is why they pushed it over there to begin with. Right. There's the clothing company Sheen um, that you know yeah. this company, right? They're Sheen. taking yeah. They they sell very cheap clothing online uh-huh. um, that you can buy and like. I'm sure that I'm sure that Carolina familiar. has purchased from this company before. Jordan has purchased from this company many times, and that's uh, it's S H E I N. I think um, yes. The retail companies so they're taking a lot of fire because of you know their things are made fucking in like bangladesh and stuff mm-hmm. and so if you have ever seen um and you can look at the prices it's it's very 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 look at this like a nine dollars fifteen dollars for jacket like oh, it's all yeah. super cheap stuff you know um very akin to like i a, am a child of god for what is that five ninety one yeah so damn my eyes um, are getting bad <laughs> a very akin to like a forever 21 you know but even mm-hmm. this look at now it's online so it's a little bit cheaper so yeah. but if you've seen videos or pictures of you know any of the garment districts in pakistan or bangladesh or whatever they're literally giant buildings that don't have backs on them yeah. and the people take material in through one side and they sew things and they drop them out the back of the building and people come by and they put them in boxes and then they take those boxes to a shipping yeah. warehouse yeah and they're probably washed or dried off in some fashion and then packaged and sent to your house. It's uh, That's how your shirt is $5 exactly. coming from that place, right? Yes. That's how that, yeah, when you're walking through Walmart and it says, you know, you buy the fucking George $5 t-shirt special. Yeah. That's because it's made by, you know, child labor somewhere. Yes. Very, very cheaply. Yes. And then shipped over in massive quantities across the fucking Pacific. And that's how we get our cheap goods. Made by people who are wearing the rejected shirts of the same version that you're wearing. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Last year's NFL uh, Super Bowl losers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's always the best. Um, so what are your thoughts on globally versus MAGA? Um, uh, I would agree with you. And I would think the only thing that I would add um, would be because of the way that our... The United States has structured its economy, its everything. Now we're very globally attached, like you said. We're mm. just connected all over the world. So even if we shifted to... It's hard to roll back. Yeah, even if we shifted to that, which I don't think would be a bad idea, we still have to consider the way that our domestic actions are interpreted by all those other people because we're talking to them, we're trading with them, they're doing whatever. So even if we're just we're, we're spinning up a new sector of production here... You know, but we haven't shifted anything with a trade partner yet. They're going to see that, and then they're going to expect, oh, in the future, they're going to be spinning down their trade with this because they're mm-hmm. starting their production over here. They're doing this. They're doing whatever, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's like the, the futures market of yeah. oil. You know, it's if all of a sudden, I don't know, let's just pick a random item. There's a the iPhones. Let's just say iPhones are only built in China. Right. Let's just say that. And then all of a sudden, there's a new iPhone factory popping up and, you know, bumfuck nowhere in the middle of the country that that's that's going to be the new thing in 10 years well china's probably going to be like well you know this this cash cow of ours is going to go away like the lease is going to be over at some point and they're not going to renew the lease right and then we're going to lose out on all that money that's going to affect the way they do more trade with us the other types of trade with us they're not they're going to look to you know fill that gap if you can so everything that we do, if we try to pull any kind of sector from the international market back to the domestic, it's going to have consequences. And, you know, it people don't like it when you steal their money. Right. And that's that's the equivalent of what they would see it as. If if your tenants, if you're a, a landlord and your tenant 
is looking to move across the street because they're going to save a hundred bucks a month on the lease. That's going to piss you off a little bit. Now all of a sudden, instead of the, you know, two grand a month you're getting from the dentist who's renting out your fucking office building. And now you're instead, you're not going to lose a hundred bucks on that. You're going to lose 2000 because you need to find a brand new tenant and this and that and the other thing. And so who knows how long it's going to take exactly. you to find that tenant or yeah. if you're going to be able to, <clears throat> So, yeah, 100%. It's kind of a weird... The world of globalization like the that we live in now, where every country is interconnected by international trade in some capacity, is a strange new form of, like, Bismarckian diplomacy that led everybody into World War One. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're all homies. We're all tied together for this reason or that reason. Except instead of, like, military alliances, now it's all, like... Trade alliance. That's how you get the UN. That's how you get the fucking yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's no good. NATO, all these things. And this was in. We're all in this together, guys. We're all in this together, bro. Fucking COVID style. (laughs) You looking for your? Oh, that was like yeah. Where's your Where's your giant pick stick? Yeah, I'm at home now, so I don't have a pocket knife in. I don't even have my my wallet. I don't have my wallet or anything. Yeah. I didn't put in my EDC. Why would you, bro? You're in your house. You have weapons everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Just a matter of like, okay, how far do I want to reach to get this set weapon? I just couldn't remember where I put that. But it's here now. It's there now. Everything's good. I'm curious as to the context behind whatever. Because you said Crystal Ball had said something about this. She was talking about, if I remember correctly, she was talking about the origin of the people who come here the immigrants Mm. and the amount that like you know we owe it to x number of people from x countries to allow them to come here because of the foreign policies that we've carried out and stuff like this if i remember correctly yeah that's what she was talking about surprise me yeah on that note just as a generalized conversation topic i've heard so many people like been making these historical arguments about this that especially with like the putin interview that did you watch the putin I've not Tucker watched interview? It. no i thought about it yesterday but decided not. i heard it was inconsequential so i didn't really yeah it's inconsequential know, interesting I mean, but didn't shift anything so I yeah didn't no feel like especially I if you've followed russia for any period of time before like the ukraine invasion and stuff like that nothing yeah. is surprising whatsoever um but the point that I wanted to bring up was <laughs> I lost it. It's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. God damn Putin it. Putin interview? Putin interview. Oh, uh, historical arguments yes. for claims on this, that, or the other thing. Yes. There's, you know, uh, with the Putin interview, he's talking about his historical, like Russia's historical claim to the lands to the West. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Poland and ukraine and crimea and all that shit with the trump stuff and then it's the same thing with like fucking israel and you know and gaza and all that shit it's it's crystal ball talking about that when when you think about like the migration north and shit like that Mm -hmm. like well all the bad foreign policy we did over you know decades and decades in south and central america we made these countries like this and so like we have to do something about it it's the same fucking argument that like that leads people to believe that we need to give reparations to people because we used to have slavery. Right. It's the same shit. You cannot, you cannot try to make up in the present day for 
decades, generations old past mistakes, if you will. Yeah. Like you just can't do that. And it applies on so many different scales right now, but it's the same, the same exact line of argumentation that she would make for why we have to accept all these refugees right. is the same exact argument that should lead her to say the United States shouldn't exist anymore and we should give every square inch of land we have back to whatever surviving Native American tribes there are. It's the same fucking argument. It goes to the same goddamn place. She's a fucking retard. I hate her so much because <laughs> that is the stupidest fucking line of thought and it's the thing that takes over every. Dave Smith and all the fucking hardcore like pro-Palestine people, anti-Israel people, they're making the same fucking argument of like, well, for generations, years and years and years, if you go all the way back to shut the fuck up. That's not the world we live in anymore, dude. There's fake lines all over the goddamn globe. Right. If you want to go back to the old days of like, well, everybody historically used to have a claim to this land or that land, Prussia would still be a fucking country. Yeah. The let me ask you this was almost oh. having to do. I'm already with, upset, Donovan. This it, was early. <laughs> it almost had to do with um, like whether or not we owe people anything, you know. But I just couldn't like craft yeah. it the exact right way that I really wanted for the question to go. Um, but because I, I was thinking the same thing, and that's a lot of what they're talking about that we'll get into when we do the immigration thing later. Of Sagar being like, we don't owe anybody anything no, you know dude. nobody deserves anything from us yeah. that isn't how and i very much feel that way i think the reparations is a great example um of i, I don't i don't owe you anything yeah. i didn't do that to you you know i recognize and i accept that the government of the country that i live in carried out policies that did this and i'm not trying to you know separate myself from that any more than i think is reasonable um but I'm 29 years old. I didn't do that. I had nothing to do with those choices. I didn't Dude. even elect the people who no. made those choices. So, or you, you were elect the people you were who born in Bremerton. Those people who made those choices. I don't have any connection to that no. at all. So, I I appreciate the argument <laughs> and I totally understand it. But I didn't do that to you. So the idea that we should now carry out a policy that will, in fact, immediately and directly affect mm -hmm. me and my family and everybody else in this generation, the way that we live our lives in a likely negative fashion, just doesn't hold very much water to me no. when I'm already fucking struggling, you know? And I'm not trying to woe is me, but that's the general national consensus is that Shit's things are very difficult right now. Yes. And the generation that is coming up now has it very difficult because of the housing, the schooling, the blah, 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 mm -hmm. all the things that we've done, you know? And I feel more willing to accept those responsibilities, even though I'm in theory the victim of those things yeah. because they're domestic policies like we we did that as a country yes. even though my parents did that you know then i guess maybe they're also the ones who voted those people who did the foreign shit but <laughs> i don't know man that's got it's still it, dude. yeah nothing it's still nothing to do with me on that front you, you cannot operate in the present on mistakes made in the past mm -hmm. you cannot do that that is i'm pretty sure that's a fucking rule like one of the 12 rules for life for god's sakes i mean it's really simple you have to as a it might, it might not help that every person in power, in the, especially on the federal level, has been around. They were the ones making those shots fucking 50, 60 years ago, damn near. So it's right. all the same people. Of course it still comes up because Joe Biden's the one that threw all the fucking minorities in jail with the crime bill only to turn around 25, 30 years well, later and be like, this still. is the worst fucking thing in the world. Biden was intimately involved in the like making the cages for the kids to be thrown in down on the border. And now it's a fucking war crime for God's sakes. I'm I despise 
this shit so fucking much, man. You cannot live in the world of the purely conceptual. You can't do that. Especially with a, a, a critical mindset because you can criticize everything for all time. It, it only leads you to, to make your existence non-existent anymore. Yeah. The United States is a fake country. We never, we, we're only a couple of hundred years old and we, only, we, we came over here and then took this land for ourselves. That's the way those people did that back then. It's not my fault that they did that. But this is where we're at now. The only logical place for that line of argumentation to go is to say we don't get to exist as a country anymore. I think the best way to atone for that is to kind of continue forward and try and make your life as best as you can without taking away from other people. That's the best way to atone for that. I'm going to not mm -hmm. fuck with anybody else as I move forward because that's the right way to do it. That's, yeah. that's what my ancestors should have done. Exactly. Like, minded their own fucking business. Like if we could have had like good actual, if everybody lived up to good old fashioned, what we have now, American values back then. It might be different, you know. There might have not been a trail of tears or whatever. I don't know. Right. You know, <laughs> the the Bureau of Indian Affairs that still exists today, that, like, the, the people, the, the reservations that are still under fucking treaties with the United States on. Yeah. Like, dude, we don't. There's only so much we could do about that, bro. It happened. I don't know what to tell you. That's some old school Well, shit. we're not trying to do that to those people now, okay? That's just not the way it is. We're not... We shouldn't be held responsible for that bullshit. Otherwise, Chris Ball needs to just turn over her fucking her property to whatever indigenous peoples were there before her. You used to live there. Done. Goodbye. Go go live on a ship somewhere offshore. Yeah. Because that's the only technical place that you decide you you technically deserve to live according to your line of thinking. It's fucking insanity. The zoo. Um, the zoo. Yeah. You don't. Okay. It ties in. I, I know. I'm just always there. curious. The zoo that we just bought the membership from, um, Point Defiance. Point D. Right? On their website, there's a section that's like, you know, we recognize that the land that the zoo was on was once home to indigenous and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah people, and we honor them and we do whatever. There's not one damn thing there that's, you know, thanks to the natives. It's just a fucking thing on your website that no one gives a fuck about. It's and a it's virtue only, signal. And it's only because I'm deep. I'm just searching all over your website that I found it. You know, not for that. I'm just looking at all the shit. Yeah. I stumbled upon it. That's the <laughs> only way that you find that type of thing. It's only if you're looking expressly for that to make sure that mm -hmm. this Tacoma company is, you know, recognizing their privilege. Or that's what it is. If you're fucking stoned and you're like, well, what all comes with How this fucking membership? How deep does this internet yeah, go? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's this? What are the frequently asked questions? What? I'm going to hit every corner of this fucking yes. website. Let's go. That's what, you know, you send me on a mission. You never know what I'm going to find. So <laughs> <laughs> True that. True that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Can I tell you about this book that I read before we get into some topics? Of course not. So I got two no, books. I said no. We're not doing it. <laughs> This one that I've been bringing to work. Right? Philip K. Dick. Minority Report, Philip K. Dick. This is actually a compilation of short stories that are by Philip K. Dick. Volume four of the collected stories. Yes. This is the fourth one that they've done of these. This guy's written nine bajillion books. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you what I got here. I Let's went to, I really wanted some used books. Um, I wanted some fiction books. And I thought, that, well, the best thing to do is to just go to a used bookstore. Mm -hmm. well, I'm just going to go to Port Townsend. So Got to go there. 
Jordan had some. That's fine. Jordan had some cake stuff she had to do. It's like, well, I'm going to take Dax. We're going to go to Port Townsend in the afternoon. So last weekend we did that. We went there, went to the toy store, went to the bookstore, got me some fucking pizza. It was incredible. Hell yeah. So I went to the bookstore, great bookstore. Don't remember what it's called. Probably should because it was, you know. Um, like the bookstore? It's that, a great bookstore. Yeah, the one? The, yep, the one. And um, went there instantly overwhelmed. was like. I, I don't, don't know, what, know do. what I'm here for because I know I've never I've read uh, you know seven fiction books in my entire life since I'm an adult yeah. and I don't know any authors I don't know any titles I should be looking for I don't know any anything yeah so I had a little bit of a breakdown had to kind of sit there for a second like, I don't even know what I'm fucking no doing idea here. what I'm doing there's just shelves of books of people that I have no idea and I'm gonna spend ten dollars on a book which is not like oh it's ten dollars but I'm gonna buy a book and then not fucking like it because I don't know anything about any of these people. <laughs> So I tried to look up some books and stuff like that, no fucking success. So I just decided to find books that I knew would be at least okay, right? And so Minority Report, I know this is a good book, and, or I know this is a good movie. I've seen yeah. the movie before. The book has got to be good if they're going to make it into a Tom Cruise movie. Oh, there's a bunch of short stories. This is a great idea. I'm going to get this one. Right. Starship Troopers. Oh, dude, I have talked about this a ton. I don't know if you read it or not before. Oh, yeah. You said that. It, yeah. So I've heard good things about this. The movie's great. I've heard great things about all the different military things that are involved in this. Mm -hmm. So... Those are the two books that I got because I think that I'll enjoy them both. Dude. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't talked too much about that book, right? No. Good. Because I just want you to know going into that, that your perception of what this might be because you've seen the movie That's what you said. is not the case. Right. That's what you said. It's super fucking awesome. It's a great book. It is so goddamn different. Yeah. But... In, like, the best way, though. Starship Troopers. That's the other one. There it is. Yeah. So I haven't read this one yet, but I started reading Minority Report. So I've read two of the short stories that are in here. The first one that I read is the one that I wanted to tell you about. It is called Autofac, right? Um, it's a great short story. And okay. So it this is, is not in... the one with the, the Blumbuses or whatever? No, the, the Swibbles. The Swibbles, That was the yeah. one after that. That was also a good one. No. Yeah, uh, the, but the, that plump, the Plumbus is the... Precisely. The, yeah, 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 this doesn't <laughs> translate. That one doesn't translate as well no. for audio to like, no. a story. <laughs> I tried to tell Jordan about it. It's like, I think this is not hitting somehow. I'm going to yeah. try it on Colin and we'll see how it goes. You told me it, it, it took about 20 minutes. So yeah. Really it just, break down. It's not as concise. <laughs> so this one, this is in some type of post-war society in which... All means of production have been absorbed uh, by the state. Absorbed by the state, really like a corporation is more what it seems like, and it's also uh, good old-fascioned corporate it's fascism. Been, it's all been automated. Everything is done by robots. So there's no humans that are Ooh. involved at all. The there's Andrew just, Yang dystopian vi vision. There's just huge structures underground that go floors and floors and floors, and then. When trucks come out and they drop off supplies. They deliver the things you need. There's like settlements, you know, that people live in. Okay. And so it starts and people are waiting for a truck. The truck pulls up. It's got all these sensors all over the front of it, just a whole bank of sensors so it can see all the things. It drops off a fucking pallet of shit and they're destroying it so that they can try and confuse the computers. Um, Ooh, and fighting back against the machine precisely. a little bit? It's, okay. the, people, the people want to, the war is over and the humans would now like to reclaim the means of production. They don't want the machines to be doing this stuff anymore. They would make things for themselves. They especially, took our jobs! Well, especially because a lot of the stuff, if the machines can't find the materials for it, they just synthesize it. So, like, a lot of the food that they're eating is fake. The milk is fake. All this type of stuff. Like, we Ooh. don't want this anymore. We want to just have our own shit. And so... Mm. Yes, so they have to cause a problem with this shipment so that a uh, agent, a robot agent from the company will come and, you know, see what's up with the shipment. Why did you guys destroy it? Why did you reject it? Why did you whatever? So that happens, and um, eventually they're able to start a war between two different 
uh, like factories, okay. right? Because they place a, a big pile of tungsten in a spot that is equidistant between the two factories. And so the reclamation robots from each factory go out to get this thing and they start oh, doing battle with each other. Nice. And so then to try and defend themselves, they send other robots to defend the reclamation robots. The factories in turn start making guns to arm these robots with. So they start a war between the factories that is over essentially just this one pile of tungsten. Yes, so the factories start making all kinds of crazy weaponry, drones, and all this type of stuff. And so they're bombing the different factories. to try. It's, it's insane. Dude. So a drone bombs out this factory that's closest to their settlement. And they're like, this is perfect. The doors are open now. We can go in and take all of the equipment, and we'll be able to restart production. And so they go in there, and all of the equipment has been destroyed. It's been totally fucking destroyed by this drone. All the floors, all the everything. They get to the very bottom floor of it. Like, this is crazy. There's almost nothing here. What are we going to do? When they hear something. Like, what is this? What is this noise? There's something happening underneath the floor. So there's a secret level underneath the bottom floor. And so they cut a hole in the floor and they see like some machines and it's fucking immediately closed up. You know, something under there immediately closed up. So eventually they're able to open up another hole. There is a another factory that has been created underneath this factory that is like totally and completely automated that has been made by the machines. A and, backup factory. Yes. And the backup factory is spitting out these capsules that seem to be about yay big, you know, like smaller than a watermelon. Okay. Um, but about that same shape and stuff like that. And inside of the capsule is a fucking factory that is making the, yes, it's like another set of robots that is making scale models of the factory itself. It's like continuously self-replicating on a smaller scale over and over and over again. To what end? That's where it ends. They're That's just... where the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that even exist? I have no idea. That's insane. Oh. It was a great story. It sounds like it. It was really good. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it was crazy. Didn't make any sense, and then it was awesome. <laughs> That's so that fucking wild, fail. dude. Yeah. <coughs> so it's very good oh. book. I'm excited to <laughs> to read more of the stories. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting to the um, the Heinlein book, Starship Troopers. That is probably the most it's the most approachable book that Heinlein has written, he, and he's got a ton of them too, and they're all very, very, very different. But there's a series, more or less, that revolves around this one guy who is immortal, and he just continues to live generation after generation after generation after generation there's like a lot of like he's trying to protect his family's immortality or something like that because if, if he has a kid with somebody then like they get to be immortal too or yeah. it, it's like some crazy ass shit and so there's a lot of like incest involved oh! and it's, it's fucking nutty dude but that one is like the most approachable book <laughs> but if you're into the way he writes I will suggest another one after that one of his just cool. so that you can get his broader, wild imagination involved. Yeah. It's fucking weird. <laughs> I like it. I'm glad you're getting into the to the fiction world. Um, well, let's start with something easy. Let me here. I'll send you this link. Boom. Copy link. We'll go to oh, the Oh, I should probably open up uh, Signal. It's all right. I got to find the chat anyways. Salty boys. Right. Incest is best. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you fucking plumbus. <sighs> Boom. Boom ski. Okay. So this is a story about, not local, it's Seattle Recreational Store, which is a cannabis store for those of you who don't live in a 
live in a state i don't know i can't even say that it's like less free than here because we're <laughs> cut as fuck but um this just to stay where cannabis is illegal i guess that's all that i can fairly say yeah um and so we're gonna watch this little video here okay and then uh we'll talk about it it's a problem this pot shop in greenwood has had to face for years this location has probably been targeted over 10 times in this latest break-in caught on camera this morning thieves Boom. pull up in what seattle PD says is a stolen vehicle and ram it through the fronts of have a heart four times breaking yes. through these metal doors and leaving they this ram a stolen kia into a seattle pot shop <laughs> managers tell us around 10 grand <coughs> worth of product was stolen 10 grand we worth of product a string and a rash of violent robberies at this location back in 2016 at this very store same also store caught on camera several Jesus. employees were held at gunpoint and tied up what years later employees, yes concerns haven't gone away there's a total of five locations across the area all have dealt with break-ins as costs to repairs keep piling up have a heart is running out of solutions to protect their stores we need our workers to be safe we need our locations to be safe and we need this to stop it's a pro okay okay what do you do about this colin because that's what she's saying we need our we need people to be safe we need our employees to be safe of course we need employees to be safe right this mm -hmm. is a problem that we've had here for a while now i'm gonna say five years is probably a good ballpark i used to know a guy named cody who worked at a recreational store and in one of their sister stores somebody was gunned down because he they had private security there and because that's how bad it had got that they had armed private security they had hired to stand at their store because mm -hmm. it was in fucking tacoma or something and someone came in their store with a gun and tried to hold them up but Boom, somebody fucking shot him. Okay. So this is how things have been going down. So now this woman, we need people to be safe. We need to whatever. What do we, what do, we do about this thing? What do you what do? You, do you get strapped up. Okay. What the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? This sounds, because this is in Seattle, you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, Defend yourself, you fucking fool. That might be a good idea. Defend your employees. At the very least, if you're not comfortable with your employees allowing them to defend themselves in your business, mm -hmm. hire fucking private security. Hire yes. somebody who is going to do that. Do you? You're talking about you need them to be safe, mm -hmm. right? The police. If you're, if you're, we talked about this last week. If you're choosing to abdicate the responsibility of your safety to somebody else, that's your choice. It's a foolish one, albeit it is a foolish one. We're, we're going to tell you that every time. That is your choice. That is why the police exist. However, they are a response agency. They are first responders. They're only going to come after you've told them something bad is happening, unless. They mm -hmm. happen to be in that place. They're not going to sit outside of your business. There's not enough resources for that. They're not going to do it. You don't want to pay no. the amount of money it would take for them to sit outside of your business because something bad happens there all the time. Yeah. Right? Because you can hire them to do stuff like that, generally speaking, on the side. Yeah. But you can, ha you can hire armed officers in their in the capacity of, as yes. a police officer to run security for your, your thing. But this took place at 210. So it's like in the middle of the night. So, right. uh, unfortunately, if yes. this is what you are dealing with, you need to have armed security there 24-7. Not only during the day, not just operating business hours, but if you want to protect $10,000 worth of merchandise, that yeah. I would imagine is going to be a very interesting insurance issue, considering... I don't know how... I don't know what, like, the, the pot... the Like, the recreational I pot store stuff is. Yeah. Because, like... 
I don't know what kind of insurance company wants to get involved with something that's a, technically a, still a Schedule One yeah. illegal substance on the federal level. Historically, they've had banking issues and whatnot. Indeed. There's there's guidance it's, for that that they're able to get yeah. around it, but there's a lot of uh, kind of questions. Some of them mm-hmm. like take debit cards and stuff like that. There's a big question yeah, for that. Do. that like um, how it's done. You know, I know like. The last time that I asked somebody about it, because I went into a store and they're like, hey, we're also taking debit cards now if you want to do that. They, like, you made a purchase of, like, Ethereum or something. And they're, like, that's what you were buying, really, from them. And it was converted into Ethereum, and then they got it, and then you could, like, buy the product. Mm -hmm. But you also paid, you know, like, a $5 charge or something for all these different transactions that happened in the middle in between them getting it. And, like, it was a whole deal, you know. Um, But it wasn't just a direct sale the way that it is when you buy something like at a grocery store, you know. Yeah. There was a a big workaround to use your debit card. Typically, it's cash. You have to go and get cash cash and go into the store. And a lot of them have an ATM in there, but a lot of them, the ATM, and always cashed out. Yeah. I've noticed that's a big, big problem. because people don't know, stoners don't prepare. Just there is there. that. They're you like, know? what are we doing? Yeah. It's like, well, I hope the ATM is full, and if it's not, I guess I'm just, I'm going to go out of my way to go find some cash just to go back there and look like a fucking asshole. Yes, I found, <sighs> I ran into that a few times, yeah, now I just get cash before I go there. It's just yeah. not worth it, uh, you know, fuck them. Yeah, I mean, fuck, the last time I even bought weed was... A while ago. Yeah. And we're talking months and months ago. I don't even... I hardly ever smoke weed anymore. Bought weed last night. Yeah, I know. You had a hard time opening up the package <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, always have a knife on me. It's just the easiest way. I always open exactly. it the same way. So I've never yeah. even considered a different way to open the package. Oh, yeah. So when I'm faced with that, I'm like, I'm like a fucking bear trying to open a jar. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just never going to happen. Bear trying to catch some honey. So you got to cut the, it open, smash it. That's, that's the, that's the only way the bear's going <laughs> to get in the jar. Smash it. Well, it's fucked up, man. Like, this is... This obviously is a kind of a special issue because it's like hit after hit after hit after yeah. hit at the same place. And then these dumb fucks don't learn their lesson and try to actually do something about it. They right. just go, well, the police should it's be protecting us or something like that. And if, if this is not just a reflection of just the downward trajectory of our fucking society as a whole, especially in a big progressive cities... I don't know what it is. The cops are not going to help you. It's not going to. De- there's nothing to deter this kind of crime from happening to the point where somebody's going to steal a fucking car and then drive it multiple times in through the fucking wall of your business so they can get in there and grab a bunch of shit and leave. There's not even like um, trees or planters or anything, you know, on the sidewalk mm-hmm. to deter from because if anyone doesn't know. That is the dual purpose of the decorations on the streets. It's not just to make the cities look pretty. It also hinders cars from striking civilians for yes. any number of reasons. That's yeah. the other, you know, the the tertiary purpose of these items that are yep. there. Um, it's the like fucking a, giant balls in front of Target, things like this. These are not decorations. That's so people this don't is, drive so in. No one, yes. Because <laughs> it was a problem before. So no one strikes the building or fucking shopper goers yeah, from, from being hit by. So... Um, it just seems like it would make sense. Buy some fucking giant planners, but I don't know. There's, you, this is very specific. It's one, you know, but it's, well, it's it, an avenue to a larger discussion. There's a lot of... Uh, they, like said, they stole these these people, the the suspects, if you will. The suspects. Stole a Kia, stole someone's vehicle, used that to ram into the business. <laughs> so the damage is none Dude, of their concern. Yeah, you're stacking felonies, bro. That's what you're doing. That's nuts. 
You mean they're stacking minutes in jail until they're released immediately yeah. afterward? Yeah, <laughs> just the processing time yeah. will take longer. It's an extra five minutes because you need another document here. Somebody needs to write down another paragraph. Right. The Kia Boys thing is pretty wild. I the did, Kia Boys thing is nuts. It got off the chain pretty fucking quick. It got mm -hmm. out of hand quickly. Yeah. And it, I've, I've heard that that was because of, like, TikTok and Snapchat. There so, was, so like, people just knew about it. Yeah, they knew about it, and they were like, there's a dude I see sometimes on my fucking YouTube shorts feed that it's like uh it's technically a tiktok account but it's reposted everywhere else and it's this fucking cartel dude yeah he's like a retired cartel guy or whatever and explaining and like showing videos of like all these like what's the right word like jobs that people would do in the cartel and it's like delivery stuff running from cops how to do this how yeah. to do that there's a ton of instructional videos on how to steal fucking kia on fucking TikTok, all we, over the we place. We someone to make a gravity bong last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, we did. Out of a out of a vent cartridge. <laughs> That's I never right. did that, but I should. That's a good idea. That's God, why, that just seems like a bad time, dude. That would just wreck your world. It but, would fuck you up for sure. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll let you know. They but, were smart. And only did it with like a water bottle. You know, mm -hmm. that was smart. You didn't no, even, it was super smart, dude. Because yeah. you, you how can much fucking leave, money. You can also only pull on this like so much, you know. If you yeah. did anything too big, it probably wouldn't work. Oh yeah, because a lot of them have like a heat, right? A heat sensor too that'll cut it off when it gets too hot. Right. That's that's gonna that thing's gonna burn. And baby. I bet this wouldn't get stale like the when you use cannabis like flour, you get hit it pretty quick because the smoke gets stale really fast. You know, yeah. if you don't like if the when you're using the lung that we talked about, you know, if you don't hit that whole thing, the second time you go to hit it's super stale. It doesn't it's harsh, it doesn't taste as good. Yeah. It's rough. Yuck. But I bet this doesn't get stale like that. Probably not. No. It's clean burning, yeah. baby. It's clean, vapor instead of smoke. It's clean coal. That's, that's it's right. clean coal. Clean coal. <laughs> not that bad. Oh shit. Yeah. This reminds me of when uh, the local place that used to hit next to the Safeway mm -hmm. was they got hit like a couple few times. Right. I don't, I don't know what they ever did about it it just kind of one day kind of stopped the place that i go in silverdale they got fucking robbed one night and then yeah, yeah i saw the video on the internet they're like there's a security target, video man. totally there's tons of cash there because i you know oh, yeah. because of the banking issues that they have so there's tons of cash people can only use cash in those businesses so even if it's just one day oh yeah of business people there's always people in a weed store i've always I'm, I'm never the only person in there if i walk in i'm the only one i'm not the only one when i leave you mm -hmm. know unless it's a super weird time like yeah so if i go right when they open you know like on friday or something like that when i do yeah. then then maybe but did um, you ever get out to the new one the new fuck, i can't even remember what it's called now by the casino no they're, they're oh no, dude the giant, no. it's fucking nice no i only went when they were in the trailer oh yeah no it is super nice yeah if you're ever out and about in the area it's worth a, a quick little jaunt up the road well i want to go to kingston cool. to get some of that fucking pizza the fucking the sourdough willies. sourdough willies the willies bro i've been hearing about i want to get the willies bad <laughs> gives me the willies bro if they don't sell a shirt that says i got the willies or some of them there it's, is it kind of a classy joint i mean classy enough medium but classy yeah it's it's kingston classy if Kingston that's a thing, classy. I do. Know, I want to show this as Kingston a, classy. It's a step above the filling station, but that's about, you know, it's like going to the wine bar. Yeah. That's about as classy you ever need. You could still wear a hoodie and fucking cargo shorts, I'm sure. What the fuck is that place called, the wine bar? It used to be Divine Wine. There I don't know go. if it still is now. I don't, I don't, I have not been downtown in a 
fucking hot second, dude. Did I a am... fake live show there once, guys. It was. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> fake live show. I mean, live. it was you live. You just couldn't hang out there. Yeah. Sourdough Willies. It is fucking right there next to the ferry, huh? It's Yeah, it's literally that last road there. Wow. Vine Bistro? Oh, Divine camp? Bistro. There you go. There you go. That's There it is. There it is. There you go. There it is. There it is. Okay, let's talk about the food delivery tax. Dude, Ryan. I didn't know this was a thing until I started like looking into it. I'm like, this is yes. fucked. Uh, and also, of course, it super makes sense that this went sideways. It's like, of course. This is just how things go in Progressive Seattle. policies generally just backfire like nobody's business. People complain. They don't want to hear fucking nothing about it. Yep. And so they just push forward, do exactly whatever the fuck. Hey, yes, King so... 5. I bet you it's the same one. Maybe. Maybe. We'll find out. No, it's different. Oh, damn. Same idea, though. It's because it's the same. It's the same news outlet, but it's a different economy. I wonder where yours is out of. Let's see here. So this is. Scroll up a little bit. Local news. Local news. Mine's an economy, bro. <laughs> what has to do with the with the money and the things? Um, so the one that I have is called Seattle's new app-based delivery fee ordinance goes into effect Saturday, which is today, mm. actually. Um, Seattle, a new Seattle ordinance that started Saturday is stirring up controversy. Supporters say it will help provide a... Uh, oh, this is back in January, actually. It's been yeah. for a while. Um, provide a livable wage for app-based delivery drivers, the ones who bring you takeout and groceries. However, critic, which is what they're talking about, like DoorDash and Uber Eats, yep. um, Instacart, things like this, anywhere that you're going to get food delivered to your house. Check. However, critics say that it's going to make those services more expensive. When debating delivery or pickup, the fees factor in for Elena Thompson. The price they charge for delivery, it's like the price of a full meal already, said Thompson. At Baka Baka Fried Chicken, I've heard this restaurant be talked about in every article that I've read. Baka Baka? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Buck buck. Uh, maybe it's maybe just well-known or something. I don't know. It's probably some Asian fried chicken, if I had to guess. Um, they expected delivery costs to climb because of the new city ordinance. The greatest concern on the restaurant side is just more fees. The particular fee is just to help benefit the drivers, who 100% deserve a living wage, said Jacqueline Wagner, the director of the operations at Baka Bok Fried Chicken, director of operations. Local restaurants like mine and so many others rely on gig workers and rely on third-party apps and additional fees like this could potentially harm our business. We won't really know until it actually starts happening, Wagner said. In a 2022 video, an advocate calling for new protections for app-based workers said, quote, when the workers who deliver food can afford to buy their own groceries and go out to eat at restaurants, it means a healthier community for all of us. Seattle City Council passed legislation that goes into effect Saturday. It will require delivery apps to provide a minimum payment for mileage and time worked. The ordinance will, and the minimum in Seattle is uh, like seventeen sixty or some fucking shit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty high. It's above the state minimum wage, which is like fifteen. 60 or yeah, something. A bunch of fucking tryhards. It's a, a lot of dollars is what it is. <laughs> yes, it's more it is. money than I made after multiple years in the fucking, in the, I was going to say in the service. but <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the service industry. Yeah, there you go, working. Um, in response to the local decision, an Uber spokesperson says, unfortunately, this one more than doubles the fees consumers will have to pay, which means fewer orders for businesses and less, opportun less opportunities for delivery workers. DoorDash said in a statement, unfortunately, we expect this will lead to lost revenue for local businesses and fewer earning opportunities for very for the very workers that regulations are supposed to help. <coughs> Excuse me. DoorDash said Dashes in Seattle will earn at least twenty six forty an hour before tips plus mileage. The company said that in the coming days, people in Seattle will... That's, Listen, that's a lot of money, mm -hmm. twenty six forty. Because you can, that can be your first job. Like yeah, you at twenty six forty. 
Right. My first job. It'd get you a, a rental closet in Seattle. That's a lot of dollars. Um, before tipping plus mileage, the company said that in the coming days, people in Seattle ordering from DoorDash will see new fees at checkout to cover the cost of the new regulation. Said to balance the impact, it's reducing the suggested tip on each order. <laughs> there ain't no it's, free lunches, they're bro. They're about to be getting no tips is what they're going to be getting when someone yep. has to pay three times or twice what the fucking delivery fee was. Mm -hmm. I've never placed an order on Uber Eats before. No. So I don't know. I'm I've never had this type of food delivered to my house. I have a personal aversion to this type of delivery service um i personally feel if i'm going to be getting fast food i should at least retrieve it myself yeah, it I seems like i could go and get it myself and if i'm by myself i'm more than likely to go inside um mm. not to sit down but to at least order it and then go back to my not car. the drive through no, if i'm with the family i'm leaving everyone in the car i got two kids i'm not getting everybody out just to fucking stand in the restaurant mm -hmm. and cause a ruckus for 20 minutes and then leave oh yeah um but well, i mean i've definitely been in the position where like i go to a fast food place and there's eight cars in line and there's nobody in the parking lot yeah and i still go through the drive-thru yeah because i'm a fucking fat lazy piece of shit as it turns yeah. out <laughs> there's too many cars in a in a line i just won't go i will i take that as a sign that i shouldn't be eating fast food that day and i will figure something else out mm -hmm. um that's a, I'm a big signs person, you know. So, Gotta read the stars, baby. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. There's uh, there's a difference for me between a food company in which delivery is already, like, uh, built into the business model. Yeah, like, like if I call. Pizza, these yeah. things are already things. I call the establishment and yes. schedule delivery with the establishment. Yes, historically, yeah. these things have been delivered. This is fine. This is already a thing there. I'm not going to pay a third person to go and retrieve my food for me and then bring mm -hmm. it to my house this is something i'm not going to take part in so this is almost a month old right almost a month old yeah what what would you say given this was this has been implemented now yeah what would you say the effects would have been what are your uh your your, your what's your uh the science word h hypothesis, hypothesis of would, what the outcome would be i would hypothesize that there's probably been a lot less uber eats been going on in the city of mm -hmm. seattle um, i've seen a couple of people like some videos and stuff people saying well i just came to get it myself because you know it was like one guy i don't remember where he was eating at but obviously buying food for his whole family because he's like listen it was 70 dollars out the door like if i had it delivered it's going to be over a hundred dollars now yep. for to bring it to have it to my house with uber eats that's oh, yeah. fucking insane a 30 plus dollar delivery charge mm -hmm. for someone to go to your house that's no longer worth it if it was ever worth it before fuck no dude you should not be doing that no well pick it up on your way home indeed just eat dinner early that exactly. day. exactly <laughs> or oh yeah there's a thousand ways to get around it but yeah. just just go take care of business and save yourself some fucking money but uh, it is, it's definitely backfiring. <laughs> Seattle ordinance intended to help app deliverers is, quote, hurting them. One delivery worker said the new ordinance is hurting drivers and customers. Seattle, new Seattle city ordinance designed to give food delivery app drivers a more livable wage is, quote, backfiring, according to several drivers. You may have noticed the new $5 fee on DoorDash and Uber Eats orders, but it is not just causing frustrate, frustrated customers to delete this app as we reported. Uh, we are now learning the people that the people the ordinance was designed to help are hurting. 
what used to be considered hotspots for workers on these apps feel a lot cool cooler since june or january 13th according to several drivers we we heard them or we yeah we heard from uh that includes gary whatever your last name is give that one a shot lardzabella lardzabella lard yeah lard is lardizable lardizable sir lardizable 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 a longtime app-based food deliverer in seattle sundays before the ordinance um he said um you know we'd be visible lardizable dude <laughs> Get it, what, what is this sunday Sundays before, before the ordinance, ordinance lardizable just, <laughs> that's it, just period this is bad writing yeah it, it is. is you know we'd be thinking breakfast today i didn't even touch it they're not going to order it's definitely backfiring since the ordinance went into effect last month mia shagan said what's up with all the fucking names bro <sighs> Whatever. Seattle. So, yeah, that's right. Fancy. It's a city of uh, immigrants or whatever, she says. <laughs> said her delivery opportunities have been slashed. I've got nothing, Shagan said. I'm not going to sit here for hours for one freaking order. Even on typically busy delivery days, groups of drivers can be seen waiting around together in groups in high-density restaurant areas. Instead of stopping at 2 or two or 2.30 or 3, it's stopping at like 1 o'clock, sometimes even a little bit before, Shagan said. So literally at 1 o'clock, suddenly there are no orders anymore. So just people getting lunch, just all people yeah. who need lunch at work. The pay legislation, as the city regards it, was meant to improve wages for gig workers by entitling them to minimum pay, or in other words, pay based on the time worked and miles traveled for each offer. DoorDash, as a report has stated, their DoorDashers will get paid at least twenty six forty per hour before tips. In their estimation, they're not telling the whole story, Shagan said. Assuming that you're working constantly, then yes, you're going to be making that much money. But that's not what's happening right now because people are not ordering as much anymore. The tips are going down because they think we're making all this money. I thought the same thing mm -hmm. if you get paid per delivery because that's how this works how do they guarantee you a, an hourly wage you don't you it's can't like a, it's like a rough estimation based off of like existing analytics for area and time right. and previous orders and that's it the tips are going down because they think we're making all of this money well i don't yeah what the fuck do you want like it's not because they think you're making all this money it's because it costs them more money now mm -hmm. that's what it costs that's you should that's have, the reality you of fucking, it okay fools you should have paid attention when like i get all right hold on let me take a second so that mm -hmm. i can formulate a thought because i'm starting about five different sentences okay you think about it and let me just put out one point here real quick they say um one driver who shared uh, how much he made this week last year, nine hundred thirty-one dollars versus this year, it's four hundred sixty-four. So they almost he lost like almost half his business. So I understand if you don't like to listen to the old people, you don't like to listen to the conservatives. They say dumb things. They're mean and they're rude and they don't use your pronouns. Racist. They don't say the stuff. I get it. Okay, they sometimes know what the fuck they're talking about when you're talking to a conservative person about money they probably have a, a decent idea of what's going on if yeah. you're talking about taxes they definitely know what the fuck they're talking about if they're telling you this is going to blow up in your face just listen for a second just consider that what they said might be true mm -hmm. before you completely dismiss it and say push forward city council i want more money because you did this to yourself you've done this to yourself even at the very least you have selected a city i don't even like to do that because it's too much responsibility to whatever you did this to yourself you absolutely did this to yourself yep. people told you they told you this was going to happen and you you did it anyway you mm -hmm. didn't say i don't want this just let me make my money you didn't say just let me be a gig worker you didn't you know <clears throat> 
And to be fair, some people did. There's a lot of people who work for all of these different gig companies that have pushed back on the city of Seattle all the various times they have tried to expand the worker protections, as they call it, for the different yeah. gig workers. You worker know, protections. We want to make sure that you're treated like a real employee and you get insurance and you get this, you get this, you get this, you get this. The people don't want that. If they wanted a regular job, they would get a regular job. Yeah. They work at Uber Eats because it works for their time. It works for the things that are going to work for them. Their yep. schedules, the things that they're doing. The, if they the individual job, they made an individual one. decision because they thought this was a good decision for them, given the circumstances at the time. If you need insurance and you can't get it, if you can't attain it through the state, through the whatever, through any of the means, you need a better job. That's sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to tell you that. It's, no, that's nothing. That's the reality of that. If you're working in a certain position now and you don't have the things that you think that you need, you need a better job. If you need to expand your skills to do that, then that's a different discussion. Then you need to do that. These are mm -hmm. things that are required of you. It is up to you to take care of yourself. You cannot, regardless of the communist utopia that you may live in, you should not be abdicating the responsibility you have to yourself to fucking try and make your life better. It doesn't work that way. You don't get to sit back because when you do, when that's the choice you make, these are the repercussions of those actions. Yes. This is the help that you get. This is the type of help that the state has to provide to you. If this is what you ask for, this is what you will get. Yes. If you want actual help, actual progress, as you claim to always want the progressives, when you move forward, do all this stuff, you have to do it yourself. No one will do it for you. No one is coming to help you. No one is coming to save you. No one is going to do that for you. You have to do it yourself. Yes. And so, that's, this is a, just a perfect example of how government interference into the free market only goes one direction, and that's in the wrong direction. All it does is hurt people's ability to participate in that free market and do better for themselves. Yes. It's a perfect example. Good intentions pave the way. The, the road to hell is paved paved by good intentions or whatever that turn of phrase the is road like. to hell is paved with good intentions there it is this is this is it this is like so many hardcore progressive regulations they all are like well this is going to help they're going to make more money this that, and the other thing the long-term care tax is a good example we have a tax yeah. in the state just a quick aside um that's on your taxes now that if you don't have long-term care insurance which is insurance for if you need long-term care when you're older or i guess if you're young if you guess if you are in some type of accident and you are disabled and can't take care of yourself mm -hmm. for an extended period of time you are required to have insurance or pay this tax so that you are covered if something like this happens that's and it's now being addressed in a Water, initiative. An initiative in the state now because just people like me are getting fucked. I'm just paying yeah. tax endlessly until maybe I need this care one day when I'm yeah. fucking 75. I mean, being handled by the legislature is like a a phrase. They're choosing yes. not to handle it, but we the people are trying to handle it. Yes, <laughs> but that's being a story with, for uh, later through on. The initiatives. Yeah, but yeah, this is just another. It really pisses me off because. How many times do we have to watch the same exact scenario play out? I think we need a $15 minimum wage. Oh, no, there's less jobs now. Hey, $15 minimum wage isn't enough. We're going to raise it to $17.50 or whatever an hour and then up to 22 something over the next 10 years. Okay, well, less and less jobs become available because people can't afford that shit. Right. People either businesses will raise the price of their products so fewer people will buy them such as we have in this case 
you add on fees like that, next thing you know, people aren't going to fucking, they're just not going to be using it anymore because right. it's too goddamn expensive for them. At a time at which everyday Americans are more strapped in their wallet than they ever have been in our lifetimes at this point. Like, things are, the government will tell you the, ec- the economy's doing gangbusters right now. It's doing good. Yeah. You know, soft landing achieved. We did it. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's great. Can't you see how good the economy is? When, but in reality, every food is still 30% more overall than it was two years ago. Gas is still not fucking cheap. It's not even close to cheap. It's not as expensive as it used to be, but it's still expensive as shit just to drive around. Rent and housing prices are still insane. Rent and housing prices, vehicles. I mean, but all if you take your, those things out, Colin. Then it's just, it's in 3%. It's Everything's fine. great. So it's like, this is just a, a perfect illustration of what happens, especially in bad times. Right. And you're like, we're going to pass something that's going to help everybody. Oops. Their new measure now is they're not going up anymore. They're like, well, you know, inflation has stagnated. Like, well, that's great. It's stagnated fucking 17% or whatever. Like, I did so that's awesome. But the CPI is only 3%, (laughs) all right? This is times are good, bro. It's great. That's what they say, okay? The government says it's 3%, so it definitely is. Yeah. Fuck off. Do you want to give us a quick little update on the school bond? And then we will take our first break and we'll get our stuff with Nate situated when we break. I can't believe it's already gone to this point. All right, so we talked about this school bond thing last episode. Yes. And uh, essentially, it's just a it's a North Kitsap school district school bond. It, it's it was on a the throwaway topic. It was just like, a, hey, this is a thing that yeah. I saw, you know, because your brother had received a letter or whatever. Yeah. Um, talking about the large school bond and how they were going to spend the money, the different ways the oh, district yeah. had spent the money in the past. And, and they're the talking person. about rebuilding schools right, and, right. and doing all sorts of crazy shit. We're talking tearing massive, down, massive dollar amounts. Tearing down schools that kids are currently going to school in right now. Indeed. Yeah. Tearing it, uh, or refurbishing or yeah. whatever you call it, remodeling. Just upgrade, 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 upgrade. And... You know, it's a thing that they ask for more money every year. No big deal. But then once you really start to dive into it, like we did last week, it, it's like, this seems a little excessive. What's going on? Well, the plot thickened. It's, there's some, there's some back, backdoor politics going on. Um, it's the, so good. The Kitsap County prosecutor reviews case involving superintendent allegedly stealing campaign signs. Now, campaign signs for here is you drive down the road and you see, Vote no on NK, you know, North Kitsap School District bond. A lot of that year. And then you'll say, then you'll see one right next to it that says, vote yes for North Kitsap Schools or whatever. So, uh, Kitsap County, Washington. Kitsap County Prosecutor Office told Cairo 7 that it's revealing a case, reviewing a case involving the North Kitsap School District Superintendent for allegedly stealing campaign signs. Allegedly stolen campaign signs. Cairo 7 reached out to the Kitsap County Sheriff's Office to get more details. That's right. A spokesperson said that the county prosecutor's prosecutor's office is currently reviewing the case after he had shared brief details about the investigation. Cairo 7 requested public records from the Kitsap County Sheriff's Office to get further details about the case, including photos of evidence deputies collected and captured. So here we have... (laughs) What a dumb bitch. Somebody literally stealing one of the signs. This is the, allegedly, this is the North Kitsap School District Superintendent. Yeah. Stealing one of these signs, right? I told you I saw that clip from Brandy Cruz and she had like um, 
some people whose house that she had stolen signs from. Uh-huh. And those people were like, yeah, we caught her on the fucking, our video cameras, like on yes. surveillance camera. This, this is, this is that dude. He, um, so awesome. this is literally right before you turn down the road to come to my house. That's incredible. It's like right before fucking, what is it? Eglon road. Right. There's all those signs out there and yeah. you'd be driving and like one day signs would be there. One day they wouldn't be there. And it was fucking weird. So and after allegedly it was this woman, allegedly. Yes. Um, it's, <laughs> We'll just read because I it gets allegedly is just kind of like a well right she's hasn't been found guilty it's of to anything protect ourselves. yet. <laughs> Indeed. According to public records, deputies um, said they began investigating inve- investigating reported theft of campaign signs on Friday, January twenty sixth, about seven fifty four a.m. Scott Hendon and Kim Gerlach to- uh, told deputies that they had several other members within the community. Um, formed a committee called North Cape School District Bond opposing the 2024 cap- capital bond measure that would be voted on in the upcoming election on February 13th. Hendon and Garrick told deputies that they had purchased signs to place around the community. However, a lot of them were stolen recently, including a on Cliffside Ridge near Eglon. Uh, Cairo 7 spoke with the Hendon about the reported thefts. We lost signs consistently in this location, uh, Hendon said. It went from us replacing them a few times to now I'm kind of ticked off. Hey, now play fair. I replaced the signs. They would be thrown in the woods and the stickers, so like blackberry bushes. Sticker bushes, yeah. And <clears throat> and that kind of thing. And, and about that time, I thought, let's get some game cams. <laughs> so they got some game cams. Capture this chick. Uh, and it happened so frequently all over the North End. Uh, Hendon told Carl 7 that he put grease on several signs That's to awesome. help deter the suspects. He also placed game cameras around them to capture the next possible incident. You know that she was pissed off when she grabbed onto the sign. It was all greased up. Oh, yeah. Like, Fucking oh, yeah. packet. <laughs> I want to know who's doing this. He said it's, it is so started with the game cams. Or so I started with the game cams. One of his cameras captured a person caught in the act on Little Boston Road between Cliffside and Hansville on Friday. Hendon said he was hiding in the bush when the incident happened. The dude was hiding in the bushes, bro. I believe it was a woman getting out of a truck going... To the side, he said, I thought her blonde hair had shown some. It looked like a smaller truck to me. Cairo 7 saw the video recording, which shows a person taking a sign on the on the ground and tossing part of it away. It it makes me angry, he said. This is about our freedom. The It's about the, oh my God, the ability to have freedom of speech. We're placing legal signs and legal right-of-ways. Hendon and... Hendon said he called Garlick about the incident and notified her about the truck. So Garlick told Copa 7 that she captured a photo of suspects of the suspect's trust and followed it to the Sons of Norway in downtown Fuck Paulsbo. Yeah. So there's the truck. And then the over, at, over, over there at the Sons of Norway, the public record documents indicated that the truck turned in onto Stottlemyle Road and pulled off onto the shoulder between Rova and Bond Road before it arrived at Sons of Norway. So they're making a pit stop from stealing signs, ditching them out at the halfway point, oh and then carrying God. on. Uh, Gerlich said the person she saw walking the Sons of War- Norway shocked her. I was so shocked because who I saw walking into the building and the truck I saw parked in the parking lot, she said, I couldn't believe who it was. Superintendent Lauren Evans is who 
I saw walking into the building, and that's how, and that's whose truck was parked in the parking lot. According to public record documents in 2021, Ford Ranger parked at Sons of Norway uh, is registered to Laura Evans. Uh, Evans also conf- confirmed to deputies that the scene at the scene that the truck belonged to her. When deputies asked Evan about the accusation, she denied taking the signs involved in the investigation and had been, quote, putting out a lot of signs in support of the new... Are you dumb bitch. Of, ...of the bond. She also claimed that her signs have have been getting taken down as well, adding she drove straight oh to Santanoia Friday morning and did not stop along the way. Even though people follow So she's there. lying out her ass already. Oh, my God. Evans told deputies that Henderson and Gerlich had been harassing her and trying to frame her for something she did not do. Carlos Evan asked I don't know, about the accusations. Uh, we're not harassing her, Gerlich said. We do speak out on bond, bond meetings or board meetings. I do post on Facebook. I post facts. Just posting facts, bro. I'm not harassing her. I'm not harassing her as a person. I'm trying to get accountability in this district and making sure what this district needs for our students to be successful and for our teachers to be happy. And I said, I never met her personally in public meetings. I've never been close, closer than 40 feet that I know of. Uh, I never touched her. I would never touch her vehicle. So the evidence. Sons of Norway at Sons of Norway deputy said Evans opened the rear tailgate of the of the truck and they found a stack of support uh, NK students and schools vote yes along with a mallet for hammering um, stakes in the ground shortly after another deputy arrived at the scene with vote no NKSD bond signs that he had found from Stottlemyre with green and blue grease on them. So these are the greased up signs yeah. that she ditched on the way over there. A different deputy looked at Evan's truck and observed two places on the inside of the tailgate and one in the bed of the truck that had faint smudges of the same green blue grease that there were on the vote no North Kitsap bond signs. And so you could see there's the grease spots in her truck. More grease spots they wiped off. There's the gloves that she had in the truck. More grease More spots grease. in the truck. Uh, there's a dumpster. Evans continued to deny that she took the signs and said that she did not know how oh the God. grease ended up in the bed of her truck. The document said soon after, deputies said they found a pair of gardening gloves and a yellow towel in the dumpster next to where Evans had parked. The gloves and towel were wiped in a paper or wrapped in a paper and had the words support North North Kitsap students and school vote yes printed on them. The items had spots of the same green, blue grease that Hendon had put on his, uh, his signs, the document indicated. So long story short, it's really sounded like uh, the superintendent of the school district. She should stop lying. Should stop lying she about should. what it seems to be that she is deeply, deeply involved in and definitely been doing herself. Caught on camera, has grease from the shit in the back of her truck. Not good, dude. Yeah. This is the superintendent of our school district, by the way. Yeah, who is really actively lying. besmirching people's fucking freedom of speech so that she can get a bond measurement over so that her school district can get more funds, can steal more taxpayer funds so that she can 
you know, rebuild these schools and build up her resume. That's terrible. It's fucking gross, dude. It's fucking gross. So that's that's where we're at. The there's a thing in there about the end. Cairo reached out to the school district for a response, and they're like, "Well, we don't get involved with these kind of things, and we just want everybody and all the students and all the parents and teachers to be happy." So pretty nice stuff. Yeah, but it sounds pretty open and shut, dude. To be perfectly honest, right? If there's video of it, and now the cops have video in Greece, that's what a fool, dude. And you've been you're straight lying to the cops right, right. now, right? That's at the point in which they're finding evidence of greasing your truck. And you're like, I don't know how that got there. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? And then like your garden gloves with your fucking slogans on them are all wrapped up in paper thrown in this dumpster it's, that you were definitely just putting stuff in. It's never too late to tell the truth, man. Just and do it's it. It's never too late to tell the truth. Just be honest. There's no sense in this at all the you've already fucked up like it's just Real too bad. late to fix what you've done so that you really should just 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 fess up dude just be honest about it now um <sighs> this is gonna be our last word for part one and then we're gonna take our first break get hooked with nate and we'll come back uh, so we're gonna hit this one quick this is from the uh, seattle times washington democrats unsure of next moves on the sixth gop backed initiative so there's a couple of initiatives that i don't know if we've gone over them or not but i actually we voted i put my name on all these to get them on the ballot because i was doing my fucking duty um there's uh so six of them they have to do with like parents' choice in schooling and a removal of the green tax. And um, one of them has to do with uh, fucking – it doesn't matter. There's six of these things, right? We'll, we'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of pushback from the Washington State Democrat to try and keep these things off of the ballot. Indeed. Because they have three different options. I think they'll go from in this article where they can – we've talked about them before in the past that they can um, – Put this initiative precisely as it's written. They can kind of rewrite one that is speaks to the air or whatever of this and put that one up, or they can leave it straight to the voters, I think, on just a yes or no. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the the legislature passed without a vote of yes, the people, exactly. this measure, that measure. Should we repeal it or Exactly. Yeah. Um, I hate the fucking language they use it's for terrible. those. It's so gross. Olympia. That's and there it's you know that it's bad because they have to give you another pamphlet that tells you what that means. Yes. Um, and just as an aside, because you said you actually signed one of these petitions at some point. All of them. All of them. Okay, so they collected over, it was 2,684,663 total signatures. Signed with the Black that, Fest. And some people signed multiple, but it they represented over 800,000 unique voters. So over 800,000 people in this state. There's, what, three Three million people in Washington? I don't know off the top of my head. And that's a, it's a fucking good... That's a good chunk of voters right yeah. there that the legislature is just trying to tell Ooh, them, them to go fuck off. One of them was to let the police chase stolen cars. Yeah. Right now they can't pursue stolen vehicles. Yeah. I got a thing that does like a, a small breakdown of each yeah. one. Just kind of mention I've had some, one but... for a couple of weeks um, that I just... We know it's just not fit in, and it's not till yeah. November, so we have time. It's not like a huge yeah. um, Olympia. The ball is now in the legislature's court on the slate of GOP-backed initiatives that could undo Democratic policy priorities, but it's not clear what will happen next. Re Republican backers continued their push for public hearings Wednesday, nearly a week after the sixth and last initiative, one that would allow Washingtonians to opt out of the state's long-term care payroll tax. That's one I just talked yep. about. Was certified by the Secretary of State, and as the short session approaches, it's midway point. But Democrats and the legislature who command strong majorities and control the flow of the bills through the Capitol have not committed to public hearings, and they say they are waiting for more information about how the initiatives 
how their initiatives would each affect the budget and change state laws before deciding what to do next. House Majority Leader Joe Fitzgibbon, Democrat of Seattle, said Tuesday the legislators are still waiting for documents showing the potential effects of the initiatives on the state budget and trying to unpack. Doesn't matter. That doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. Figure it out. That's your job. We're telling you, as the people, mm-hmm. we're not doing this anymore. It's time to repeal this. That's your job, is to listen to the people, right? That's the whole purpose of all of this. It's this literally in the democracy. state constitution that says you have to take initiatives from the people in top priority in legislative sessions. It's in the goddamn constitution. Not that the Democrats actually care about the constitution, but it's in there. So it's literally your job to do what we say and figure it the fuck out on the back end. Yep. Balance the budget, bitch. Not my problem. Not my problem. Balance the fucking budget, it's Not bitch. my problem. You can't do your fucking you can job. You propose new taxes if you want, and we'll tell you whether or not they're acceptable. Chances are no. Balance the fucking budget, bitch. Not my problem. Oh, is this the one? The initiatives are challenging some significant policies like the state's new capital gains tax, another one in its carbon market. Yep. A repeal of either could be big could blow big holes in the state budget. You shouldn't be leveraging your budget off of theft from fucking citizens who lived here. Mm -hmm. How about that? It's green energy policies, bro. We're just trying to help out the environment, and that requires a carbon tax that you have to pay all the fucking time. The initiative certification means they can go through a process that could have them eventually end up on the November ballot, but legislators have three options for each. Here we go. They could enact the initiatives as written. They could pass an alternative to appear on the ballot with the initiatives, or they could do nothing, leaving the initiative to the voters. Many of the initiatives run counter to the Democrat majority policy gains, like the capital gains tax, and are unlikely to be enacted. Backers of the initiatives, including the initiative sponsor, Representative Jim Walsh, Republican of Aberdeen, railed on the Capitol steps Wednesday and demanded lawmakers hold public hearings on the measures. Republicans assert the state constitution holds that any initiative should be prioritized over the legislature's other business. House Republican, we all know that the Democrats don't give a fuck about any constitution, whether it's state or federal. Yeah, they don't care. It's a living document, bro. Yeah, it lives and breathes, bro. House Republican whispered to us that we don't need to worry about it this time. Don't worry about it. It's better for them. The Constitution? <laughs> House Republican leader Drew Stokesbury, Republican of Auburn, said acquiring hearings in the initiatives would signify they are taking precedence and give both sides a chance to make their case. The legislature is supposed to consider these. We're not necessarily supposed to pass them, but we're supposed to consider them, Stokesbury said in an interview Monday. So again, holding a hearing, that would be a helpful way for us to consider them because we'll hear both the pro and the con arguments. Democrats maintain they have until the end of session to act on the initiatives because they aren't subject to the same deadlines that most bills are, and they say questions remain about the cost and constitutionality of the measures. That's Bob Ferguson talking. Yeah, I don't fucker. know if that period there makes it unconstitutional. Right. Along with the repeals of the state's capital gains tax, its market system to cap carbon emissions and making the new long-term care payroll tax optional, the initiatives would also require public schools to notify parents and guardians about medical services provided to their student, let parents and guardians review instructional materials and medical records, lift restrictions on when police can chase suspects, and ban the state and local governments from imposing an income tax. Right. Most bills, with some exceptions, had to have been passed out of policy committees by Wednesday in order to survive, but the initiatives are exempt from those cutoff dates, said House Speaker Lori Jenkins, Democratic these are the initiatives proposal to repeal taxes a landmark climate law um and then oh that just that's dumb yeah it's just another article but yeah i think we went over all of them anyway so they are they're they're talking about it um and the third option that we talked about is they're leaving it to people that's when they put it on our ballot for november Mm -hmm. and they let us vote on it again so we will see i think that that's for them, that's the most dangerous way to go. But I think we've also talked about in the past that they're not 
required to institute those initiatives if they're voted on on the ballot, right? Mm -hmm. Like if they're left to us, they don't necessarily have to then no. institute those initiatives just no, because we voted on them. It doesn't make them law no. when we vote on them. No, because it turns then it's usually they have to they have to do it right. or not. And th but it also they just have to form it into a bill and then vote on it. Yes. Um, but as we've seen multiple times in the past, if it's if it is not in the Democratic majority's agenda for something to get repealed or to get implemented, right. they will find a way to not do that through the attorney general of the state, Bob fucking Ferguson, who yeah. is probably going to be our next governor. Love it. And he's shown time and time again with the fucking registration tabs. I mean, this is why you have Tesla. You want to be you want to be doing your part for the fucking green energy movement and all this shit. You drive a Tesla. Well, guess what? You're paying like three hundred fifty, three hundred eighty bucks just for registration for your your car. Right. Me and you who drive standard ass cars, we're paying what a hundred and well, if if you're registering, I haven't done it in a while. It's, it's like one hundred thirty five bucks or whatever like that. Though. And we, yeah, I mean, there's reasons, but uh, and we've. We've, we, the people, have voted to repeal this thing multiple fucking times, and it's, they just they will find a legal recourse to be like, well, actually, we don't actually care about democracy just like we say we do, so go fuck off. We know what's best for you. Take your medicine and give us your money. That's, it's easier for them to just bail out on a, on a past initiative than it would be that if they actually had to make legislation and pass it up to the governor to may or maybe not sign that that's that's law that's done that's in if they do that and so why would they want to do that if they don't want these measures right. then they're not going to do it and they are systematically breaking the constitution of the state by not making it a priority which is probably the constitution's fault fault because it just says you got to make it a priority there's no there's no timelines or you know they have regulation right. on when they have to look at initiatives and very what very last minute really or not mean? exactly it's all fucking gray it's all pipes it's, it's all just pipes bro. yeah it's all fucking lead pipes so there it is washington is still a fucking communistic utopian hellhole brought on by our lovely legislature who hates every single one of us it's not good, guys. No. Give them all your money and do what they tell you to do, and they'll still hate you for it the next day. Can I – we can – I get a little like a, like, a, like a white pill that we can end it on. I shared it with Brian yesterday. I could use one. We were talking about gun stuff. It's I think been I a rough couple of weeks, but I need, I need white pills up the ass. I mean, maybe not that. Not suppositories, but you know what I mean. Turn a phrase. Um, Talk. I think I talked to you about it already, but it's just a, it's a working theory that I have regarding gun laws in Washington State. Have we talked about this already? So it's bad, right? We got new gun laws here again. We got another Everywhere. one we just talked about last yeah. episode. It's the gun training stuff for all the different uh, – any gun that you buy now. Bronson Campbell mm -hmm. was just talking about that today. He went to go buy a hunting rifle, and he's like, they won't even let me hold a hunting rifle without – an ID and I can't even I can't buy one without this training thing and I can't so so I send him the link and I'm like do it in five Just, seconds on yeah. your phone and you have the thing and then it'll be fine he bought it today so he's fine um, but so people are running these things all the time right my prediction my feeling my gut feel is like we talked about a few weeks ago we talked about with Elijah if, if it right? gets your tummy going it's a good sign I have a weird feeling that I'm gonna give myself kind of a broad timeline of 10 years right um I think that it's going to turn around, not all the way, but I think it's going to get better, mm -hmm. right? And the reason that I think that is 
California. Ah. Is these different Supreme Court rulings that are coming out of California, right? They had a taste of freedom last week. They were able to buy uh, ammo online for yeah. a, like I don't know, 107 hours or something. It was a very yeah. short amount of time. Get in and there. It was immediately removed. Um, there have been different rulings that are still being challenged and stayed and whatnot mm-hmm. um, about the magazine bans and about the assault weapons bans and this thing with the. Pistol braces is still working its way through, right? Sure. I, I have, they seem to be leaning in what I would say is the right direction. Seems right? to be. It seems to be where it's going. They're mm-hmm. continually being appealed, but the different ca- the different courts, as it goes higher up, are seem to be ruling in favor of the people yeah. and their ability to defend themselves. Yeah, it's it's like a, a two steps forward, one step back, two yes. steps forward, one step back. But the, it's moving in the right direction. The Supreme Court has been generally friendly mm-hmm. to the gun rights thing over the last, you know, two years or so. Yeah. Since this kind of new slate of judges, have justices have yeah. been in there. I mean, they fucked on New York City, for God's sakes. Washington typically does things like 10 years behind California does. Mm-hmm. If California is going to, especially since we're all in the same circuit court, if the yeah. circuit court is ruling or being ruled by the same precedents, the same judicial rulings. Yep. It's going to affect all of us. And even if it gets challenged here longer than it did in California, it's not going to work if it's already hit the Supreme Court or the higher, yeah. the state Supreme Court or the circuit courts and come back down with the appeal. Yeah, you can so, only hit so many failed appeals before you don't, you can't even gamble on bringing a case. So I think that it's going to get better here shortly, especially coupled with the huge increase in crime that we have seen mm-hmm. in the major cities, right? It's not necessarily as bad in kind of the surrounding smaller towns and stuff like that, Bremerton being one of them. But um, that in and of it's, you know, it's where the people are for Kitsap County, so it is getting worse. Yeah. But it's definitely different than when I was a kid. Um, oh, yeah. But I think that the, the crime and stuff like that, if that continues to go up, the police forces are not getting any bigger. And the state legislature is only going to be able to add so much money to the police budgets before they start to get pushback from their supporters about, you know, the police are racist and we hate them and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think just give it time. I think it's going to turn around. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. But it, I think that it will turn around. Well, let's, I don't know if I believe you, Yeah, but you know, at least as far as like the gun law stuff, I think it's going in the right direction. And I don't think there's anything that could stop that. Because even when you, if you look at progress from like the 70s forward, it just, we, we have, it is the free, it is total freedom of like 2A expression compared to what it was 40 years ago. But it's still nothing like it should be. But it's still, it's all been moving in the right direction. So I, I would assume that it's going to continue to move in the right direction. Yeah. But... As far as the rest of the tyranny caused by these people goes, I don't, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I would I'm believe that s- or I'm not. But speaking specifically about guns at this point in time, I've yeah. told you this is the gun stuff city. is moving in the right direction, hundred percent. Told you this state is Gotham City. They do not want to be helped, but the no. courts, if the courts don't give them a choice, but to have the right to help themselves, you know what they do with it at that point is on themselves. True. So. I'm not saying the state is going to say, but I think our ability <laughs> to kind of fuck around with guns is going to come back well, a little bit. That's I, what I think. That I do believe. Yeah, that's what I, I do think. believe. It's we're just in the in the middle of one of them pendulum swings. Yes. But I'm I'm here for it. I'll take that for what it what it's worth. I'll take the little bit of white pill on that one. It's good. It's, it, if there's any freedoms we're getting back, that's a good one to be working on. It's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. 
So with that, everybody, I think we're going to take our first break. And it sounds like Nate have to be, he may have to be heading to work. Uh, so we'll see Ooh, whether or not he's going to be we'll on uh, the next segment with us. Okay. If not, we may hear from him later in the show. We'll figure something out with him. And if not that, then we will have him in the show soon. He's very interested. He was very, very excited to be on the show. So we'll figure these things out. But he cool. is going to be a great person to hear from. And regardless, we will talk about this paramilitary training band. We're going to talk about uh, 2024, all the different things that go into that. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Of course, you'll be watching us here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash salt of the streets. You can find all this at salt of the streets.com, including our own personal social media. Excuse me. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big bird off you on both those things. All this, like I said, at salt of the streets.com, including the Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there, subscribe. Help us make more better, better. water, more better content, more better content, just like this. We'll see you guys in just a few minutes for part to this segment and all the other segments that we do are executive produced by Zeke. Shout out to Zeke, man. Patreon, highest tier, become an executive producer. We'll see you guys in a few minutes. <laughs> Thank you. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. This is part two of episode 164 of Salt of the Streets. <laughs> we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff today in this segment. The first thing we're going to talk about is a paramilitary training ban that is going on, that has been introduced. Let's be very clear about what's going on here. It's been introduced in the federal level by two different representatives, Senator Malarkey, and then also Raskin is involved in this somehow. Yeah, Jamie His name Raskin. is down on this, but Raskin, he must be a co-sponsor or something. Yeah. Um, so... What we're going to do, of course, you've been watching us here at YouTube.com slash Salt of the Streets. You can find all this at streets.com. Personal social media, I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter. I'll pack on Twitter, Don on Instagram, Collins, Big Bird Off, and all those things. All the stuff. We'll talk about it again later at the end of the show. That was fucking good. Thank you. Um, so what we're going to do first, we have a little bit of a special thing going on. I have my buddy Nate, right? Nate is a battalion ranger. I'm going to say too much. Uh, he's working at the Joint Base. And so... We're going to let him talk for a minute about this bill, kind of his opinion, and we're going to ask him maybe some basic questions, um, and then we'll go over some more of the details afterwards. But he's on his way into work, so we have only a finite amount of time with him, so we're just going to let him talk for a few minutes. So we're going to bring him in right here. Nate, how you doing, buddy? Dude, thank you very much for joining us. Um, so this paramilitary, it's, it's the S, it's Senate Bill 3589, Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity of 2024, is what the bill is. And it es essentially, uh, I don't want to oversimplify it too much, but it would make illegal any training of in groups of larger than three that involve any type of uh, quote-unquote military activity that involves firearms or any type of training regarding land navigation sustainment uh, anything and it's it's crazy how far this goes we'll get into more of it afterwards because there's some pretty extreme uh circumstances that oh, yeah. this could extend to but uh nate is one of the guys that i train with in the amble men we talk all the time we do the group chat together we're very good friends now and like i said he's a battalion ranger he's an army ranger so he is probably one of the first people that i thought of when i thought of this because he crosses over that bounds of obviously government soldier and also trains with us all the time so yeah. nate i'm kind of interested just on your general take on this you and i talked a little bit about it this week yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my my straight opinion on it, this is coming from, for all intents and purposes, I, 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 I like to look at myself as more of like a patriot than anything. Uh, I kind of think that it's completely infringing on constitutional rights because how this country was, was established was basically because armed citizens overthrew their government and did, did exactly that. We're only just modernizing this to our time. Right. So, I, I really don't like, I don't like anything about this proposed uh, bill at all. Uh, 
I guess that's kind of where I stand on it, just because, obviously, like, kind of what Donovan said, you know, we go out, out of our way to train and do our thing. I think it's something that is inherent to not only a citizen, but, like, as a United States citizenry, where armed citizens should be able to do this stuff. So, I right. think it's... Yeah, I don't think it's something that is, you have to be in the military or you have to be law enforcement. I think it's just a God-given right, the same way you should be able to protect oneself and your family and, and loved ones. And we talked a little about the duty part of it last week in, uh, in uh, my Freedom and Liberty portion for one of the segments that we talked about. Like I said, it's, it's in my opinion, it's your duty as an American to be, to be fucking deadly and to be difficult, to be a problem for anybody that comes here. Like, that's it's part of your job as a citizen of, of this country is to do that. Um, so I'm interested in, do you think that it's... From a government perspective, from a soldier, right? Do you think that it's a good idea for us to have a citizenry that has zero basis of any type of training, let alone group training or safety training, preparedness training, anything like that? Do you think that's a good idea? Absolutely not. Like I, I think, I think that it, I think it's almost like the same thing as if you are completely able to take a car out of the, like take a car out of your driveway and drive and get a driver's license, you should be able to practice practice safe driving practice safe driving techniques same thing is with a firearm you know you should be if you're going to be able to buy a firearm walk out the store with it you should be able to at least utilize it and protect yourself by means of a like a plate carrier or a ballistic helmet a sidearm a pistol a glock there you know the the examples go on from from there now i think being able to wield your sword it should be just as much as being a citizen in in functional society absolutely amen absolutely um and if you will we've talked a little bit in the past about some of the when we're out training together right just some of the differences between kind of some of the training that you guys do on a regular basis and the general military and some of the stuff that we do kind of the general skill levels and stuff like that will you speak to that a little bit Oh, sorry, can you say that again? I just came in through the gate. No, 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 you're fine. No, you're fine. So we've talked in the past a little bit about some of the training differences between how much you guys train and general soldiers train, general infantrymen, and kind of the type of training that, that we do when we're out together, um, and the differences and some of the utility and stuff like that. So will you speak a little bit to that, if you can? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, as you know, as just an infantryman, you're, you're just going to have, you know, especially in in the – in the unit that I'm in, you, you have an abundance of assets that you just have. You're just going to have. You're just going to have – you're going to have, like, a support company that is gone through selection as well and is ready to do Ranger-esque tactics and be able to do that. Obviously, going through, like, the civilian side, you're just not going to have an over – like, you're just not going to have the quantity of, like – you're just not going to have the quantity or assets to be able to facilitate, like a, I guess a battalion asset. You know, you're not right. going to be able to have. You're just not going to be able to have like a four-man mortar team to call in fire. You're also not going to have an FDC that's going to be able to coordinate that mortar fire. You're, you're basically going to be more or less in a small unit tactic squad element, being and able to make headway in, in in that way i guess and since that's the case right if in the reality when shit hits the fan because that's what we're talking about right since that's the reality yeah. then it's then it's likely important uh in your opinion that citizens have that training that we since we don't have the the uh the amount right then the the quality is more important the, mm -hmm. the level of training that we put ourselves under yeah. is going to be more important because we don't have the level oh. of resources you yeah know? we're looking for quality over quantity thank you 100 percent like 
like in, in the grand scheme of things, like me being in the unit that I'm in, me being a soldier or, you know, whatever have you, I can, the, the easiest thing that I can have, like the easiest thing that I have to do at work is shoot, right? Because like, I'm going to have other assets that's going to take me to target A or target B. I'm going to be able to drop into X location. But as a, as a armed trained citizen, you're going to have to be pretty much deadly in every trade. Like you're going to have to be able to land nav without a GPS. You're going to be able to have the terrain associate without a GPS. And, uh, you know, just, uh, just on our, you know, our group chat alone, we were just talking about like long range. Someone's actually going to have to dive into the idea of like formulating plot, like formulating long range ballistics. And then, uh, the class that I taught, you know, the, the March class that I pretty much taught. Yeah. You pretty much have to, you pretty much have to do everything as an armed citizen without having to rely on ex medic or ex, you know, transport, trans, you know, truck driver or sustainment of food operation. Like you're not going to have that. So I, I do think you're going to need to be able, it's going to be tougher for a armed citizen to facilitate all this. So you're going to have to dive. You're going to have to dive a lot of your life and attention to training and stuff like this, which, which is kind of ridiculous to the build that's going to prohibit any of that. Right. Precisely. Yeah. And let's talk about yeah. one other instance, right? In, in a, one of the worst case scenarios we can think of is like a national invasion, right? In which the country is still operating, but someone decides they're going to test the United States mm -hmm. and they decide they're going to invade. Right? Red Dawn! We, we got a big yeah. military, right? It's getting smaller. It's not as big as it used to be, but it's a big military. They can't be everywhere at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's only so many military bases. There's only, only so many squads of dudes that can be sent out at one time because they still have to protect the bases. They still need to maintain the infrastructure that exists there. So there's only so many guys that can go out at one time. If you don't live in a big city that they need to protect, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be important that you can defend yourself and your family for, you know, a couple of days at the oh, very yeah. least. Right, right. Yeah, at, at, at that situation, I almost feel like the military is going to just kind of turn into a like a nationwide uh, police, like a law, law enforcement uh, department. Yeah, you like know, a federal like, police. You know, like, yeah, yeah you know, like, I, I forget the quote, but like, Police are going is going to be minutes away from what's actually going on. Like you're right. going to have to take action. You're going to have to take action to protect yourselves and your neighborhood or your family or your loved ones. So, and even at even in the nat like national crisis, military is going to have to like like kind of what you just said are going to have to protect soft targets and and large scale worldwide assets that need to be protected. Right. Like, at the way at the way at the cost of that, the wayside is going to be. The citizens. I mean, if you look at some of the stuff in Ukraine, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the defense are more tailored to government infrastructures than X Y Z neighborhoods or you know avenues and stuff like that, where like actually civilian populations are in danger. Right. Or even you know some people might not might not like the example, but like the IDF, the amount of reservist soldiers that are fighting in the IDF right now, whether that's because they have to or whatever, you know they're they were regular civilians. Shit popped off there, and now it's time to put your uniform back on and get the fucking gap. Yep. So let me ask you just one last quick question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, like, I I'm coming from you know I grew up from a I grew up from a very small island, so like it was it was inherently one's responsibility to like protect you and your own because you don't you can't rely on other people that probably don't even have a second thought about you entirely so like right having yeah so having some sort of you know armed citizenry that can step up when they when 
time calls for them to is something that I stand wholeheartedly behind. Let me ask you one last question that speaks just kind of to the proficiency of our group and groups like us, right? Because there's a big, there's a big skewed perception I think a lot of people have, especially if they're not into guns at all or if they hate guns, about what these groups can look like. You know, they're terrorist groups, they're extremist groups, they're uh, in the worst case scenario a bunch of big fat dudes getting drunk in the woods, fucking shooting at Fun. trees, and yeah, a bunch of you know retards in the woods shooting guns and drinking beers and shit like that. So, but we've talked about. You've talked about the proficiency of our group versus kind of the general. And this is not at all me being like we're fucking out shooting, you know, soldiers, nothing like that. Right. But just to speak to how how important this can be and how useful it can be and how we're not just a bunch of fat retards drinking beer in the woods together. Speak for a moment, right. if you can, about the proficiency of our group versus like and just even just on shooting. Right. Versus a general a squad of infantrymen. Right. I, I think. I think with the general squad of infantrymen, they're kind of they're they're kind of leaning more towards the job of an infantryman. Whereas the, the the group that we have, we're kind of looking at trying to build something that we don't get anywhere else. Even even me being in the military, you would think I would have an abundance amount of like-minded people, but you know, you just, the the fact of the matter is, it's just not. You know, I. I maybe have like one or two friends that actually came out there with us. And even then that was like two guys out of, you know, a unit of maybe 800. It's, you know, the, the percentage is there is very, very small. And, um, you know, the proficiency of what we, we actually do in shooting, you're just going to have more people that are dedicated on actually perfecting their craft. I mean, not to say that, you know, the, the unit that I'm part of, we don't take pride of, take pride of being the best because well you're in a special I mean, unit also yeah yeah we definitely we definitely do but there's going to be there's there's a big difference between like loving what you do as a hobby and then doing it what you do as a profession right and uh, and there and you can't entirely love the profession because of its you know bureaucracy of, of, of sorts you know Absolutely. there's going to be stuff that's going to be there's going to be some stuff that's going to like jade you a little bit to how things are done and the rank structure and how things you just don't you know stuff that just rubs you the wrong way whereas if you're going to go out recreationally hang out with a bunch of, of your good buddies that you guys enjoy do enjoy being around with and then you're also doing said hobby together where where it's training obtaining some sense of standards of practice and proficiency in firearms and tactics and land navigation and whatever have you you're just going to have more you're just going to have a lot more willing group uh group engagement and more 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 attention to detail and stuff like that so yeah so, yeah i think that like i hate that you know our group can be misconstrued with like you know the 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 fat dudes that are just un, like mag dumping into a pile of trash but right. i mean they're i mean that's, that's the running joke is that there are groups that are pretty much just like that because they are doing that yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, they they are doing that. I mean, it is kind of so that's the funny part. But uh, you guys only mag dump when it's in celebration of people having kids. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true too. And um, I I think that's kind of I think that's more of a I think that's kind of like a I hate the I hate the even to use this term, but I think that's like a you know gun community. Uh, into, like you know I think that's kind of like a gun community like black eye I guess in 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 a way. Yeah. Like. You know, because that's cool. That's what's fun. That's what you kind of do. But then, like, there's also like people that actually 
enjoy and want to plan and, and figure this stuff out. It's, uh, I guess the best examples I could say is just, you know, like karate used to be used as a, like a good way of like an actual valid way of self-defense. Right. But like now it's kind of like, it's now it's kind of like the McDojo. Like you kind of just check in and you, you know, you do your 40 classes and there's your black belt, you know? Right. And I think, I think that's kind of like where the gun community or like some, so like some of the stuff in the gun community is kind of going where it's kind of like you do these drills and you are, you get the certificate and then you're, you're, you get to teach a class or something like that. Right. I think we're, I think we're, the, I think the group that we're trying to do, I think we're trying to perfect this, the, the important stuff, you know, yeah. where like, it's not about like, cool, it's about getting results and putting, putting rounds where they need to go and stopping, you know, stopping wounds and stuff like that. Right. So a I lot of the, I, I think there's, gonna, yeah, I think there's going to be like those, you know, amateur uh, groups that just kind of get out there to just plink. And then there's going to be more guys that just take it a little bit more serious than right. Our success in a, in a, in the, in an active scenario is going to be from our proficiency where on a military perspective, like you said, with resources and dudes and like the success comes from overwhelming fire. If we've got 30 dudes that are all shooting at one thing, eventually we're going to kill that thing. <laughs> but if we only got four dudes, we got to try harder to make sure we're really hitting that fucking thing to kill it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the way you're phrasing it reminds me a lot of like the hunting community too. There's a, there's a lot of people out there that make the hunting community kind of look like shit because they're just big fat losers that roll around in their trucks and just look for anything to shoot and they act like a bunch of idiots versus like people like me and my brother and stuff who go out with like we hike in, we put in the miles, we're looking for like the right animal to take down. We take it very, very seriously and we work on our skills yeah. to hone that yeah. that hobby, if you will, if we're gonna use that term. Yeah. You guys are essentially doing the same thing. And it's yeah. there's always gonna be those people, especially the more popular a like a group gets, like a like the gun community. It's becoming more and more popular. You're gonna get more and more fucking retards out there that make all the good people look bad. But at the end of the day, there shouldn't be any form of fucking legislation that says, okay, even the guys that are taking this seriously, who are trying to hone their skills and become better Americans to become better uh, assets to the nation, to their communities, to their families, you're going to tell them that now this is now illegal because we don't like the way some dumb fucks do it because also white supremacy and domestic right. violent extremism. And Jan 6, of course. Of course, Jan 6. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, and that's not even to mention. <laughs> What's that? Donovan's dying all of a sudden. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think that's what the difficult part of, of everything is just how, it, you know, uh, when Donovan was just talking to me about it, and I, I was doing a lot, little bit of research that you sent me, it seems like the bill is just a very broad blanket, uh, very like prohibition. Very oh yeah, broad. like. And it's so, it can be, they put the power, they put the power of interpretation into the prosecute, like, you know, the, the, the prosecuting party. 100%. So yeah. Like, like, kind of like, like what you were just saying, Colin, like, you could just be, you could just be out there with your family, you know, hunting and, and tracking, but to someone else who, like, you know, you know, you know, God forbid a forest ranger deems that as xyz paramilitary training like where are they you know why do they need to land like why do they need to track need to learn how to track or train right. yeah food like comes that. from the grocery store bro yeah that that's i think that's i think that's what's scary to me is that they're pretty much trying to find ways 
to just prosecute you for any old anything that can anything that they can. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything yeah. because domestic violent extremism and militia groups are right. in their eyes a bad thing because the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah, because if there was a form of tyranny that needs to be stood up against, what's then there's if there's somebody there to stand up against the tyranny that's a problem right. so let's make sure there's nobody to stand up against the tyranny right. and then the tyranny can just reign supreme reign supreme yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. I, I'm, I'm on i'm on the same line with you on that all right neighbor we will let you get to work do you have any closing notes for us before you go um no thanks thank you guys again man uh hopefully we can do this again uh, I, I actually love this stuff man let me know donovan colin you guys are doing great stuff man thank you again Thank you Thanks, very brother. much, brother. Thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Absolutely, we will have you in here. The yep. audience needs more of you. Amen. Thanks, brother. All right, brother. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have later, a good man. One. Thanks, brother. I think we should probably just go over this thing in its entirety because it's so short. Absolutely, yeah. Because that this was... thing, there's so many things that this thing touches on that are blatantly 1,000% unconstitutional. Yeah, I think it's worth a, a good dive. That was Nate of the Amble Men, just so everybody knows. Kevin is... Kevin asks if this is a surge. Is that a <laughs> How surge? retro would that be, dude? <laughs> no, this no, is dude. I only drink beer, beer on this podcast. Yeah, this is my favorite beer from a local brewery. It's a Sonic Rain. Is that's a pale ale. Can't see it as good from over there, but there you go. Colin's got me better. Yeah, there it is. This is my personally my favorite beer. Yeah, from a local brewery. I'm a big fan of the pale ales over here. That was, for anybody who came in during the call, that was my friend Nate of the Amblemen. He is a battalion ranger out of the joint base, and he was talking to us a little bit about his opinion on the new paramilitary training ban bill that has been introduced out of the Senate. So we're going to go over that now. Nate was going into work, so we were just getting him on the mm -hmm. phone, get his opinion before he had to go in. He, he said there he's, uh, he's a regular teams boy isn't he oh he's he's, a fucking, he's in the teams man he's a fucking he's a dog i bro. love that's it i'm saying and that's i loved when brian was here that he made sure that we drew the distinction he's like this guy didn't just go to ranger school he's no. a battalion ranger if the rangers get deployed this guy's fucking going it's like i like it dude i prefer daddy's wine if this is a brand name, I, I'm going to Google I, it. Or are you talking about Mr. Mr. Joseph G. Unit makes Joseph wine? Bruce, where the he makes wine. Making toilet wine, bro? But also, Tiffany. Florida man wine. I think you know precisely the double entendre that you have. It's entendre, entendre. Entendre. Uh, entendre. Double entendre. The entendre that you've dropped in our chat just now. And I don't appreciate that. Daddy's wine? This is a family-friendly fucking program. <laughs> 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 oh jesus yes so that was I, ne I didn't even think daddy's wine i just was like i didn't know if that was a brand or he was like home d brewing brew brew yeah if you're using the term daddy, fermenting that's what i'm gonna think of immediately is something sexual i thought it was like is it like a mead is it a white wine <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm already grossed out by this concept. So already. we're going to go over this bill a little bit. This is uh, <laughs> Senate Bill 3589. Uh, this has to do with um, 
Yes, to amend Title 18, the United States Code to prohibit unauthorized private paramilitary activity and for other purposes. Unauthorized private paramilitary activity. Unauthorized. This and, is not authorized. Right. You can't do paramilitary shit anymore. Because what does paramilitary mean? Let's Google that real quick. This, I imagine, is to try and speak to the idea of state militias, because that's something that the, the lefties always like to throw around when mm -hmm. we start to talk about the militia language in the Second Amendment. This is, well, the militias that were there were state militias, and they were, you know, signed on by the state. They were conscripted, and or not conscripted, but they were signed on to service, and they had, you know, service times, and then they were gone, and they were. So yeah. that's, I think, like what that's an attempt to is to be like, well, militias are only legitimized if they're recognized by the state anyway, and so anything that's an, an unauthorized militia mm -hmm. is, you know, I think that's probably what they're trying to. Of an unofficial force, organized, similar to a military force. And that's the, paramilitary. And so. The, We'll get into this, I think, more, but the biggest takeaway as far as the verbal structure of this that I'm taking is they're talking about, like, leadership roles. That's the thing they keep referring to with groups is, that you know, a structure, any type of structure like this, a command structure or this structure. Ambleman has no structure. There ain't no structure. Everybody, Ambleman is like Binnick. Everybody's the exact same. <laughs> All, everybody's just an employee here. Nothing is any different. Ambleman is just Ambleman. So y'all can fuck off. There's no structure here. Nobody's leading. Nobody's doing anything. This Captain is Riley is just Captain Riley in name only. That's it's, just it's, his, it's, it's, it's just a term of endearment. It's his call sign. That's all. Dude, it is. It's his call I did, sign. Why is like when I first met him, I was like, yeah, so you're like, you're, you're like the leader. He's like, nah, dude, we don't have leaders. There's no Because he's like, he saw this coming down the pike. was he like, knew. nah, I'm not. No, there ain't. We don't have a leadership structure. We're just a bunch of boys. It's because he's a good leader. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the IDs before we go down the road. He's been down this way before. Which is why he's Captain Riley. That's right. So the first part is a bunch of definitions that we'll kind of refer back to. It's the unauthorized paramilitary activity. This is the bottom part. This is or the second part when they're talking about describing exactly what mm -hmm. unauthorized paramil private paramilitary activity is. Offense. It shall be unlawful to knowingly in a circumstance described in subsection B while acting as part or on behalf of a private paramilitary organization and armed with a firearm explosive or incendiary device or other dangerous weapon one publicly patrol drill or engage in techniques capable of causing bodily injury or death Two, interfere with interrupt or attempt to interfere with or interrupt government operations or a government proceeding which is already illegal interfere with or intimidate another person in that person's exercise of any right under the constitution of the united states which is already illegal Four, assume the functions of a state law enforcement officer peace officer public official whether or not acting under color of law and thereby assert authority or purported to assert authority over another person without the consent of that person again already illegal not Five. carry on we'll address these later Five. Not fully illegal. Trained to engage in any activity described in paragraphs one through four. So trained to do those things. Yeah. B, circumstances. The circumstances described in the subsection are that the conduct described in subsection A involves A, travel across the state line or national border, or B, the use of the channels, facilities, or instruments of interstate or foreign commerce. So it's driving on the roads. Yeah. Two, so if, you're, yeah, if, you, if you step... If you use a federal highway, federally funded highway to get to a location to do the training, you have committed the infraction. Moreover. Yeah. <clears throat> it's already a crime if you're doing it in your backyard. But if you use the state or a, yeah, a, a federally funded like uh, freeway to right. get from point A to point B to do your training, that's a twofer. All back roads to Oakville, baby. That's Two, right. involves a firearm, <laughs> explosives, or incendiary device or dangerous weapon that has traveled in interstate or foreign commerce. So that just keep your guns where you train at. Yeah. Is what it sounds. Excuse me. Involves the use of ammunition or a large capacity ammunition feeding device that has traveled 
which is a fucking 30 round No more mag, than 30 rounds, bro. Yeah, that has traveled in interstate or foreign commerce. Four, obstructs, delays, or affects interstate or foreign commerce. Five, occurs wholly within any commonwealth territory or possession of the United States. So that means even if you didn't travel through back or on mm-hmm. interstate commerce to get there, if you're doing it in the United States, it's illegal. Exemptions. Subsection A shall not apply to, one, the armed forces of the United States, the National Guard, the Naval Militia, the any regularly organized state militia. That's precisely what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Is that they're, that's what they're cutting against, is that you know if you're part of what we would recognize as an organized state militia, then that would be okay to do these trainings. But mm-hmm. if you're not, then it's not okay. And whatever you do, do not try to file to become a state militia, because no. then you'll just be thrown in jail as a domestic terrorist. Yes. Also, you'll become a Fed immediately. Yeah. Um, any unorganized or reserved military militia called into service by a state or the United States or any unorganized or reserved militia called into service by the state or the United States. So that means even, even in a circumstance in which the Amble men were called to service by an armed force, it would still be illegal for us to have conducted ourselves in this way prior to being called to service. Yeah, only if the Amble men, as it were, existed before the call to service. You could not be training and just be loosely affiliated group of friends with guns that definitely don't train together or do anything like that. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, the state knows you exist. You get a phone call, say we have to activate you as an unofficial state militia, and then you can do your training. Oh my god! <laughs> that's what that means. That that's, that doesn't mean anything. That's, that's nothing. That's pretty hilarious. That, that literally means that's nothing. Hilarious. That is a non-existent. <coughs> this is a non. This this doesn't exist. That's not real. We need to register and not train. Yeah. In hopes that one day we do get called up so Indeed. that we can train. Yeah. But hope that we don't ever actually have to go and fight. Yeah. But all the training can only be done at your house, and that's it. Okay. That's it. Um, two, these are the exemptions. A group of individuals who associate as a military organization solely for purposes of historical reenactments. <clears throat> so if you're so Civil War battles, reenactors or... Right. We should start or, reenacting the Civil War. And that way we can get pretty close. Or we can reenact like the Afghanistan conflict. And that way it counts. That's a good one. <clears throat> can you... Can you... Act out how you envision the second civil war would go no because that's not it needs to be a reenactment of past events but i mean for god's sakes we've got decades upon decades upon decades of past military experiences that we can draw from i mean everything we've special forces have fucked around in every goddamn country around the globe for decades now we just have to Pick one that fits best to what we're doing. Whatever looks most like. The I'm sure, that like we're you know, in. like Fallujah or um, uh, CTV uh, training. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Like that's you find one. We're reenactors. What are you oh talking about? You've never heard of John Dudley or whatever the fuck who was in this one conflict? Who's the dude on your shirt? That sweatshirt that you always sport? Oh, the South Africa thing. Obi Wan Nairobi. Word. I'm it's reenacting Christian that. Craighead. There we go. Yeah. See, I'm, a, I'm just uh, a reenactor, bro. Joseph, this has not been passed. This has been introduced. I will get to the Constitution then because I'm right there with you. But I'm ready <clears> to <throat> tear it down, Joseph. We just haven't gotten there yet. Yes, we'll we'll get there. We're just going over the the bill itself now. All of the Bill of Rights. 
That's basically everything that yes. it infringes upon. B, parade in a public as part of bona fide veterans organization, organization with no intent to engage in the activities prohibited by subsection A. I'm so a member okay. of the VFW. Hold on. Parade in public as part of a bona fide veterans organization with no intent to engage in activities prohibited by subsection A. Yeah. But those are one of the exemptions. Yeah. So, like, you can, <clears throat> you can be one of these dudes. You're, I'm a member of the VFW that marches in the fucking Apple Cup parade or whatever the fuck. Or I'm a I'm a part of the Veterans so Motorcycle Association. From the from the grouping part of it. Yeah, you're not a part of paramilitary okay. activity you're, that will okay. be away from this. You're so, just a part yeah. of the. Uh, okay, you're a, because that's part of what's exempt is like the grouping part is getting together in any group of three or more. I think it says that's mm -hmm. part of what's illegal. Um, but only to train. Right. But so you can get okay. together if you're a okay. group of members that you're don't. Not going to train. If you don't want to train and you <clears throat> don't want to do paramilitary shit. But you also are a group of veterans who ride motorcycles together and right. support your jersey or your your vests and stuff like that. We're okay. not talking about that's you. That's okay. Yeah. Students in an educational institution authorized by the federal government or by state to teach military science as a prescribed part of the course and instruction when under the supervision of a military instructor. So that means if you go to West Point or some of these military academies. ROTC, sea yeah. <clears throat> cadets, Civil Air Patrol, that kind of stuff. Member of the organization that is authorized under federal or state law to provide paramilitary law enforcement or security services training or to engage in paramilitary activity, law enforcement or security services when performing the functions authorized by law. And in the case of paramilitary activity, law enforcement functions went under the direction and control of the government authority. So I think that means if you are a private citizen who is has authority to instruct law enforcement yeah. in shooting or something to that effect, yeah. CQB training, some type of... I'm a of, retired member of the teams who now okay. trains uh, SWAT members yeah. how to do CQB okay. or... So I'm that's a, what, yeah. Okay. Uh, the penalty. So this is the penalties for this, right? Any person who violates subsection A, which we'll go over again in a few minutes, shall be fined under this title in prison for not more than one year. That's a, it's a year in prison or, or both, except that, right? That's a, t a fine mm -hmm. for whatever the fucking amount is. It probably says somewhere lower. In the case of violation that does not result in bodily injury and is committed by a person who has not prior to the commission of the violation been convicted of violating a federal or state law, the person may be sentenced to the probation for the term of not more than one year. Okay. In the case of a violation that occurs after... So it just means if you get a clean record, but you someone rolls up on you and you're training with the dogs, mm -hmm. you're going to get probation for a year. That's yeah. what they're going to give you. <clears throat> or, well, could be. A probation for up to one year. Yeah. That's what it says. If you've not been found convicted, if you've not been convicted of violating a federal or state law, the person may be sentenced to probation for a term of not more than one year. Yeah. So that's if you have a totally clean record and you get caught training with the mm -hmm. dogs, they could give you probation for one year. That's a that's a could be. What do you mean? Like, let me say, any person shall be fined, because you have to pay attention to the shoulds and the shalls, right? Shall yes. be fined under this title and imprisoned for no more than up to a year. In the case of, and then they go, okay, so like, but if you have a clean record, yeah, and you don't, and nobody was hurt while you're doing it, yeah, you could get up to one year probation instead. Yeah. It's that's not what a, I'm saying. it's not a, that's that's a, uh, uh, prosecutorial prosecutorial discretion oh, okay. or okay. a judicial discretion. So, thing. Okay, if this, they don't like right. you because you're an asshole, 
then the judge goes, well, you get a fucking, you fine, get a year. I'm right. throwing the book at you. The fine in the year is the the fine in the year in prison in jail is the standard, but it's not the mandatory minimum for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. In the case of a violation that occurs after the prior conviction under this section has become final, the person should be fined under this title in prison for not more than two years or both. So that's if you get caught a second time. If you're training with the dogs again, it's two years. Still baby. clean record. But the only other thing you've done is get caught training with the dogs before. Because yep. they're definitely going to have their eye on you if you get caught one time. Yeah. Then you're going to get locked up potentially for two years. Yeah, and signal's not safe anymore. So in the case of violation. In the case of violation that results in damage to property, the person shall be fined under the title of prison for not more than two years or both. And in the case of violation that results in the result in damage to property. So if someone's shit gets fucked up, mm-hmm. but that could also be, you know, oh, you blew up the rocks uh, on the national yeah. uh, state property, well, bro. Right. It's state right. property. You're in a state forest right now doing your fuck around, boys. And this is the second time you've done it. And that tree over there belongs to the state and you damaged it because you shot it so guess what now you're looking at five years in the case of a violation that results in bodily injury the person shall be fined under this title in prison for not more than five years or both or death the person shall be fined under this title in prison for any term of years or for life yeah so in other words that's when you're training you done killed somebody so that's this statute is no longer going to take control anymore yeah yeah (sighs) <sighs> forfeiture in general any person who violates subsection h of forfeit to the united states any property personal or real involved in used or intended to be used in any manner a part of to commit or facilitate the commission of the violation or that constitutes or is derived from proceeds traceable to the violation any guns that you have any ammunition any equipment that you have that is related to any training at all in yep. any way that means if you have a 3d printer that you've been using if you have an anything that you've been using if you have a radio, a computer that you've been using, your cell phone that you've been using to talk to any of those people, any type of gone. social media, that's all gone. All gone. Bye-bye. And I would assume at that point they're going to grab a, a warrant and oh, search yeah. your home. And so for sure. Everything's gone. all the things. Yeah. Procedures, Section 413 of the Controlled Substances Act, with the exception of substances A and D, shall apply to the criminal forfeiture of property pursuant to the subsection. I think that has to do with the way that they claim property to the state. Mm. Um if you used in the commission of a crime and now belongs to the state. Rule of construction, nothing in this section shall be construed to preclude a violation of subsection A being committed by a person acting separately from any of the other members of the private military organization provided the violation is committed in furtherance or of or in con- coordination with the acts of the other members. <clears throat> so this means that they can charge you individually and as the group. Check. You could be charged twice. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna Individual fucking, and Rico, baby. I was just going to say they're going to Rico you and get you by yourself. Preemption. Yep. Nothing in this chapter shall be construed as indicating an intent or part of the Congress to occupy the field in which any provisions of the chapter operate to the exclusion of state or local laws on the same subject matter, nor shall any provision of this chapter be construed to invalidate any provision of the state law unless the provision of state law is inconsistent with any of the purposes of this chapter. Civil remedies, public right of action, whether the attorney general has reasonable cause to believe that any person or group of the persons has engaged in or is about to engage in a prohibited act by Section 2742, the attorney general may bring a civil action for preventative relief, including an application for a permanent or temporary injunction, restraining order, or any other order in any appropriate in an appropriate district court of the United States. So that means if they think that you're going to train, if they yeah. think that you're training, they can get a civil order, which... It, depending on the state that you live in, could be a red flag order, mm-hmm. which means they could come and seize all of your weapons. Um, a restraining order, which means they could tell you you can't hang out with your boys, with your friends. Yep. Yep. And you can't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No engagement whatsoever. Uh, minimum distance of 
you know, you have to stay away. Feet. Private right of action. Any person injured as a result of any violation of section of section two seven four two may bring a civil action individually or jointly with other aggrieved persons in an appropriate district court of the United States. So it means if you hurt somebody. Mm -hmm. then they can sue you also. Forfeiture, any property subject to forfeiture pursuant in Section 2742 may be forfeited to the United States in a civil case in accordance with the Procedures Act set forth in Chapter 42. Six. means they can take all your shit. Yep. Okay, so... Let's go over some of these definitions the, really quick. Yeah, ammunition. The term ammunition. ammunition bullets, is, right? Yep, has the meaning of giving it... Yep, Armed bullets. forces... Dangerous weapon. The term dangerous weapon has a meaning given in Section 930, which um, has to do it's an assault weapon. Dangerous weapon is any is an AR-15. It's an anything like that. Yeah. Explosive or incendiary device. Firearm. The term firearm has the meaning given in the term Section 921. Large capacity magazine ammunition feeding device. The large capacity ammunition feeding device means a magazine belt drum feeding strip or similar device has a capacity of or that can be readily restored or converted to accept more than ten, 10 rounds. Anything more than 10 rounds does not include an attached tubular device designed to accept or capable of operating only with the 22 caliber rimfire ammunition. So that means if you're going to do this, you've got to do it with 22s. Yep. It's the only way you can. The and term, it, 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 you can't be a drum-style magazine that right. holds over 10. The term National Guard is a meaning given in terms of check. We know the National Guard is person. The term person means any individual partnership, cor cor corporation, company, association, firm, society, organization, or government entity whether incorporated or unincorporated, private paramilitary organization. The term private paramilitary organization means any group of three or more persons associating under a command structure. That's, I think, going to be the key thing. Mm -hmm. In We'll talk about this later. I don't see any way this makes it even to the floor. Oh, no, right? no, 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 no. So there. But if it were to become law, the key to skirting it would be the command structure. That would be the command structure. We're just loosely affiliated. For the purpose of functioning in public or training to function in public as combat, combat support, law enforcement, or secu security services unit. So that would that would be that would be the way around it. it. Would be there's no structure here. There's no we know there's no rulers. There's no leaders. There's no anything. We're just fucking guys. We're mm -hmm. just chilling. We're just dude. You know? We're just friends that hang out. Yes. Well, who started the group? I don't know. Regularly, At some point, right. we all ran into each other, and somebody started a text message thread, but right. that's it. Regularly organized state militia. The term regularly organized state militia includes a defense force authorized under Sections 109C. State, the term state means state of the United States. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're talking about three or more. Um, and under command structure. Under command structure, yes. So you cannot, there's no way to prove that or nothing like that but. and the the big problem i think that the command structure would give at least this language would give it would potentially provide some coverage to the private actors the groups and stuff like the ample men's out there mm -hmm. right but where that comes into problem is if you're going to try and pay for training anywhere that's done mm -hmm. right because that's a command structure someone is instructing you that's someone who's above you that's inherently there is a command structure involved in there because someone is instructing you yeah right unless of course it is a like a certified with the state company like a like a terran tactical type of thing we're like okay you can go here and do this stuff but you can't pay say uh uh, uh the gun grabber yeah, to go out and give you. Yeah, but that's also, and I think Unless there would. Unless he's operating in an official capacity, fully yeah. registered and licensed with the state, there would have to. There would be a really interesting discussion about where that line is drawn between firearms training, like mm -hmm. actual concealed carry, the shit that people do every day, and that like, would still be legally allowed even underneath this. Like this doesn't preclude you from owning a firearm or carrying anything like that. They can't no. do that federally, but um, they could. But that's well. 
it, that's beside the point. Anyway, like that wouldn't preclude you from getting firearm training specifically, but it would it would have to be very structured. It would yeah. have to be super duper structured. You're you at a range to, yeah. with fully in, with a with a licensed yeah. certified instructor. That's it would legal. have to be yeah, yeah. It would have to be licensed. It definitely wouldn't be able to be like you said just yeah. when I just paid that guy um, because I trust Shooterugi. That's who I was because to say. I trusted his knowledge. Yeah, um, but it, it past that if you're talking about anything like. Um, Tim Kennedy, what's his issue? Sheepdog response, yep. right? That goes past just private military or past just firearms training. There's yeah. more to it than that. Um, yep. uh, if what's you're that talking other guy? about um, Mike Glover, right? Mike Glover. Yeah, that yep. dude, he's teaching like a survivalist program. Like exactly. Anything like that, done. Done. Those dudes, those guys were in the teams. Those guys were. Their teams, bro. They bros. were Army Rangers. They were Green Berets. They were, you know, what have you, all up and down the list, depending yep. on what their service was. Those those dudes can no no longer provide that service. Nope. That's their whole livelihood because that's what they do to 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 live. That's how they sustain their lives. That's gone yep. now. They don't get to do that. Bye bye. All the time that they gave to the military, to the government, learning those skills, they now die with you. They don't get to go on to anybody else. Nope. Certainly not your fucking children unless oh, you God, only no. one of them. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, it would just be like the federal government to, like, fuck their veterans like that, wouldn't it? Here, yeah. we, you're going to spend your lifetime where we give you a set of skills. So and well, then, that's what you're for. And then once you leave, you have to forget all those and pretend like they never happened. And do not even begin to think you can offer those to the civilians out there, the fucking plebs. The, the the serfs out there who we control. And when Mike Lover says, what about when the shit hits the fan? The government says, well, that's what you're for. We call you guys again. Yeah. Don't you know? We're going to reactivate the militias. Yeah. We call up the retired teams guys and say, we need you guys to form a militia, and then you're good to go. And after we form you, after you all get the call and we make it all official in your Ohio 101, the bad boys, then you can go train. And yeah. hopefully nobody's gotten <clears throat> fat and happy and... <laughs> can't perform anymore. Right. So this has been introduced by uh, Senator Markey. Is his name Markey? Edward J. Markey. Ed and, Markey. Yes. And then, like I said, I Where believe. Where the fuck's he from again? I remember. Maryland, I think. M.A. is Maryland, right? Yeah. 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 So he's from Maryland. And then I'm pretty sure that the co-sponsor was Raskin, who I think is also from Maryland, right? And we just went. Yeah, this fuck. I'm in yep. him. He's a piece of shit. Markey. From Massachusetts. 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 Yeah, MDs, Maryland. Yeah, Massachusetts. And uh, Raskin. Yep. I remember why I got rid of this now, this keyboard, because the space bar is like, it, oh. you can't hit it at the right angle with my giant ass hands. Uh, Raskin. Oh, this little fuck. Yeah. He pisses me off so much. He's a. Oh, he's a rep. Oh, he's a represent. Oh, okay. okay. So he's the he's, he's the guy that would ferry it through the house. Okay. When that's it, when I knew he was once attached it to this somehow. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Because his name was being tied to it. Okay. So that's he's a fucking piece of that shit. That makes a lot more sense. And he is from he's from he's, Maryland. He's the Maryland fuck. Yes. Born in D.C. Imagine <clears throat> that shit. Yes. Born and bred into the fucking system. All right. So there's a. I want to hit the constitutionality of this. So let's look at the the actual text of you know the few lines where it says these are not allowed anymore right yeah uh okay so shall be unlawful to knowingly in a circumstance described in section b while acting as a part of or on behalf of a private paramilitary organization and armed for and armed with firearms explosives or incendiary devices or other dangerous weapons 
publicly patrol, drill, or engage in techniques capable of causing bodily injury or death. So that means no more neighborhood watch. Not armed. Not armed, or if you're going to do any training to do it. So, like, Even if, to, like, if you form somebody. a neighborhood watch and the intent is to <coughs> security guard it, where your only job is if I see something, I say something, and that's it. You can't engage. You can't do anything <laughs> like that. Can't uh, defend your actual neighborhood. Can't do that. No. You could blow a whistle. You can surveil it. Phone call the 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 911 and, and hopefully say what's up. Hope you don't get your ass beat before they get there. Yeah, and hope the state doesn't have some kind of fucked up surveillance law so you can't either get you can't gather evidence of a crime going down before the cops get there and the crime's already done. But fuck it. Uh interfere with interrupt or attempt to interfere with any with or interrupt government operations or a government proceeding. Which is already illegal. To interrupt a government proceeding or operation is already illegal. Yes. Which is already fucked up because that's already, if there's a government procedure happening that is completely unconstitutional, you have the right to protest that, which this would then make it illegal to do that. Right. So if if you are trying to interrupt... This would also mean you, you can like uh, protest with a fucking gat outside of something. Yeah, you can't do that. If you're armed with any dangerous weapon, yeah. it could be a fucking piece of wood. Dangerous weapon is anything that could cause any kind of bodily harm whatsoever. I mean, dangerous weapon is built to be as vague as possible right. so that if they want to add on a charge, they can do that and make you go away for a long, long time. So, you're, I mean, we're, we're talking about freedom of association really is what we're talking about. First Amendment stuff. First Amendment stuff all across the board here. Not to mention your, your Second Amendment, obviously, because right. it's only if you have a, if you have a get on you, it's, it's game over. Um, interfere with or intimidate other persons in that person's exercise of any right under the Constitution of the United States. Yeah, the only people that are allowed to stop you from exercising your rights are the government. Um, we've talked about that many times on this show. The government has no accountability for when they take your rights away unlawfully, unconstitutionally. They just get to do it. Right. Uh, there was that, I remember that uh, case up in on the fucking Canadian border that we talked about maybe a couple of years ago where the feds just show up and say, you don't get to do this anymore because we said so. And then what are you going to do? Sue the federal government? Right. And they were like, well, yeah, well the guy that told you you couldn't do this was wrong, but it doesn't matter because he's an agent of the state and we're the state and you can't sue the state for doing this. So fuck it. Uh, let's see. Train or engage in any activity described in paragraph one. So, yeah, training is not allowed. This whole thing, I'm, that's, so it attacks freedom of association and the Second Amendment, freedom to, uh, for a redress of grievance, protest for redress, right. re redress of grievance, which is all, the First and Second Amendment are being trampled on completely under this. Um, not <laughs> oh. to mention, like, you know, the Fourth, uh, I mean, you just, Fill in the blank. It is 100% unconstitutional. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. Being necessary to, to the security of a free state. This, <clears throat> I think, speaks potentially most to that second section of the Second Amendment, yeah. is that th their obvious intent is to not is to create 
a state that is not free. Check. If you do not have the ability to maintain a well-regulated militia, because that's what is necessary to regulate something is training, right? That's oversight. That's that's takes practice to regulate something. Yes. Um, some form of effort involved in there. That's obviously the intent is to create a state that is not free. Isn't it interesting too that in their definitions, all they really do is describe the National Guard. They don't actually describe any kind of militia. Yeah. Paramilitary organization. Regular. Oh, yeah. <coughs> regularly organized state militia. The term repeatedly or regularly organized state militia includes a defense force authorized oh, yeah. under section. So, like, if you are a that's the only type of militia that they would. That's how they get around that. Right. Oh yeah, we know so you can have recognized a, by the state. Yeah, if you're a recognized militia by the state, which right. I don't know if we have a regular state militia. I'd be curious it's if we have a Washington to, state militia. I actually do not know. Um, it's important to talk about. I think some of the aim of this. I have one article here. Boop. Copy. It's from guns.com. Guns.com, yeah, baby. Let's go. And we'll read that. Really. I was really nice to have Nate on the show. It was. If only just for a second. Yeah, I like him a lot. What is um, this? The Washington State Guard. Okay, let's just, let's see. The militia of the state of Washington shall consist of all able-bodied citizens of the United States and all other able-bodied persons who have declared their intention to become citizens of the United States. We'll click on that. Residing. It's, this is in the RCW. Composition of the Did this militia. just give me a little bit of hope? Did you just give me a fucking freedom boner? And I was like, RCW? wait a minute, wait a minute. Get out of here. RCW 38.04.030, composition of the militia. The militia of the state of Washington shall consist of all able-bodied citizens of the United States and all other able-bodied persons who have declared their intention to become citizens of the United States residing, residing within the state who shall be more than 18 years of age and shall include all persons who are members of the National Guard and the State Guard and said militia shall be divided into two classes, the organized militia and the unorganized militia. Fuck out of my face then. It's in the fucking RCW, Fuck baby. Fuck out of my face then. Let's fucking go. Fuck Marky, off then. you dumb bitch. Well then, go ahead and pass that because by de facto I reside in this state and I'm an able-bodied man of over 18 years old, so I am technically a part of the Washington State fucking militia. Fuck yeah. Go fuck yourself. Oh. Yeah, unless they're putting out lists of what the organized and unorganized militia is, then ain't nobody can tell me what part on the list are I fucking I mean, unorganized to. seems like it would be unorganized. Well, and I only say because this says regularly organized state militia. That's the thing. That's, it's, it's the language that's they're right. going to be particular with. So and, only the unorganized. If, if you're a member of the unorganized, you might... You might be protect, protected under state law, but yeah. we're the feds, and we say, fuck your rights. But if they're not putting out a list of who the organized and unorganized yeah. militia is, then nobody knows what list I belong That's on. That's right. And then it's no one's business. I don't like lists, Donovan. Not, not nor fan. do I, but if it's going to protect me from this federal lawsuit... Uh, well, I didn't know was, that, but that's good to know. Me neither. That was good. That Very was a, interesting. A good Part of the state there. militia, bitch. Get out of my face. That's right. And honestly, if this bill ever actually saw any kind of light of day... Never. It does concern me that it's, that this became a thing. Because yes. it's... Usually a virtue signal bill will come up 
at a time in which there's something socially that's happening that kind of like reflects that. Jan six was a long time ago. Nobody's really talking about Jan six right now. So I don't new know election, wh- though. That's what I would think. Would Ooh. be just the you know Jan six two Yeah, we can't. Yeah, and then in, if any of the boys are training to go to to the next Jan six, yeah. then we can't be having that because this hits pretty directly. At least the kind of the interview or the uh, yeah the interviews about it, it hits pretty directly. Like the oath keepers, the proud boys, the yeah. people that were in attendance at those things. And I send you this article from guns.com. It's super duper short. Um, and that speaks to the same thing. <clears throat> it says a bicameral measure introduced in Congress last week, should it become law in its current form, could ban many common forms of modern. Am shooting. I 18 years or over? Fuck off. Yes, <laughs> it's the Internet. Shut the fuck up. Um, it was introduced on the anniversary of Jan 6 and aims to prohibit uh. at the federal level paramilitary groups through a blend of civil and criminal enforcement. The 10 page bill paints a sweeping five part definition of what could constitute unauthorized private paramilitary activity to include publicly patrolling, drilling, or engaging in harmful or deadly paramilitary techniques, something fuzzy enough to cover just about any training class and modern shooting technique, service rifle, DCM competition, match, or practice, or three gun competition, which I also think is interesting yeah. for different uh, competition aspects of it. This is because the bill also describes a semi-automatic firearm capable of using a large capacity ammunition feeding device able to hold more than 10 rounds is a dangerous weapon. While the measure sponsors site groups such as Oath Keepers and Proud Boys as a reason for its proposal, for the sake of the bill's language, a private paramilitary organization would be any group of three or more people under the some sort of command structure training to function in public as a combat, combat support, law enforcement, or security services unit. Such broad language could, for instance, apply to something as innocent as prepper group, a gun club with elected officials, volunteer, backcountry search, and rescue groups who carry firearms for defense against predators, Check. or even a local sheriff's posse or auxiliary police unit as exemptions or for such organizations are only allowed for groups organized by organized by state and federal governments. Yeah. I didn't even think about like that search and rescue group. Yeah. And yeah, like gun clubs and stuff like that where yep. you can meet up and then they elect like a treasurer. A and, president. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a command structure right there. Our legislation makes the obvious, which let's say let's pause here for a second. Right. Because um, <clears throat> I didn't really think about this before now. But if we think about, we take it all the way back to the founding, right? Because that's what a lot of this language, I think, speaks to. Prior to any type of active fighting in the Revolutionary War, the Sons of Liberty existed, right? There were people who were meeting in taverns and in bars and people's houses for years and years and years before any fighting happened. They were talking about ways to try and shift the country. Undoubtedly, one or two of those guys had gats on them because it was the fucking 1700s, and you're yeah. carrying guns. You got a little musket. You got a one shot. Shit all over the place. You got a pistol, and you got a fucking yeah. a hatchet, a fucking anything, a jackknife, something crazy that's gonna oh, yeah. for general use or for self defense, right? Oh, yeah. So they're not just talking about training groups. They're not just talking about getting out there and shooting with your buddies, being in fucking full kit, right? Like I should mm-hmm. be right now because we're talking about this. They're talking about any type of organized group that is potentially speaking about firearms or organization or any type of Mm -hmm. government activities. You know, if you have a gun on you, this is a problem. If you're in a group and you're talking about shit that relates to the government, that's what this is a problem for. This doesn't extend to just the training. This is, you know, how, 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 how broad is the term training? Right. Exactly. We we, we, we be training right now for fucking of future. I don't know a career they could call it or whatever. Yeah. Isn't a career. I I have no idea. Yep. I'm just trying to be extra broad. Just training to, to make a point. But we're doing training. Um, yeah. So radio job. Who, precisely. Who knows what that means? Mm-hmm. Right. They're not just talking about being out there with the dogs. They're talking about fucking conversations that you're having in bars about how fucked up the government is. If you have a gun on you. Mm-hmm. 
I fucking carry this with me every day. I don't go. It just looks so big every time. Anywhere without this, I'm in the studio. I live in this house right now. I brought it downstairs with me. Mm -hmm. There's other guns in the room. I brought it downstairs with me. I don't leave. Doing show prep last night. Where was my gun? Right here. I don't leave anywhere without my gun. If I'm going to meet with anybody, I'm going to have a gun on me. Immediately, that puts us in potential to be violating this fucking federal act of paramilitary training groups because we're having a conversation. If Mm -hmm. you... I'm not trying to be like super crazy about it, you know, but when I think about anything like this, I have to consider our circumstances, our proximity for the show, the things that we're talking about, right? Yeah. If if we if the show is recognized on any level at all and anybody, any of our friends are trying to meet up with us in a group, if there's if if the stuff that we're talking about is on anybody's radar, you're immediately on a hit because I have a gun. The shit that we're talking about, because we, what we could be talking about because of our careers, and yep. now you're here in a group with us. Yep. You're opening yourself up potentially to federal prosecution for fucking hanging out with us. I'm not trying to be too black or like radical or conspiratorial, but like this is the way the government operates exactly itself, is to try and find any way they can and I'm to put you to in think, jail. This and if is they think you might be talking about potentially training for paramilitary stuff in the future. Yeah, exactly. They can it, already put on a civil a civil case against you and make you not hang out with me anymore. And that's what I'm thinking. This has got to be designed to be like a tack on charge for when they hunt you up for something else. If you are there's a the thing going on right now through the Oh, fuck. Where was it? I think it's in... Fuck, I wish I would have written this down. There's some kind of legislation going on right now. In There's talk of, and I believe it's in our state, to make a lot to expand the gun-free zones. Um, what, classify, what constitutes a gun-free zone? Um, and I remember when I was reading through that last night, I know there was specific examples where I know... Uh, it was zoos. It was zoos. There was, I remember this. Um, Uh-oh. Yes. They're, in the state, they're trying to look at uh, expanding the gun-free zones to include, like, libraries and, I remember, zoos, certain other public kind of accommodating Listen, type things. Gator needs his gat. And okay? I'm like. I'm going to carry it to zoo. Oh, what I'm saying. And I, I immediately thought of you, and I was like, boom. Okay, so if they pass, like, a gun gun-free zone infraction type thing like that and then you get hemmed up and then they start the investigation and the next thing you know the what was it that they uh, Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson goes over to fucking um, Russia and shit like that yep. to talk to Putin and probably Snowden um, which should be coming out I think next week um, they found a way to hack into his fucking signal messages while, when he was first talking about this shit uh, back when he was still at Fox News Tucker Carlson? Yeah. They got into Signal. Really? Signal's not secure anymore, apparently. Um, which, surprise, surprise, of course, the fucking NSA is going to find a way to listen in on whatever. So then all of a sudden they hack your fucking, your Signal chats, and then then they're like, oh, he's a part of a regular, could... uh, an a irregular militia too. And so, like, this could, it could easily be seen as a tack on charge yeah. in further investigation for when people get hemmed up for other bullshit crimes i'd be interested to hear more about that because like uh what are the uae or the the arabs they have the pegasus pegasus and pegasus 2 right pegasus 2 they just have they just need your phone Phone number so i don't yeah i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't assume immediately that signal is compromised because of the capabilities they have like yeah but if if they they can get into your phone 
they can get in your that's signal. What I, that's what yeah, I'm saying, yeah, though, is I just mean, like, sure. they may not have hacked signal. They could have hacked <laughs> his phone and then got into his, his signal exactly. and seen what he's doing. Which then just goes, okay, then what good is peer-to-peer encryption right. when they can just get into right. the device you're using? Right. Now we need encrypted, encrypted devices. devices. Yeah, which is Fuck. wild. I hate the future sometimes, I already bro. use I my... I hate the future sometimes. I use my thumbprint for a ton of shit. Um <sighs> I did Nobody something. Nobody else can do it. I've tried, tested it. Nobody else, like, oh, it's I, not just a fluke thing. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not tested on, you know, hundreds of people, but no one else the has biometrics. been able, no one else has been able to use my thumb, like, their thumb on it. It oh, seems yeah. to be accurate. I'm so. sure. Yeah. And it's just stored in the cloud that the government can have access to it. Yeah, I have a fucking CPL. They I already know. have my fingerprints. <laughs> they do. They yeah, do. I know. If I was concerned, like, if I thought that yeah. was an issue, then I would be worried about it. But I already gave them my fingerprints to have got, a CPL. So. Yeah, I got fingerprinted by the cops one time. I don't even really yeah. remember what for now. You don't, but, don't like, you get fingerprinted to fucking join the military? That might have been it. Yeah. I'm that sure they take that your fingerprints too. if you join the military. Yeah. At least ink them down, bro. I think, yeah. They got to get you at least a thumbprint. Oh, no, you, no, you got to do the whole That's thing what I'm for saying, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm already in the system. And yeah. they got my DNA from Ancestry. China's got, got that shit. Everybody. It's a whole different yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not worried about Nobody wants fucking my fucking DNA. So don't worry about it. It's not, not worth about anything. The biometrics on my phone. I'm more worried about people getting into my phone than the cloud having access to yeah. my biometrics That's is really true. where I'm at with it, you know. Because by, by the time that becomes a problem, you're already in yeah. a worse situation. Yeah, I would just rather yeah, it be true. hard for you to get in my phone, you know. Yeah, that would be better. But still, I just don't like any of this. It bothers no, me so no, much, dude. No, it's not good. It just, um, it, it just, can we just stop the sprint to pure authoritarianism? Right. Can we just stop for one fucking second? Just stop running as fast as you fucking can. Yeah. <coughs> when I th- uh, oh, what you were saying about the uh, the add-on charges, right? Yeah. I also think it's very interesting if you talk about, like, uh, if you think about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping. Yeah. Right? There you go. Anything like that where they're hemming up groups of dudes that are organizing to do something, even if half of them are fucking federal informants, mm-hmm. right? Even if It's just the, the one guy they're worried about. Now still. Even, now, even if we have to let you off because you're an informant, mm-hmm. also we're going to get you for this federal crime because yep. you're organizing and you're being a fuck. So yeah. it's And just we're going to attack on the five years, according to this, exactly. because you intended to do bodily harm to somebody. Exactly. That's why I'm like this. Nobody's gonna go out and catch you in the middle of the fucking woods doing your training or this and that. No, this right. is meant to be attack on charge to throw people in the fucking federal fuck me in the ass jail. Right. Because we we found a way to hem you up somewhere beforehand, and now we're just yes. gonna add on the rest of this to yeah. make sure that you never become a problem again. The preemptive thing would be big too. That's would be huge uh, with the yeah. amount of people that are watching and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That they would be hidden. There would be a lot of civil suits. I think they'd be oh, yeah. adding fucking judges and prosecutors all over the place to be getting shit done. Check. Um, so something I think is really interesting to note is the the aim of the bill. Right. Um, we know we learned on this show, and I'm sure many people knew before we did, but there. There are lefties that like guns, too. Lefties love guns. Yeah, know it or not, there are, in fact, communist or socialist firearms groups. The John Brown Gun Club was one that gained much prominence during the George Floyd riots, the Summer of Love in Seattle, the uh, fucking the Chaz Chop ordeal, right? John Brown Gun Club was uh, running security for the gates at Chaz Chop. They were out there with AR-15s or whatever. I'm not shitting on them. That is what it is, right? My point being there are not just conservative or right-leaning radical extremist paramilitary groups, whatever you want to call them, right? They exist on both sides of the spectrum. It's interesting. Or- Antifa is, a, is an armed 
uh, uh, paramilitary. Group. Noteworthy that the only noteworthy that the only two that are mentioned are the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. Check right. Which We've means they're seen, only coming after. They're certain only people. coming after the right. We've yeah. seen the left be exposed. I'm not like. I'm not like, there you are. I mean, we've seen exposure from them on social media in the last several years. They do exist. They are operating. It is happening. They're operating in very much the same capacity that the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys are. Yeah. So, I, you know, if, if they had a candidate that they actually fucked with, they would probably show up in Jan 6th and up too. But they don't give a shit about Joe Biden. No. So, <laughs> you know, they don't, have, they don't have a Trump. Like, they don't have a dog that they're down for like that. No. They're down for the system more than they are an individual person. So yep. there isn't... A, a catalyst for them to focus in on like that to perpetrate any type of event like January 6th the yeah. same way that there are for conservative-leaning groups, right? Yeah, they, but, don't, they don't necessarily have like a demigod they, they put up right. on a mantle. There it's is just, no demagogic figure that exists no. on the left like there is on the right. Yep. Um, <sighs> so it's noteworthy that the only people that they mention are the conservative-leaning groups, right? Yeah. Um, so that's something that I want to make sure they pay attention to, not that it's any surprise from anybody because of the people who they're introduced in. Uh, but something else that I think is worth noting, Boog Boys, right? The Boog Boys are libertarian. The Boog Boys, the Boogaloo Boys, if, if you remember, you can go back on the mm -hmm. show years we were talking about them. They were a libertarian group who was there on – the scene in all these different George Floyd rights, trying to keep peace, trying to stop business yep. from being destroyed, trying to just keep people from fucking each other up. That's they were operating in the same capacities and even sometimes in cooperation with the John Brown Gum Club and with the Proud Boys, with Oath Keepers, the different paramilitary groups, as we call them, as mm -hmm. you call them, because I don't fucking call them that, that were there trying to keep peace from the absolute insanity and chaos as the government abdicated its responsibility to protect yes. the people. Right? As the state refused, as the state abdicated, ab abdicated, abdicated, their responsibility the private citizens had to stand up and so th what this state would term paramilitary groups came out to try to protect the communities yes yep um so there's a clear direction with the bill and it isn't for public protection right it's obviously done specifically with january 6th in mind it's done on the anniversary of january 6th they're talking about the proud boys they're talking about the oath keepers mm -hmm. um and it's meant and introduced this way to keep those images in the forefront um there yeah. are extremist groups in the united states we know that but they belong to both sides of the spectrum this is not just a conservative issue it is just that donald trump is a prominent figure and mm -hmm. they align with him very closely yeah. politically um in the the world of reality, as Joseph was talking about earlier, I see absolutely zero chance that this stands any type of constitutional test at all. The words militia are literally enshrined in the Second Amendment. Um, like we talked about earlier, I see an argument for kind of like the state militia things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there isn't – there's no way that this passes like a legitimate test. Um, I do think, as we're talking about earlier, that it is extremely important to note and track this because it shows you where they're, where they're thinking. This shows yeah. you what the direction is for heading. They're not just coming for fucking AR-15s, right? It's, it's not like the, the tinfoil hats, rather. It's, they're not just coming for your guns. No. They're trying to stop you from organizing. They're exactly. trying to literally cut the snake off of – cut the tail off of the snake before it can grow and – I know they don't grow like that, but yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, allow the image to perpetrate in your mind, if you will. Um, but They're cutting the snake in the backwards order. They're trying to start from the tail and go to the head. Precisely. They've already cut the head off the snake. They're trying to cut off the piece yeah. of the body now. So, And like you said before, I just wanted to add on to that. Don't lose your spot. Um, it's not about our protection. This is about their yes. protection. This is about the government trying to make sure that nobody can stand up against them. Right. This is... That whatever tyranny comes forth from on on high from the government cannot be dealt with by the citizenry. If we use January 6th as the setting for this idea, right, 
if January 6th really was an insurrection, who was in danger that day? It wasn't the citizens. It, it was, was the, the government. government. It, was the, it was the services, the, the officers of the government who were refusing to do their job and were, in the opinions of the January 6th rioters, Capitol rioters, abdicating their responsibility. Yes. So this isn't for us. No. This, this is not for to protect us. This isn't to protect you. This is to protect them. This yes. is to secure power and security in their own borders, yep. not yours. This is to, to secure the government from yes. the citizens. Yes. Um, there isn't any way to know... Who is telling the truth? Because all politicians lie all the time, right? Um, but there is some portion of these people who really do want to go as far to remove your right to assemble with the intent of public or personal protection. Like, they really are trying to go that far. It's not oh, all yeah. of them. I don't know who it is. I don't know who whatever, right? But there are members, leadership in your government who actively aim to remove your ability to assemble with the intent to protect yourself. Yes, and this is not just... You don't have to name names because what this is is the government as a as a full body. The entire government is trying to do this. It's made up of individual senators and individual representatives and lobbyists that are pushing for these different bills and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, what you're talking about is the government as a body yes. is trying to protect itself in any way it possibly can from having any outside exertion on it, any kind of exterior threat, if you will, to its power. Yes. And it, it and it's going to do everything in its power to stop that from happening. So it is trying to, it's not coming after you. It's about, like you just said, it's about protecting them. Right. But it's not, it's not Jamie Raskin. It's not fucking Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell or Mike Pence or any individual. No, it's just the, the body itself of the government trying to make sure that it can be as protected as possible from any kind of influence from the citizenry. Yes, I think that's a wonderful point because I have one last point on this that I want to add. Um, and... Every time there's a new anti-gun bill that comes out, especially like assault weapons bans and stuff like that, right? We hear Joe Biden's real bad about this, hearing about like AR-15s aren't enough to take on the government. You know, you can you can never do this, you can never do it, right? They know historically this is inaccurate. And yeah. even if you just based off the different wars that we fought, the ones that we've lost unquestionably have been lost to guerrilla fighting forces, mm -hmm. albeit with backing from larger countries, but with small yeah. arms and mortar fire, not with you know aircraft and fucking insanity oh, yeah. like we were dropping. So well, it's the same thing in the American Revolution. We couldn't have done that without the French. Right. So, but so, still, also, I will say, American government isn't losing the AR-15s. They're losing the AK-47s. That's true. <laughs> so maybe um, we just need to shift tactics that's true. here. <laughs> so, but the point being, right, they know historically this is nonsense, but they also know that organization is unquestionably one of the make-or-break aspects of guerrilla warfare. If you are not yep. organized, you can't win. So this, again, cuts directly, is aimed to cut directly at that, the ability yes. to organize, the ability to make any type of, not even command structure, but generalized structure, because we mm -hmm. talked about the emblem has no command structure. There is no one in our group that tells anybody else what to do. There's nobody nope. who's. We don't have rankings. We don't have leaders. We don't have anything. I we I gave I who was the younger, the newest of the group, gave Captain Riley the name Captain Riley because on range days he seemed to be telling people what to do. Even that since then has drastically shifted. That's not, yeah. not the reality anymore. It is his name. It is what we call him. Why I'm call telling him, you because he's the leader. He saw things coming yes. down the pike. He's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's got a good head <laughs> on his shoulders. But, but there isn't – we don't have a leader. There isn't a mm. head of the MLMN. There is no – there's nothing like that. It's not – it's not even organized as like a motorcycle group. We don't even have no. a president. You know, there's nothing like that. Yeah. So it's a completely formless 
mm-hmm. shapeless, faceless, massive fucking blob of dudes inside play carriers. Just pure fucking patriotism yeah. in its raw Twisted form. steel and sex appeal. That's all that it is. So, <laughs> you like that? Twisted steel and sex appeal. Yes. There's the title of the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it might have Found to it. Be. Um, <laughs> well, I did want to, you did say something that made me think about this, right? Organization is the key. In this bill, organization is the enemy, so they want to prevent any kind of organization. But they only – the government itself is all for organization as long as it involves the citizenry organizing in support of the government's own aims. (laughs) Yes. You know, Democrats are fantastic at this. They're great at organizing when it comes to, like, getting out the vote and getting people their fucking ballots signed and turned in and doing all the things that – will give the government more power. They're all for yes. organization, which just tells me that they recognize the importance and the power of organizing, hence, in the First Amendment, the freedom to associate. This is why they have to attack stuff. Like, they have to shave off all the little limbs of organization that, they, that threatens their power now or into the future. And that's exactly what this is aimed at. Yes. 100%. No, there's no doubt about that. It's... Mm. They love organizi- organizing as long as yeah. as long as it's in their own end. They might be scared. They might be scared. I'm not sure. Every single one of these mother, oh, man. There's the line from V for Vendetta, man. It's just it's always, you know, government people shouldn't be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Yeah. And unfortunately, there becomes a certain size the government can reach in which it can protect itself from its citizens insulates itself 100 percent. it's gross dude it's fucking we're gross. at that point when they're putting up fucking steel fences outside of the white house they're successfully insulating themselves from the people yeah you should not be doing that yeah no you are the people by the people for the people right fuck off all these people man i'm so uh, so fucking black pilled towards all this shit it's so gross man let's talk 2024 um, Ugh. this is good. I think that goes good. So, I, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy that. It's a good call of names. Good. Yep. We'll talk more about that in the future. Probably not because it's not going anywhere. But it's not going anywhere. We'll move on. Thank God. From there, we'll talk about a little bit of Nevada stuff first because it'll be kind of quick and we'll lead into the other things. Because Nikki Haley lost to none of the candidates. Yes. Yeah, so let's start here, right? Uh, so let's talk about the primary caucuses thing because this first, is interesting. It is kind of interesting because typically they've done caucuses. Correct in Nevada is that? Do I? Uh, I believe this is the first time they've done the caucus. I believe they were primarying, but because they didn't want to include anybody else, they decided to do a caucus. I'm gonna have so, to pull it up real quick. Okay, and so my my understanding, I could I could have this backwards. My understanding was they typically had done a caucus, um, but they had decided to do a primary instead. Like the they had passed a law to do a primary instead, mm-hmm. but the RNC is the one who decides who actually gets the electoral votes, and they said, "No, we are going to do the caucus like we have had." Um, yeah, actually, let me just do this caucus first. No, I think you had to go, you go back there. Go back That's, there. Yeah, yeah. What? 
There we go. <laughs> Computer stroked out. History. Prior to 1981, Nevada usually held primary elections, not caucuses, to choose delegates for the Democratic and Republican. Just to 21. Okay. Yeah, okay. In both cases, these delegates then chose party nominees for the general. 2008 was the first time both Democratic and Republican parties held caucuses. Oh, right, okay. So, okay. so this year. So they, it's not that long. Uh, right. It. This year, they're going to switch back to a primary. They passed a law, whatever, in Nevada. They're going to switch back to a primary. The RNC is like, no. No, we're, we're not doing do a caucus. That. And the caucus is actually how you're going to get delegates. Yes. So. And that's how it went down. Yes, very similar to kind of what happened in New Hampshire um, with the Joe Biden, yeah, you know, first Biden in the campaign. nation primary, right? All that type of stuff. Yep. Very, very kind of similar to that. So they held a primary in which Donald Trump chose not to put himself on the ballot because mm-hmm. there, nothing is gained from that. Yep. Nikki Haley chose to put herself on the ballot in which she was. Has everyone seen this now? Yep. When she lost, right? She got thirty percent of the vote. The option for none of these candidates. There's a fourth option on the, on the ballot. Got sixty-two percent of the vote of the primary. Yep. She lost quite literally. To no one. Yeah, and you can't see it because our picture's in the way. Maybe yeah, I can and then it. she tried to but cope. She got you know, 30.8%. She tried to cope real bad afterwards. Oh, we knew that Nevada was, uh, you know, kind of a shit show, and so we, you know, invested nothing here. We didn't yeah. uh, spend a day here. We didn't whatever, but. Why was you know, your also, name still on but, the fucking you know, primary? Also, Donald Trump, he, you know, colluded in this, and he, you know, uh, whatever. She tried to say that he, like, election meddled to get this done. Yes. Why? Because the RNC listens to him because that's the only fucking chance of them existing. Yes. I know. That's Maybe why. you should mean something. Matter in the fucking world, and they might actually fucking listen to you. Dude, Nikki Haley's the fucking worst. So man. obviously Donald Trump sweeps up the caucuses because he's like the only person that's in it. Um, yeah. there was, he had one challenger, apparently, Ryan Binkley. Roasted him. Roasted him, yeah. He, he got... What? 99.1% of the delegates. All the delegates, 26 All the delegates. of them. Yeah. Yeah, he the got other guy got 540 votes. Didn't even eclipse out, 1%. Dude. Shout out for that... That dude to try to sit there and run in the Nevada caucus was just hilarious. Subsequently, the RNC chair, Ronna... Romney McDaniel. There you go. Romney McDaniel uh, said that she would step down from the RNC. There's been lots of talk about like yes. uh, the spending and the blah, blah, blah. She's a, she's a bag of shit. We've talked she to, is a human piece of we've garbage. We've talked about her a million times, probably yes. starting around the time of the midterms. Probably. We're like, this has been a dig, uh, absolute shit show. And oh, yeah. there's no... No reason they didn't sweep up at the last midterms. The only reason there is is because of the RNC chair. Yeah. Because they're the ones that decide who gets what money for what campaigns, who, which candidates the Republican Party is going to support. <sighs> and there is one job. There is only one job for the chair of the RNC, and that is to get Republicans elected. And if there is one thing the RNC under the auspices of Ronna Romney McDaniel has not done, and that is get Republicans elected. That's yes. it. The the what was supposed to be a red wave turned out to be like a red trickle in the in the midterms. That's technically her fault, right? Because she did not get back. She didn't back the candidates that would have possibly won at that point. You know, you start to withdraw a campaign, and it and it all stems from Donald Trump's involvement in the party if this was old school rnc stuff everything just runs the republicans kind of get their seats and but like the democrats still win every fucking time and once trump gets in then you get the the candidates like the the mega candidates like joe kent from our state coming up that 
RNC goes, we're not going to back you because you're a MAGA candidate, and yes. we like our other person there. And then next thing you know, they split the vote. He still wins the fucking primary, beats the shit out of your stupid RNC-backed candidate, and then loses in the general because you didn't back him to begin with. Right. That was a bad bet, and she has done nothing but make bad bets from the jump. Fucking the last time there was a RNC debate, it was the time before last. The last one Vivek was on. He called her out by name in right. the audience and right. said to fucking step down. And you know what she and after that, you know what the RNC did? Changed the fucking rules so that he wouldn't be on the debate stage with Nikki and fucking Ron. Right. That's what happened. And now she gets a call from Trump. They have a conversation. Next thing you know, she's stepping down this spring. And if you want to be anti-Trump, right, that's that's fine. Fine. But fine. It's then it is then incumbent upon you to provide a viable candidate and a viable alternative candidate for someone who can actually compete against him. Yes. And you have to be to undeniable. That. Yeah. This it's, is not because Trump's backing of certain candidates doesn't really go. You know, it goes both ways. Right. It's, it's, he's not a, a lock-in. He's a loyalty know, guy. You know, but. At the end of the day, if you are going to not back a candidate that Trump comes out to, uh, to, 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 to what's that word? It's not sponsor, but, uh, you know, like I approve of this guy. You uh, endorse endorse. If Trump endorses this candidate and just because Trump endorses it, the RNC goes, well, we're not going to endorse that guy because we're going to go with our other guy. Yeah. And then you fucking lose election after election after election. You should probably rethink your fucking strategy here. Right. He may not always be right, but maybe at some points he's the populist guy. Maybe there is popular support behind some of these people. And then if you want your party to, to retain power, maybe you do have to, like, take your medicine and just put support behind the guy that is got the support of... You know, in Nevada, 99.1% right. of the populace at that point. Read the fucking room. Get your stats going. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don't be a fucking idiot. I'm so glad she's out. And there will have to be another election because there was one before where she got reaffirmed as the chair last year. Um, I remember because that was the first time I ever heard Vivek talk. It was at like a, a Tim Castillo live event where um, her ch main challenger was also on stage with Vivek, and he was like, you got to be, this This is the one. And then she just, they didn't want to talk to her because she was a MAGA person. But the RNC, if the, if the Republicans have any chance of surviving the internal civil war that is taking place in the Republican Party, these fucking neocon shills need to just, they need to retire. They need to go or get with the fucking program. They're, the RNC has been overtaken. Yeah. In, in popular support. Yes. And if they have any chance of being a viable party going forward, they all need to get with the program or get the fuck out. The leadership is just trying to fight what the body Mitch McConnell is. Yeah. has to go. Has to go. All these people need to go. There's already talks right now. Ted Cruz was up on stage last week talking about how like Mitch McConnell probably shouldn't be the leader in the Senate anymore. Well, he's 9 million years old. Yeah. I think people are might be finally the software up. skips kind of he worked through that or something like that. Yeah. They're not showing him anymore, but like he's got to go, dude. I think people might finally be waking up a little bit to the ninety-year-old politician thing. You know, it's I getting because well, the age is starting to come where it's, yeah. their age is really starting to hit. I've seen more and more and more memes and just stuff lately. People talking about like yeah. 
this maybe isn't a good idea. Joe you know, Biden we, having some serious we make, issues. We make regular blue-collar workers retire at 65, but we have people who are almost exclusively over 65 who uh -huh. are leading the country. It's a, probably a problem here. This isn't necessarily Both good. Both leading presidential candidates yes. are in their 80s. Let's, it's a problem. That ain't good for nobody, dude. Yeah. What, what was 80 years ago? The 1940s? It's a long time. How change especially world. Well, especially these days change societal change happens exponentially it's so much faster now than it ever was i mean the phones we had right now we couldn't even recognize them 10 years ago i mean wouldn't the first iphone come out oh my God. i mean not that long ago but like still like 2008 i think and now like we're dealing it's 2024 now but you go the phones that were out in the mid mid to late 90s they were like, you know, you're, you're playing snake on your fucking brick phone. Right. I mean, that's technology increases so much faster now, which means societal change goes along with it. And these these politicians that have been in there for decade upon decade upon decade, like I said before earlier in the show, it's like Joe Biden, the same guy that signed the fucking crime bill that gave Giuliani permission to do fucking stop and frisk right. to, to clean up the streets in New York is now completely against his own position from that long ago just because it just shows you how quick times are changing nowadays and these these old school neocons that have been in power for 40 50 years they cannot hang anymore they have to go we need to start recycling these people real fucking quick and as time goes on they are getting to the point where fucking feinstein dies in the chair you know, uh, the, what's her name? RGB, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies yeah. in the chair. All these politicians. Mitch McConnell, I'm surprised, is still alive. Like, it got real scary for a point. And all these dudes, Nancy Pelosi, they're all going to start checking out. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I don't know. That dude just keeps on going. He's the Keith Richard of politics, man. <laughs> he just keeps going. But it's it all has to change at some point, And you cannot... As cushy as her job has been, because she's not that old. Yeah. Um, but she's been in that world for so long. She needs to wake up and fucking smell well, the coffee a, and realize her time is over, man. There's a problem with the voter base, too, that the uh, yeah. the voters in the people Republican are retarded? Party, when they're old, there's oh, yeah, the vast yeah, yeah. majority of the voters. It's only now that it's beginning to shift, you know? If you want someone who's different, you need youth that are involved who also will naturally want someone who's different. Yeah. But if you have mostly the vast majority adults and especially geriatric fucking adults that are voting, mm -hmm. you're going to get the same dudes in there for 40 years in a row because that's what they're used to. They don't want youth in there. They don't want mm -hmm. change. They don't want different. They're scared of all the things. You well, know? And that is the shift that's going on right now. The, yeah. the, the Republican Party, the quote-unquote conservatives, if you will, are the younger group of people getting involved in politics. Right. The, the thought leaders like Charlie Kirk and the what is that? What does he run? The Turning Point USA Turning Point. and all that shit. He is, he, another. I don't know how many. I don't want to say how many years, but in the very near future, that is the RNC now. Right. It's the young, activated conservatives who are way more numerous as the old school Reagan era Republicans die off. Because it's it's happening. They've yeah. reached the age now. The all the old fogies that used to be the stodgy Republicans, they're all dying. Right. They're aging out. Um, the politicians, yeah, they have better health care than most people, so they're lasting longer than usual. But like, this is just a prime example of of what the new 
Republican Party is looking like because it's been taken over by it's being taken over by the youth and people that actually have more libertarian values. And there's no place in the future for people like Ronna Romney McDaniel anymore. Right. It's all gone, dude. It's all changed. It's the only reason Trump got elected to begin with is because there are more and more younger people that are going, you fucking lefties are insane. I'm a part of this group. I like these guys. I'm a part of this conservative group. They dress nice. They act nice. They talk nice. We have fancy parties. We're interested in making money and doing better for ourselves. This is what I want to do. And, right. they, and then they join that. And that's 10 years from now. It's going to be a completely different Republican Party, and I don't, I don't see how they don't in, assert some form of serious dominance in our politics in the future, which we got to be careful of because some of them are a little zealotous. They're out there. They're out there. They're very trad wife, religious. There's a lot of the old school stuff that I'm not a huge fan of. but I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it because it's better than what we have now. At least they're all anti-war. This is the first time like the right has been anti-war yeah. compared to the left. I don't know. As I get older, um, maybe it's not the older thing. I would really, I would attribute it partially to family, but I think I've always been like a little more conservative. I just didn't really know it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that a conservatizing of the social structure is not a bad thing. I think no. it's a very good thing. I and that is a, that is a I'm, you getting older thing, but it's not an age thing. Yeah. I'm, that is a family responsibility thing. I'm not into the idea of all of these fucking, what up, random finance guy. Um, <clears throat> we already have a Larry the Tax Guy. <laughs> I'm not into the idea of like... The open relationships things, nope. the the promiscuity, the like I don't I don't like single parenthood. I don't think any of this is a good thing. I'm not no. a fan of any of this type of stuff. I'm not, no, not a good. proponent of any of that. I don't think I'm I'm more and more in favor of like abstinence and shit. Like I just don't I'm don't I'm be just fucking. don't think any of that is a good idea. Not for like everybody, but I mean I think that it's twenty twenty four. Fuck responsibly. I don't know. I so uh, <laughs> I think that it is potentially better to wait. That's kind of just generally how I feel about it. Um, it does make sense. It's it's hard to argue against, really. It doesn't seem that I don't know. It's a cost benefit thing, and when you're 16, you're not doing a cost benefit analysis. So I don't blame yeah. anybody. I'm not like you're a piece of shit for doing that. Yeah. But I think as an as adults, we should be trying to incentivize that as much as we can, and not just shame kids for fucking but try and point out to them the benefits of waiting and why it, yeah. it, the try and help them realize the cost benefit analysis because they're not going to do it themselves and don't just mm -hmm. try and penalize them for it and keep it away from it because that makes them want to fuck more exactly try and explain to them in a legitimate fashion the potential problems from doing this yeah. and why it's better to maybe wait a little bit yeah there's know? there's a lot of perks to be had yes in a more conservative lifestyle than there is a an opposite. Yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, but um, I'm not going to ever tell you that I think that's a good thing for you to be doing mm -hmm. the opposite of all the shit that I just said. I'm never yeah. going to tell you I think that's good. I'm never going to be like, yeah, we'll keep fucking doing that. If you tell me that's what you're doing, I'm going to say, ah, okay. okay. Or, or maybe don't. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I'm going I'm to tell you that. So yeah. I well, just. Well, I think on a societal level, the data is pretty substantial that like one has way better outcomes than the other yeah one lifestyle has way better outcomes than the other and it's if you go down that more traditional we'll just say for lack of a better term 
lifestyle, like odds are life's going to be better and it's going to be more sustainable for everybody and everybody's going to have a better outcome. It's worked really well for my family for us to have one parent that stays at home mm -hmm. and for her to have one parent that works. And um, I think that given the opportunity that would work for more people and I supplementally think that it is a good goal for us as a country to try and head back towards a societal structure that would um, encourage that? In, I mean, and just enable more people to do mm, that because there's yeah. the uh, the biggest issue now is most people can't do that. They don't have the ability yeah. to have one income, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of different factors that allowed us to do that. We lived in a fucking basement, you know, until a year ago. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that gave us that ability, but um, I think that that's a positive thing, and I think using that positive outcome as the national incentive for trying to lean social structure and policy that way is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I, that makes sense. I would agree but. with you, yeah. Because over most of our lives, I would say, the incentive structure legally and on a government policy level have been in the inverse. They've been making it more beneficial to not live a more, for lack of a better term, traditional lifestyle like that. Yeah. And so it was easier to do that. And then we, these days, are experiencing the fallout from those policies and the social strife that has come with it. And, you know, you lived through, we've all lived through that. Yeah. And when we look at the new generation that are kind of adopting more of those traditional standards, that more conservative standard, it's like people are having better outcomes. They just are. And it's it's hard to argue with the outcomes that are coming out that right. way. And if there was a way to, say, roll back the government regulation that's making it more difficult for people to have a single family income and right. you know all the I mean there's a million different threads that all affect it but if there's a way you can make it easier to do that society as a whole will probably be better off from a governmental perspective i think we should uh, a better way to uh try and enforce equality and equity in the society would be not to say you know, now everybody can be a, a cog in a machine, but to say only one of you guys needs to earn money and you can do it in any manner in which you find appropriate. And that's fine. I think that's the best way to go about it. You know, yeah. we're going to make it so that you're bringing home as much as possible so that you have mm -hmm. a million options for how you can support your family. Yes. And it's really none of our business how you go about that. Yeah. And we, as the government, and, and if it's the wife or the husband, we don't give a shit. Cause it if your matter. wife is able to earn three times as much as you doing whatever the career is, then who gives a fuck? Exactly. Like, that's the way to promote. That's equality. for you and your family to figure out how yeah. that dynamic where that's fine. Yeah. But as long as we, as the government and as various institutions can get out of your way yeah. to make that as possible as it can. You're, and at, it sounds really bad, but old school Elizabeth Warren, her book, Two right. Parent Trap, she was on it for a minute. Right. <coughs> and it's that kind of stuff that just get out of our fucking way. We can get back to that ideally, yeah. but I'm right. on board with that. I like it. Let's I like try it and run through this stuff pretty quick because we're already at the hour and a half mark for this segment. Um, in result of this stuff, Donald Trump wants to debate Joe Biden during the general election because yeah. it's pretty set now um, that they're going to be the two. And that's this, not going to happen. 
couple of different cases come out. Um, well, the first one I think we're going to talk about is the Donald Trump immunity case for Jan 6th, right? Check. Uh, it was ruled that he does not have immunity for January 6th. No presidential immunity. Fact, yeah, he can, in fact, be charged for what I think is by the politicians mm-hmm. uh, in civil cases is what he can do. Um, so I think I just have a couple of questions here. I know this isn't... Um, it's not like a loaded question, okay? Okay. <laughs> Does the president have immunity? It's not a loaded question. Nope. I'm asking uh, your... Generally speaking, yes. Right. Why yes. would you say that? Because the president is, when he's acting, when he or she is acting as the president of the United States, does not act as an individual citizen and therefore acts as the executive branch, the arm of the government, the enforcement... Ex- the the hand that can manipulate things yeah. the, to execute things the executive branch has to be able to manipulate and do things and so that person while they're in the chair cannot be held individually responsible for their actions as the president after they leave office especially if otherwise every single president is a hundred percent guilty of fucking war crimes and obama needs to go to jail right the fuck now clinton needs to go to jail bush needs to go to jail they all need to go to fucking jail right reagan Iran-Contra, every single one of them. So the president has to be, they have to have some measure of qualified immunity to do their fucking job as part of the nation because the nation is not necessarily responsible for the laws of the nation itself. And you think you should? You think that's right? No, I don't think it's right. I think they definitely should be held to it, but according to our Constitution, I believe they aren't. Yeah, um, and I would the only thing I would think I would add to your immunity because I agree with you. Um, I think Obama that, should go to jail for bombing those the American citizens overseas. You shouldn't be able to do that. I think I would supplement that the amount of subsequent case files and rulings we've had <laughs> and powers that have been ceded to the executive office do in fact provide yeah, exactly. the with some form That's what I was like. of I don't, immunity. Yeah. And I, I think would, it's impossible to argue that he doesn't. I don't think it's ludicrous they should, to say anything other. but they do. Yeah, it's 100%. ludicrous to say anything other. Joe um, Biden bombing countries we're not at war right. with. Every president bombing countries we're not at war with. Yeah. That's murder. I think the only level of immunity that I can, that I can think of that would make sense uh, for me, right, mm. would be like... Um, individuals would be from any individual that's negatively affected by like any given policy that he puts out, you know, the, mm-hmm. like the office or the government puts down a policy or the president promotes a policy or the executive mm-hmm. office enforces a policy. He shouldn't be held liable for whatever accusation that an individual citizen has at that point, because he's, this is the this is the, the mm-hmm. law of the land. This is, okay. this is the reality of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you no. know, that makes sense. Um, and that doesn't, you know, if it's an unjust law, obviously there's all kinds of questions past that, but yeah. if it's a, whatever, if it you, is what it is. Yes. If you, if you break a law and you happen to be hemmed up by a federal police officer, you know, you can't then sue the president after that because yeah. he's enforcing what like. And that's a very specific way. Um, um, but, but yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. That's the only really thing that I could, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it's also so specific because, like you said, with the war crimes and whatnot, you know, the, if the if the policy, mm-hmm. the foreign policy of the United States is a bombing campaign in a foreign country. Yeah. You can't just fucking murder innocent civilians. And I can't get a want, drone you know? and from my fucking home computer fly it over to Iran and blow up somebody. Yeah. Like, like I can't do that. Right. But, 
But the president right. can order that our military do it. Yeah. Joseph says Putin seemed to endorse the nuclear family, and he even said we're going to be friends eventually. How did Tucker make him seem personable and friendly? What the fuck? That's because Tucker, or that's because <laughs> Vladimir Putin is a human being. Yes. And our American media does such a beautiful job at making him be a characterization of a dictator yes. that it removes any sense of could he could he have always been friendly i like this guy already. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it could it could be that he's a human being right it could could be an actual human being um so yeah but our media does such a fantastic job about making him be hitler you know just the same way that yeah. donald trump that's i I've, I've what you could tell in the interview like it's like it was so I've heard many people talk about their experience meeting Donald Trump, uh-huh. and they've all only had good things to say about him. Ever. If you spend an extended period of time around Donald Trump, you are more than likely going to have a negative experience around him. Because mm-hmm. he sounds like he's kind of an asshole, but he also seems to be a generally good guy. Yeah. Like, he's pretty nice, but if you f- cross him, he will come he after will you. will fucking like wreck fucking you. Demon. Yeah. But it's, it, but it's <laughs> the same thing. I heard uh, PBD the other day, Patrick McDavid and uh, that stupid fuck... Um, not Vinny, the other guy. Um, but they were like, yeah, we had we actually ran into, we were at a meeting or a dinner or something the other day, and we met Bill Clinton, and the most charming guy in the fucking world. Anybody I've ever heard that had, I think my grandfather met him at one point. But you hear stories about people that meet Bill Clinton, and then, like, family guy did a thing. Like, Lois met right. Bill Clinton, and the next thing you know, she had sex with him. Right. It's like, yes, evil politicians in their jobs as politicians can be like nice people on right. the outside. They can be very charming and, and <laughs> personable. He was KGB. That doesn't mean you're a bad, like... It, no. It doesn't... It means you were you lived in the Soviet Union and you got to, you know, it's so, like whatever. Right. Something else we also don't, I think many people don't consider as Americans, and we talked about this in, when we're talking about the Israel shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's a completely different part of the world. The way things operate is drastically different than how they operate here. So mm-hmm. the... The paradigm in which you view right and wrong and good and evil in the Soviet Union is drastically different oh, than how it looks in America. So, so different. It's, I'm not, uh, far be it for me to stand here and defend Vladimir Putin and all of his actions, right? I'm just saying, I don't think that he's a total bag of shit if you compare him to really any given American president. Like, oh, yeah. I think he's right up there with probably just about all of them. He has probably oh, yeah. many very redeeming qualities. He's killed many people, probably with his own hands. <laughs> probably. I don't, like, that doesn't preclude him from being a nice person. No, it does know? not. It does yeah. not. And it's also important to remember, too, that, like... Like, w- he is scary, but he is a master politician. 100%. That's yes. A, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, we like to... The the media and everybody in the government will call Putin a dictator. He's not a yeah. dictator. He is not. He is hemmed in by a a, a group of oligarchs yeah. that make sure he stays. Otherwise, he's a dead person. Well, totally. Things work very different over there. Yes, but he doesn't have all the power. He just has a ton of it. Exactly. He <laughs> has to share it. And if yeah. he doesn't do right by his shareholders, we'll just say, then yeah, he don't get to be in charge no That's more. A good way to think. But about also, that. he's been more or less in power for over 20 years that's right. you see the world differently and you operate your country differently when yeah. you are in charge for decades versus four to eight years it's you do a, think it's a it right. just it's a different frame of reference a how you of reality view the, it's completely yeah, different totally yeah. different man it's a very very different thing but yes you can tell i think by watching the interview if you watch the whole interview 
And also, he, I mean, he's a KGB guy, so he might right. just be it's in manipulation spy. mode. Yeah. But, like, you get the sense from him that, like, he's upset that over his time in power, like, he hasn't be, been able to become, like, a member of, like, the group. And, like, he wants to... He's a world leader. He wants to be in the club. Right. But you're Russia. You're not allowed to be in the club. Right. Because otherwise, what would NATO have to do to exist? NATO should already shouldn't exist because the Soviet Union fucking fell already. Right. But then we just had to make sure Russia was the bad guy. And so yeah. if he wanted to be a part of NATO, like in the interview, he asked, he talks about when uh, he tra- he went to Bill Clinton and was like, hey, boy. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, I could be a part of NATO too? And like, wouldn't that be cool if we were all friends and everything was? And they're like, yeah, that would, yeah, it would be interesting. I'll, I'll let you know. And then they're like, yeah, no, you can't, you can't do that, man. <laughs> it's like he's he's like the kid that just always wanted to part, be a part of like the friend group that just is ostracized because he's Russia. That's just it. Right. Sorry, man, it don't make sense to me. But you just can't be in the club, right? So like, it's um... it's easy to seem. That he's humanized. Yeah, but does he allow his people to train in groups of three or more, though? <laughs> Let's <up>. go. <laughs> uh, that random finance guy. Well, wait, do we think Russia's the bad guy? We talk international in part three. I don't yeah. know how we got to. Yeah, I don't uh, know either. For this, we, could, we can get we, to yeah, that We'll later. talk international in a few minutes. We're trying to run through these so we can get into part three. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have time to do uh, Biden's uh, report on the files. That's kind of a big one. Yeah. Um, let's see. See, let's talk about more Trump stuff the next time. Yeah, uh, we can skip the Supreme Court case because they haven't ruled on it yet. That's yeah, just that'll be. I hopefully sometime next week, if yeah. not the week so after. So we'll hit so. that on the next episode. Yep. Um, let's talk about Biden now, and then we'll close it out with that. Okay. Right. So we Biden's had, old. Yes, Biden's super duper old. We had a. Not it's a ruling, an announcement, I guess, by the special counsel's office yesterday. The man who was looking into the different uh, documents, cases, mm-hmm. into this is my favorite line in clear, all of the into the issues with the confidential was, documents. Jesus Christ, yes. I could not find the fucking word the, to say my life. The, the report from the documents. special investigation yes. about the uh, classified documents classified. that were recovered Thank from the by, from Joe Biden's many, many places where he kept them yes. has come out and the special prosecutor has, the long and short of it, special prosecutor has recommended that no charges be filed. Even though he, it appears as if Joe Biden willingly retained classified documents. Yes. But the big story is... Even after his campaign or his administration his, said many yeah. times, I don't know, we didn't know, and as soon as we found mm-hmm. out, we turned yep. over immediately. We had no fucking idea. You know, we yes. fucking all was on the up and up. And now it's been cited many times as why it was, and we'll talk about this thing more in just a minute, why it was mm-hmm. handled differently than the Donald Trump cases, because, oh, well, Donald Trump fought those things and, you know, all these mm-hmm. fucking whatevers. Yeah. So. These were just shit that he kept forever. Right. <laughs> and because this didn't really become an issue half the time when he was a senator. Right. It really only came up like the classified documents issue really only came up like part way. I can't remember the year, but it was like in the the late 90s where it was like people are running around looking at classified documents all the time. We really don't have any kind of statutes on the books to say, like, you can't be doing this. shit. You can't take it home. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so a lot of the legislation came on later. And then they discussed that in the report, too. It's a three hundred and eighty eight. 
if you look at the PDF, it's 388 pages. I didn't read it. I went through a lot of it last night. There's a lot of skimming involved, a lot of keyword searches, but I don't know Joseph. That's done. He's having problems with the chats. I'm not sure what's up with the chat, Joseph. What's up with the chat, Joseph? He's having to leave the chat and go back in to see new chats. I have no idea. Sounds like a problem with your chat, bud. Sounds like a YouTube problem. Yeah, there it is. Uh, The long and and short of it is the report came out, found, like I said before, he they don't recommend charges, and even though he did willingly share um, or highly classified material with multiple people, yes. Uh, which he, uh, in a press report... No, it isn't just his. I, oh, I no. don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. We have no control over the chat. No, it just does what it does. And the chat should have not be affected by our internet at all. No, no. And it's fine on our end. Everything I'm know. seeing looks good. I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, guys. Um... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I'm sorry. The interview. Oh, uh, Joe Biden also, he gave a press conference on Thursday after the report came out to try to defend himself. That did not go his way. It was bad. It was really, really bad. He got angry. He got super, super angry, dropped a number of, uh, I like the conversation about, is it a gaffe or is it something else? He doesn't have gaffes anymore. He doesn't accidentally say stuff. He says stuff because he can't remember things and he can't form coherent sentences anymore. That's not really a gaffe. He made a lot of... Tim had, Guest was calling it episodes. Yes, so was, he yeah. had a, he had a number of episodes, right? Uh, probably dimension episodes, maybe that uh, might do that. But um, this, I think, this I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this one little. Did I add extra words on that? Did I play that? No, in you got it it's right there. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna read it. Yeah, in read addition, that for me. In addition, Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited, both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017 and in his interview with our office in 2023, and his cooperation with our investigation, including by reporting the government that the Afghanistan documents were in his Delaware garage, will likely convince some jurors that he made an innocent mistake rather than acting willfully, that is, with the intent to break the law as the statute requires. Oh, hold on. So, and, and his cooperation with our investigation, including by reporting the government that the Afghanistan documents were in his Delaware garage, will likely... Okay. Yeah. Another viable defense is that Mr. Biden might not have retained the classified Afghanistan documents in his Virginia home at all. They could have been stored by mistake and without his knowledge at his Delaware home since the time he was vice president and where other classified documents were covered during our investigation. Yeah. Okay. So that right there. The big thing was... Uh, his memory was significantly limited, yeah. um, both during our recorded interviews uh, with the ghostwriter and in his interview with our office in 2023. So we're talking about a, what, five six years, year six year span that this has been going on. Yeah. We're um, talking about misspelling shit. Like you can't. He can't spell, spell Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Like, yeah. Um, but and I get, I, get, I get it. It's a fucking long word. But also, you've been in government for a long goddamn time. You know how much you're time bombing you... it all the time. What right. are you doing? You can't spell Afghanistan, right? But that's fine. Afghanistan. Where was the one in his interview? There's. It's going to be on every single fucking campaign slogan for a while. It's like Mr. Biden comes off as a uh, a personable and well-meaning elderly man right. with a bad memory. And that's, it's not, I mean, they, they make references to his memory 
constantly throughout the report. It was way worse. He did not report. remember when he was vice president. Forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. Yes. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real deference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. Indeed. And so this has gotten to, let me pull up some of my page numbers here. Um, but I mean, you're talking about this, this report, everything I've gone through is about as damning as can possibly be. Here's a picture of the... One of the pictures of the documents in his garage. Why is your garage said, so messy when you have so much? You're money? the fucking president, man. Yeah, you, you don't have don't housekeeping. Have, you don't have anything. Jesus What's going Christ. on here? On the other side of that is where his green Corvette was always parked. Oh, okay. But like these are some of the pictures of the documents that he was talking about being in a uh, locked file cabinet in his garage. It's it's just a, a it's an open cardboard box nice. in his fucking garage. Probably has fucking crack uh, residue see. on it. Page 130, there's some more pictures. We'll just zoom up for a minute. But, I mean, you're talking classified documents from his entire time as a senator all the way through vice president. And, you know, they don't say anything about his presidential. Okay, I'm just typing this in because it's too long to wait. 30, enter, boom. So there's some more pictures of his garage. There's the documents. Let's see, it's just boxes, open boxes of shit, which yeah. is with highly classified material in it. And that's and those are just the ones in his garage. I We're also talk talking all about that shit about Donald Trump. Oh, dude, all the shit. And it's so much worse. I mean, there's Let's the, not garage shame, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not garage. It's a money thing, stuff. bro. When you got that much money, you should have a clean. garage. That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, when you when you're doing regular shit, you don't have time to clean your garage. You don't yeah. have time to organize things. You just got to put stuff where it goes, where where it goes, bro. Yeah. But I mean, like, do you remember the the Penn Institute um, at the University of Pennsylvania? I think it was where uh, he had an office that he retained for yeah. a long time. There was yeah. just boxes thrown in there of all sorts of classified shit. He shared he knowingly shared. A load. better than mine, if we're honest. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the president. Not, exactly. You're not the president, bro. You didn't get an $8 million book advance to have this ghostwriter write your fucking memoir for you. And it, this ghostwriter, the reason it's important, because he shared a gang of classified documentation with him for him to write his fucking memoir. He so, because he got, a, he got an $8 million advance to write his book. So what do you do? Turn around. I hire a ghostwriter. They have a bunch of interviews. You give them a bunch of documents, a bunch of notes that you took, all of which are extremely classified. And then, here, write my book for me. Probably Go. just in your house, too. Yes. And I can't set up a skiff, but you have to write it at my house. Dude, <laughs> it's, so, it's so fucking insane. Like, and I think it's probably just the, due to the decades upon decades he's actually been involved and been exposed and had to deal with highly classified material that he just, he just collects it after a while. And it's just thrown in torn-up cardboard boxes all over every place that he 
has possibly been. It's in his fucking, it's in his basement office at his Delaware house. It's in his garage in his other fucking house. It's It's, in his office at the University of Penn. It's in, I mean, it's it's scattered throughout the fucking country. It's a disgusting level of complacency and comfortability. There's been a lot of comparisons to the Hillary Clinton thing, right? Oh, yeah. I've thought that's, I've actually thought they're pretty interesting because the Democrats are looking at it as like, uh, um, you know, Joe Biden's getting fucked just like Hillary Clinton did because they're airing out his dirty laundry before the presidential election, but they're not charging him. And the Republicans are like, no, wait, actually, there's two Democratic presidential candidates that are now getting off when they should be fucking criminally charged. Yes. But they're just they're just having their air, their dirty laundry aired out mm-hmm. and nothing is happening to them. Anybody else in the military or in the government that got caught doing this stuff straight to fucking jail doesn't matter if you didn't willfully do that or <laughs> this not this guy's awesome this is literally his son made millions off the back of his dad the least he could do is chip in for a cleaner for his dad even if he isn't complicit it's just embarrassing dude, <laughs> i know and that, he was living garage. in that fucking house he was living in the fucking delaware clean house your dad's dude. garage come on Have put in a little work on the weekends i like this guy dude that's fucking nuts but yeah long and short of it is there is so much he should be charged prosecuted for in this but what the overall feel you get from the way they worded things is that there's no jury out there in the world that can would convict this doddering old man because he doesn't know better and that's we should be specific about what they said but then we'll extrapolate into what Mm -hmm. that really means because what they said uh really is that the justification truly is that the juries would pity him and not yes. find him guilty because they think because uh, they wouldn't find him guilty under the reasonable doubt that like well mm-hmm. he probably didn't know what he was doing he's so fucking old he's so whatever right yeah. which is not true but that would be that is the the current perception it gives out now impression of what the jurors would be yeah. right in reality what that means is that he's not fit to stand trial that's that's the reality that's yes. what the special counsel is saying without using those terms because to be not fit for trial is like a very it's a pretty high bar yes and so obviously it begs the question and the obvious point is if you're not fit to stand trial you're not fit to be president of the united states you're not fit to run the country the largest economy in the world the most powerful country in the world the largest military in the world if you can't even answer some fucking questions about what you did a few years ago or when your son died joe biden is all up in arms i couldn't i just didn't answer because i couldn't believe they would even ask me about my son because what's fucking business of theirs i don't know do you remember do you actually know it's okay if you don't Mm -hmm. remember the year because you're nine thousand years old exactly but but that is a reflection and will it is indicative of what your level of responsibility should be in this country if you can't remember the year that your son died it's okay yeah. if you can't because again you're 9000 i don't expect you to remember everything all the details everything all mm-hmm. the time because you are 9000 that means you shouldn't be president though is what that means yeah if there's somebody not immediately running to do the 25th amendment on his ass right now if kamala's not yes. going this is my time yeah. i don't know what the fuck you you're doing right now because <laughs> that's says, scary joseph says, you probably don't want to crack it as a house cleaner no he's going to pay someone to be the house cleaner uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true finance guy how crazy is it where the president isn't fit to stand trial but not 40 hours later can that president stand before the country and say i am fit and mentally healthy and no one said anything yeah dude. Yes. he said i he said i am elderly i am well-meaning but i do know what the hell i'm doing <laughs> that's right <laughs> 
if I, yeah, my memory is so bad. I, I let you speak. Yes. I, I actually believe I have a couple little uh, videos. While you're finding that, I just want my last point on this is I do think it's, it's another shiny example of exactly how stupid they think you are. All of us, right? How little they care about you. And it underlines kind of the seemingly well-known secret that the real governing happenings behind closed doors because it's been this way the entire time and if this yes. has been the reality his entire presidency then he isn't actually running the fucking country no. you know and we all know we that. all know but that. like i said that's why it kind of airs out the the well-known secret that yeah. he isn't the, none of this is him all this nonsense well i got all this stuff done and i did this and i organized this and i fucking whatever but you're napping three times a day <laughs> that's what's happening you're not doing fucking anything you're not doing shit bud no where's my Okay, so that one, there's one, and then I think it's the Simon. Yeah, my, my the 10 day guy. Okay. Right. So, couple, because this all happened on Thursday, right? This, this was during the, one of the press conferences uh, where he took questions and asked about uh, Ducey uh, from Fox News, asked him a bunch of stuff about his memory, right? It got him really upset. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's the, that's, that's <laughs> the look on Ducey's face, too. It's, it's like, what? My memory is not coming. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Take a look at what I've done. I never thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know? Can you name one of All them? All of the people working underneath you. Yes. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. All right. And then let's, uh, let's do this one, too. Uh, it was later on or earlier that day. I can't remember. But he, perfect example of why. It just shows more of who he is at this point. See if you can catch it. First, the special counsel released their findings today about their look into my handling of classified documents. I was pleased to see they reached the conclusion I believed and knew all along they would, that there are no charges should be brought in this case. As many of you know, this was an exhaustive investigation Going back literally more than 40 years, 40 years when I became a United States senator when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Yeah, and actually, this is not the video I thought it was. So we'll just, either way, he's, the thing he's getting out of it at this point, we'll just say, is that uh, he's been totally he's, he's yeah, exonerated. Totally exonerated. He's exonerated. Yeah. But there was, I think it's in, it's in another clip, I think, where he's talking about the Middle East and he actually said that he, yes. he called the president of Mexico, CC, right. and told him to open the gates when he's actually talking about the president of Egypt. Which I would and typically see as just a mistake if there wasn't such a enormous history of the exact same things, oh, you know, dear. that it's not like it's not a gaffe. This is like it's this is just this a is, series this of, is a problem. of fuck ups. Yeah. This is an episode, bud. Yes. But yeah. but yeah, so that's it's not good. But, you know, hey, you know, he's going to get off scot free, like as per the usual and. I do have a feeling now that uh, there's been a lot of impact on his poll numbers since this. And this is going to be a big one, I think. This is going to be a big issue, I think, for the Democrats to deal with in the DNC. Yeah. I think they're going to try to keep him in office until Super Tuesday, and then they'll just, the DNC Swip will swap. change out to 
Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama take it. If they're smart, they put RFK in there. But yeah, yeah. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But if they're smart, that's what they do. They've already, yeah. But yeah, that's that's where that's at. So he gets off scot-free. In the meantime, Donald Trump's probably going to go to jail for his. Did you see the video where the Scots were shouting Biden is a pedo? I did not. I did not. Put that in the chat. We're about to end this segment. We'll come back. We'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, I do have a freedom and liberty for us for this portion. Let's go. And then we can get the fuck out of here. But they aren't smart. smart. <laughs> um, so all the time, right? Especially this. People are talking about, oh, what does that have to do with freedom and liberty? What is this? What is that? What is that? They're always asking us. Indeed. They're asking us all the time. What are you talking right? about? What does this have to do with freedom and liberty? So the implications here are obvious, right? Bills like Raskin's aim to, we're talking about the paramilitary yep. training ban earlier, obviously. Bills like Raskin's, even though it's not Raskin's, it's whatever the fuck guys, that, that guy's name is. Raskin's involved. We're blaming him. Yeah, okay? he's a piece of shit. Uh, aim to remove any hope or chance the American people have to shed the yokes of subjugation and become free once again. On top of being boldly unconstitutional, they are anti-freedom. They're anti-American. Uh, it is written directly in the Second Amendment that militias are essential to maintaining a free society. They obviously know this, and they have such disdain for you and your freedom that they're willing to chip away at the founding of this country and the documents to make political points to ensure their own survival in the capital. Uh, I told you guys the last time that we were here that it is your duty as an American. We also talked about it earlier with Nate. It is your duty as an American. And he fucking agreed. That's right? right. As a fucking army ranger, it is your duty as, the as an American to be deadly, to be hard to kill, and to be a serious fucking problem for anybody who wants to try us. Um... And I think I would add to that today, foreign or domestic. Being well-armed and well-trained is in your heritage. It's in your blood. And the American ideals that got us here are beyond worth defending. The power being concentrated in the Oval Office is something that needs to be monitored. It may or may not matter whose ass is in the seat, but the ability they have to affect your life through executive orders and through various other means and powers ceded to that office is unquestioned. If the seat is filled by a feeble old man who is easily controlled, that is precisely what will happen. So the importance of the person elected grows exponentially with the power of the office. If we continue to elect presidents without spine, will, or vision, we are dooming ourselves to the authoritarian control that we live under because the people pulling the levers will not miss an opportunity to grow their power. So that is what these particular topics have to do uh, with freedom and liberty today. Love it. Love it, love it, so, love it. With that, we'll be back in just a few minutes for part three. It's ran a little bit long. Oliver Anthony was performing the crowd chanting the Biden's veto. That is there awesome. There it is. Um, so with that, you'll be back in a few minutes for part three. We have a couple other topics for you. Uh, immigration and... Um, and Middle, Middle East. East. For the Middle East. Yeah, we have a good grab bag for you. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Of course, you can watch us here, youtube.com slash salt of the streets. Make sure that you subscribe, join us, share, comment, like all the things. We have our own personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Barafi on both those things. Everything at salt of the streets.com, including the Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. We have the new SOS ID that dropped in the uncut version on Monday. Then it comes out. Um, you sound like Michael over there take it um and on the 15th for everybody else yep we'll be back in a few minutes for part three thank you guys very much and we're back thank you very much for joining us everybody this is part three of episode 164 of salt of the streets my name is donovan i'm colin we are thrilled to have you here this is part three, as I just said. We're going to be talking about some immigration stuff, and then we have some talk about some war in the Middle East. And if you have any questions about some international things, the random finance guy, part three will be the time. That's the time. This is when we discuss international things, and not before.
<laughs> I adjust your microphone <laughs> position and, and I didn't change the levels. You're blowing out my eardrums now. <laughs> this is when those questions are acceptable. That's right. Get them in while yes. you can. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> no, this is a very freeform show. We just had shit I was trying to get through in the last part. That's why. Um, we got a family upstairs. My family's upstairs. Um, and... No, I am known as Uncle Offie. That's so. right. We organize <laughs> bedtimes and things and uh, showtimes. They're leaving. The the time is expanded now. I don't feel as <laughs> compressed into like we need to be done by this time. We're okay. Okay. None of this is all. None of this matters. But I'm just giving you a peek behind the curtain. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right it now. doesn't matter. <laughs> Say what I want on this show. We're talking about the border here. We have our own personal social media. I'm at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Dollar Instagram. Calls it Big Bird both those things. Everything at Salt of the Streets.com. Patreon.com, Salt of the Streets. Everything is produced by Zeke. He's the executive producer. <laughs> Go subscribe, prescribe to the top tier. You'll be one too. <clears throat> We're doing a breaking down breaking point segment. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. Let's do a proper breaking down breaking point segment. And, of course, because we are doing a proper Breaking Down Breaking Point segment, Donovan needed to run out to get another beer real quick. Because if you are at all familiar with our Breaking Down Breaking Point segments, they do drive us to drink. Quite heavily, in fact. <laughs> what is happening over there? Jordan came in to get a water bottle. Oh, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get Penny to come <laughs> over here. And then I heard that was like, what the fuck is that? I thought the drop was longer. <laughs> I thought I had more time. <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> the music, I was like, oh, I got like seven seconds. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one threw me. Okay, so... If so, you're not familiar, yes. Breaking Down Breaking Points is a segment that we do to destroy breaking points. This is a the show. show breaking the show. Points. This is a program on YouTube that we used to watch all the time, and we still, we still do, but for much different reasons now. Yeah, now, um, now we hate watch it. it. It bothers me because it makes me angry. And then, but whatever makes me angry, and I'm like, Donovan, you're going to have to watch this. And he's just <laughs> laughing all goddamn day. And he's going, this stupid motherfucker. Yeah. And it. It bothers me that we're like opposites like this. It it frustrates me. It's hard for me to get through. I hate it. I hate every time she lies and makes stupid points. And you just piss your pants laughing next to me once you start listening to it. I'm going, I wish I could do that. Is everything okay? Is everything okay? Everything's cool? Oh, the chicken nuggets. Ooh, chicken nuggies. It's the nuggets. The nuggies. Man, I... No, we already did. We already did the the thing, so we're just going to go with it. I'll save that till <laughs> later. I'll, I'll put that yes. in the grab bag for later. So we have this is a forty eight minute segment. So we're <laughs> not going to watch this whole thing. I did last night for you guys. You did. Oh, you did watch it twice. I only watched it once. Yes, um, <laughs> but we have some good, some good, some some timestamps that we're going to go over here. Um, so we can start at seven minutes. Seven minutes on the dot, and that's seven minutes on the dot. About, yeah, and it's this is going to be just so everyone knows because we get a lot of hate in the comments uh, of these videos when we clip them up about like, oh, you guys just hate them because of success and you fucking whatever, you know. So we're no, gonna, I hate them because they're stupid. So we're going to start this by showing a clip of her making actually a pretty good point right oh okay but hang on to this because it's going to be the last intelligent thing that she says for the whole fucking video <laughs> so well that's we'll start here action 
Audio's good. Okay. Oh, unless I, I should probably unmute go. it. There we go. It's only two seconds. You're fine. I got to give her her due, due, her due diligence here. This is important. There is a lot of Democratic glee uh -huh. about, oh, Biden, he's so clever. Uh -huh. Like, look at how he called their bluff. And now he's flipped the script on immigration. And now Republicans are, you know, look bad on this. And it's they're exposed as not really wanting to be serious uh -huh. about this problem. I don't buy that analysis at all. I totally agree. I do not buy that analysis at all. Number one, the border, whatever's happening there is still happening on your watch. Uh -huh. And, you know, whatever I think of it, there are many Americans who find the chaos. And I think that's fair that who want to see an orderly border process. And that does not exist right now. That is still going to be the case. It is still going to be under a Biden administration. And so that's a problem. Number two, you know, in the last election, Biden versus Trump, we had that prior to that election, we had the whole child separation policy, which Americans were genuinely horrified by. I mean, it was terrible. These kids who were orphaned by the United States government, you know, the audio that was leaked of the Border Patrol agents mocking them and um, all of that was horrifying. Also, <laughs> bitch, please, you do need to understand that when a lot of these minors come across the border, particularly back during the, the Trump era, they were accompanied by adults that were not necessarily their parents, and there was no way for you to confirm nor deny whether they were their parents or not. And we knew for, we knew for a fact that due to all the various colored bracelets that were involved and the all these coyotes. little gems, and they were being smuggled into an unknown, to an unknown end. They yes. were being smuggled across the country probably to be sold into slavery or sex slavery at some point. But hey, yes. No, the re we've discussed this at length during the Trump administration when when AOC was down at the fences doing the kids <gasps> crying on cages and all that shit. But what the point she is making right there it's like is Sarah Connor completely... gets killed by the fucking nuclear weapon. Yeah. <gasps> no. The level of tragedy that was involved there. Termina Terminator reference. Good good job. All fabricated but, is what I mean. But the the emotional point she's trying to make there is is unconsequential. It's non-existent because you have no idea what those kids are. At. You didn't know the legal status of those kids. You didn't know their parental status. You had no concept of why those kids were being separated from the adults that claimed to be their parents when they came across the border. Yeah, that was, and we've discussed it at length. You have to go back to the old Trump era web, uh, episodes that we did to do that. Mm -hmm. But she's making an emotional point there that she knows is bullshit. But she's going to try to make it anyways. Yeah, no, it's, so, it's the larger point that yeah. that's actually a good point. Okay. So you let her let her keep going. And Biden, in part to win a Democratic primary, he really positioned himself as being much more compassionate of having this uh, inclusive message about immigration, saying he would be a clean break from Donald Trump. And that ended up being a winning message. I mean, I'm not going to say that was like the number one reason why right. he got elected, but that was or part that of was the true. appeal yeah. is it would it's be a break from well. the but it's a winning message and the chaos of a Donald Trump administration. What Biden and the Democrats have effectively done here is just embraced all of the Republican arguments on immigration, just completely caved and effectively said, like, you're right about immigration and your model is the right model. And guess what? 
If you want a border hawk, you are not going to defeat Donald Trump totally, yes. on those grounds. Yes. So you could pause like, there. And so this, the, my only point, yes. we're going to give her a half a point here because it's like I said, the last intelligent thing that she says for the whole video. It's, that it's yeah. She's okay. not wrong about how the Democrats got here. Because no. we talked about this the last time. They don't actually give a fuck, right? No. They made up this whole story of being totally anti-Trump in the 2016 election or the 2020 election so they could win. But they don't mm -hmm. actually give a fuck. They don't actually no. want a solution. They don't actually want different. They don't actually want any type of change. So when when push comes to shove and something has to be done, all they do is embrace the Republican uh, policies because that's the only thing that even looks like it might be a solution. But they don't actually give a fuck. It's all politics. There's yes. no compassion. There's no care. There's no anything. No. And now they fuck themselves into this position into the only choice they have is to take those policies on and push that forward because mm -hmm. it's gotten so bad yes. that that's all there is to do. So that's all. That's the only good point that she that we're going to give her or that she's going to make for the whole rest okay. of the video. Good. Um, <laughs> yes. We'll start off with a good one. Yes. No, now we'll go to 1355. Sorry, there's there's no, grilled chicken, Alfredo sauce, and homemade pasta going on. What is happening Ooh. in the chat right now? 13 what? 1355. The Thir children and my wife are going to my in-laws' house for dinner, and the children are very selective. So chicken nuggets for dinner. Fucking chicken nuggets. Let's yes. go, dude. Good taste. And that really is the core of the issue. Now, the other piece of the issue is, of course, just a question of like, okay, but how many people do you want to come? How many mm. people is appropriate for, you know, how many people, I think there's a, a practical consideration of how many people can be absorbed in a nation at a time, given the amount of resources, et cetera. My number for that is much higher than your number for that. Pause um, right you know. there. So what she just said, right? Mm -hmm. There's a practical number for the amount of people that can be absorbed into the nation, given the amount of resources, what have you. My number well, is... She, had a, she said et cetera. Which, et cetera. Because, that, because that's what she said. That's her favorite word. My number is much bigger than your number. No, there is one number. You just said that. There's a practical number of people that can be led into the country, given the amount of resources. Yep. You can't have a higher number than that and make it a practical number, because mm -hmm. that's the practical number. There is, there is, in fact, she says something later about like a zero-sum game, you know, and she's talking about what it's to be gained and whatever. When you're talking about an equalizing of who can and can't be here, there is a zero-sum you need to meet at. Yeah. You have a finite amount of resources, a finite amount of money, and a finite amount of space and housing. Yes. That's the amount of people that can be here that is all if you have a higher number than that you are not being practical you're not being rational you're not being reasonable you're not being fucking anything other than ridiculous yes because that's more people than could even be practically reasonably considered to be allowed in here whether or not that's the number that should be allowed in mm -hmm. your number is ludicrous because it's past what is even practical well she doesn't even have a number but that's fine she doesn't but, but it's higher than this. what it is now because that's what's practical so but, I, Even though uh, we're at an emergency status by all fucking accounts. Yeah. And I will say this, just to give her a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. She says that there is a practical number that one could arrive on. And, I, and then you could disagree about what that number is based off your interpretation of the categories that you're looking at to go, statistics. okay, this is what this practical number would be. Yeah. And she would go, you know, well, because we can always build more housing. We could do this. We could do that. Who knows? There's a lot of things that could go into that, whatever that practical number is. Hence, you could disagree on, on it. But the basis of the argument being there are a finite number of resources that need to be tapped to allow X amount of. We'll even just say this legal immigrants to come into the country at one time. Yeah. But that's not what she's talking about. No, she's talking about these 
illegal uh, or, uh, criminal aliens that are seeking asylum. Yeah. That's what she's actually talking and about. But real, realistically, yes, the number of legal migrants could be determined based off of number of factors, which we can argue about, where we would arrive at a particular number. And yes, somebody that is a much more open borders person is going to come at a higher number than somebody that is more conservative when it comes to legalized immigration, for sure. And we'll see later that she does play this game a lot, switching back and forth between illegal immigrants and legal migrants, people that, like, should be allowed to migrate here. Mm -hmm. Switches back and forth in her conversation. It doesn't say anything about it. So she'll use different statistics, different standards. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about one of the – let me ask you this that I had to cook up for this week had to do with – the patriotism of immigrants, right? Because she talks about how, like, immigrants here are more patriotic and all this type of stuff and how they're more law-abiding and they're more this. Yes. You're talking about two different groups of people. You're talking about people who immigrate here legally and people who cross the border and then expect asylum or some form of existence here. These are two completely different groups of people, totally right? Totally different. If you immigrate here, if you come here with papers, with, with legality, and you build a fucking life and you then have children, you, you build an existence in which you're able to sustain and grow yourself, yes. you're are following the rules you you are in fact going to be more patriotic because you have come here and obtained the found the greater opportunity that you are seeking and you have you have well you've 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 worked you've grown upon that right you've built upon that if you come here on a based off of illegality from the start you are breaking the law you are not following the laws if you are coming here you, you start as a criminal that's how that goes you start as a criminal and speaking as somebody that has direct who has dealt directly with legal yes. immigration. I will tell you right now, the sense of patriotism that comes with legal migrants is exponentially higher than anybody that's going to cross the border illegally yes. because of the... Why? Tell us why. Because it's so fucking difficult to do it legally. Depending on where you're at in the country or in the world, you will spend years, if not over a decade, just trying, just being on the list to get in. And... The entire time you're doing that, you're trying to, you're looking at the, uh, the, the, the study guide for the the citizenship test. You're trying to, you're envisioning America as this beautiful city on a hill with all these values yes. and this yes. and that and the other thing. So by the time you actually get here, you're right off the bat. You're a fucking patriot right off the bat because you know what it is that you're trying to get to and you've been doing it for years. You've put in the time. You've put in the effort and you've paid the fucking money. You've done the interviews. You've done all the background checks and all the bullshit. Right. You want to be a part of this system. Right. Somebody that goes, I need to make more money. I'm going to go cross the border. <coughs> I'm going to go pay a few thousand dollars to this fucking coyote to smuggle me across that. And then I could just be in the system and then I'll, then right. I can gain the American dream, AKA just make money. If you exist here undocumented, you might break less like daily laws. Like you might break less traffic laws and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know? Uh, but you're, your generalized existence is in breaking laws. The, all the shit mm-hmm. that you do, making money, anything that you do is going to be with the air of illegality because yes. the accessing of entitlement programs that you mm-hmm. should, by law, by reasonable law, have no access to, yeah. right? Because of this extension through different states and stuff to is, is insanity. Yep. Um, so Can access, you, this is you're, – you're basing your life off of an illegal status, which is – this is not everything <laughs> you do inherently then it's, is a crime cuts directly so, against what she's saying let's just say in a non-sanctuary city uh if you show up to this country as a migrant and you need to get a driver's license 
you need to show proof of citizenship. You need to right. show a green card or a work permit or something to get a driver's license. Some type of proof and of address. And then if you yeah. do not, if you are if you are of illegal status and not in a sanctuary city where they'll just give you one because you show up and you say, my name is Greg, then... My name's Jeff. <laughs> my, my name's Jeff. I'm Jeff. Um, then inherently by driving around, by doing whatever it is, you are inherently breaking the fucking law. Yeah. All the time. Your existence at that point, because our... It would be no easy. human being is illegal, Colin. Dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. If it's if the we, signs that got us here, bitch. And you know, the the really funny thing is, if this was like the truest freest America that it probably should be, where every aspect of our life did not require government permission, you would be fine. But we don't live in that world. We live in a world where you have to register the vehicle you drive with the state. You have to provide documentation to show that you're yes. a citizen or a legal resident to get a driver's license. You have to show that you're a resident or a citizen to get. Uh, to, to, to apply for a job. I you mean, don't like, get less rules because you're not supposed to be here. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. But they do. Yeah. Because they operate outside the system. But unfortunately, if you're operating outside the system, that means you're breaking the law. Unless you ask Crystal. That means you are a criminal. Yes. You are. <laughs> you are a person who is illegal. <laughs> we can go to 1520. Do I have to? <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. I do enjoy this a lot. 1520? Yeah. Action. I ran on back in 2020. So I think electorally, it's foolish. I think the other thing that happened, Sagar, is because you did have these, uh, like, I think the, the project of busing migrants into cities. Oh, it was genius. I think that, genius. that was very effective <laughs> yeah. because it's it effective. is true that, you know, especially like a city like New York. Now, I think it's preposterous, Chicago. the idea that a gigantic city like New York, a city that in a very short period of time in the last century gained 30% of its population and is a city of immigrants, can't... And also has lost a giant portion of their population yes. from COVID. Go just a little bit further. ...handle absorbing 100,000-plus immigrants. I think that's preposterous. But if people are coming with zero resources all at once and no work permits even to be able to provide for themselves... Well, yeah, that's a that is a drain on resources. Okay. And they have pause. Okay, so the first thing that she said that's worth noting, right? It's ridiculous that a city oh. as large as New York can't handle a hundred thousand people that come in a, few, in a few short months and just deal with them completely, right? First of all. First of all, when Sagar says this immediately afterwards, when you have right to shelter, whatever it's called, when it's literally illegal for the, for the city to allow you to sleep on the streets, it is a problem. Because yes. that's how you end up fucking groups of people sleeping in a gymnasium the same way they're trying to avoid homeless sleeping here. The thing we don't want, congregate shelters where it's just bodies in a building, that's what you end up with illegal immigrants. Yep. That's a problem, right? When you don't have... When cities are struggling to maintain a balanced budget and you add a hundred thousand people there that they are legally obligated to care for, it unbalances their budget. That fucks with the way that they have to do things next year. They have to borrow money. They have to get the money from somewhere theoretically, right? It's, mm -hmm. all, it's all fucking pipes. We all know that. But we have to stick with the logic if we're going to go this way, yes. right? The it's money has to come from somewhere. Yes. It comes from somewhere. It comes from us. But precisely. Yeah. Okay. So this nonsense that it's all, you know, well, yeah, if you come there with, they come here with no money and no work permits, of course they're a drain on society. You Lord. have no right to be here. 
You don't belong here. Yes. No one told you to come here. You chose to come here, and you did it illegally. We have active laws in place that say you can't be here. Yes. You have no right to be here. You yes. have no right to a work permit so that you can kind of pay taxes and send some shit home. It doesn't work that way. That's not how, how the fucking rules work here. Yep. You are immediately a drain on society if you are coming here and you're immediately accessing entitlement programs. Yes. You, you are. If you're coming here and we're giving you a cell phone and money and a place to stay, you are, in fact, a drain on the society immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't minute, care how shitty this sounds, how whatever. If your subsistence, if your life is sustained off of the taxpayers, you are immediately a drain on the economy. Immediately. And you're doing it illegally. There is no if, ands, or buts about this is the reality of the situation. She's spinning a fucking line of bullshit to try and ingratiate herself or to try and like make her her views more appeal. I don't even understand what the deal is. It's just mm -hmm. deception. It's just lies about what the truth is. And it doesn't make any sense. Um, Joseph said, I don't know anyone who gets their news from breaking points. Why did Tim Pool have breaking points on his list of must-listen-to sources of information? Because we same need with to fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah, and I would say that's probably reflective of the beginning, because in the beginning, we said the same thing. In the oh, beginning, yeah. when they first struck on themselves and when they were on the hill, when they were rising, they were fire. Super fucking mm -hmm. fire. Lit. It's gone seriously downhill. The only way to make sense of the world is to hear the lies along with the truth. Make up your own mind or your mind will be made up for you. Keep it open, my friends. Yes. They all said they're here because of and vote for F. Yes, precisely. Yep. Pre precisely. Oh, Joe Biden. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, knowing you're right, Joseph, that's part of what we're trying to do here is the shit that you don't want to listen to, stuff like this. We'll take it in for you. Yeah. You know, every once in a while, we got to expose you to it because Dude, you're my, right. But. My brain hurts every fucking week because I have to listen to a bunch of psycho nonsense. Yeah. Every fucking day. And I go, you know, sometimes you have to go, you know what? Let's just have a good day today. And let's focus on some comedy podcasts or let's listen to an audio book. I'll, I'll hit it up double tomorrow and I'll just hit two Breaking Points episodes back to back to back. I'll, hit, <laughs> I'll inhale all the NPR nonsense and the fucking, uh, what is it? The ABC, NBC up first? Yep. Oh, it's so bad, dude. Up first is... That's NPR. Yeah, I start here. Start here. Uh, oh. I Brad Milky. All of it. It's so it. fucking bad. But that's what we're here for. We'll do it for you. Yes. Yeah, so now we can go to twenty four ten. Twenty four ten. Close enough. Action. Oh, they gotta leave. I mean, that's kind of the. But here, here's the thing, yeah. just on a substantive yeah. level, that I genuinely this don't understand, and I want to hear your mm. uh, your analysis of. Republicans, we've covered this on the show a bunch of times. Talk about why doesn't she ever look at him? She she doesn't like him. <laughs> she doesn't like him. This would be the equivalent. <laughs> all right, so like people can see me. Like if the camera is here, I'm looking at the camera. Yeah, but my co-host is here, and I'm gonna go ahead and just turn this way, <laughs> right? <laughs> And not look at you, close my eyes, shuffle my papers, and then make my point to the fucking wall. Because that's not even my camera. Right. My camera's right fucking there. <laughs> yeah. I can look into it, but I don't do so that. So that I can face you. <laughs> yes. I can't even face the goddamn camera, much less the person I'm actively debating. Right. Sagar's like looking straight at her. He's If you look, at you can see him. It's fearless, bro. Yeah, he's fearless. looking straight at her. You're he's only looking, looking at the side of his yeah. head. Yeah, what was this, 24? 
we'll just go here again. Because you know, is you know the status. He's quo. looking well, right you at somebody it. a work permit and you don't deport them. That basically is amnesty because when the hell are they going to leave? I mean, that's kind of the boom. But boom. Based, the thing, yeah. Just on a subjective level, that I genuinely don't understand. One, and I want to hear your uh, your analysis. All of. right, here. Republicans, we've covered this on the show a bunch of times. Talk about you know all these people who are leaving New York, going to Texas, going oh, to Florida, and that's seen as like that internal migration is seen as like. I think justifiably so, terrible mm -hmm. for New York and terrible for California and fantastic for Texas uh -huh. and fantastic for Florida. But suddenly when it's people who are coming from outside the country, even though they're also just human beings, and by the way, immigrants, like some of the clearly like hardest working and oftentimes most patriotic people you could possibly Do you meet. see, did you hear it? Did you hear the way that, she's got a few more seconds, but that's what I'm talking about, is she flips immediately. You're not talking about fucking people who are coming here to earn a living and to like, who are coming here legally through the process, through all the shit. You're talking about people who are claiming amnesty yeah. and are maybe going to live here for a few years, maybe, if they ever get deported and then it just exists here forever. Yeah. What, what do you, you're not talking about the same groups of people. She's no. intentionally conflating the things so that she can try and make her point, even though all she just, knows that she's all lying. They're all humans. They're, they're all, all just human, human beings. beings. Come on now. Suddenly, when they're coming from out of the country, when they come to New York, it's like, oh my God, this is terrible for New York. So how is it that people leaving is bad, but also people coming is bad? It's a philosophical Quit difference. Oh my you, God. I'll ask you what you asked me. What's the difference, right? What's the difference between people moving from California to Texas and somebody coming here from fucking... El Salvador, Guatemala, El Salvador, Venezuela, and choosing to come across the border illegally, claim asylum, and then live here until maybe their asylum claim is, is adjudicated. Adjudicated. What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, for one, they're all just people. <laughs> for one, uh, uh, the first group are American citizens who have the freedom to move about the country in any manner they Wait, they what? so choose. That's kind of that's that's a major one. They all they all are uh, quote unquote documented if you will. <laughs> we were all born with a fucking government number attached to our name that follows us through our entire lives where we get get jobs and no matter what job we're working we have to pay a portion of it to the fucking fed and the state or the city depending on where you're fucking living and what you're doing that's that's the key difference right there and the fact that yeah if you are a citizen and you fall in hard times you might have to tap social services which you have paid into right <laughs> Your entire working life, I might add, um, versus if you just show up here and have no resources and no assistance, you can go immediately on government assistance. You're now an immediate burden on the taxpayer. That's the major issue. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, I was born and raised here. I went to school saying I don't want to like just. It sounds bad to say this, but like I went to school, like saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and I was like I joined the military and do all. We've paid know, our dues to like, the state. Like we've paid our dues to the state, and I am patriotic because I have been born and raised in this country, and I know, I know what this country is and what it's supposed to be and what it means and where the values lie. Versus somebody that just showed up here yesterday and it's like I'm looking for work. Right. That's that's way different. That there's a massive difference, but the the internal migration has nothing to do with this question of illegal migration. People coming in, people going out. Yeah, that, I thought we were all human beings, bro. You're just saying we're all numbers right. is what you're saying at this point. No, what the problem is is that New York City and New York State has become such a fucking shithole because of the bullshit policies, all of which you approve of, that it became untenable for us to fucking live there during the COVID tyranny and everything else that we decided... 
a good group of people decided to internally migrate down to more freer states where they they're not they don't have to deal with as much tyranny as they were living in before. That's the major difference. It's not numbers going in, numbers going out. It's good, it's bad. Right. No, 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 no. Texas and Florida are better off now because they have a bigger tax base because their population has increased. It's going to get worse because all those people that left there are still probably going to vote for some bullshit. And goodbye, Florida. I, I'm, I love that Florida became this nice Republican fucking safe haven over the last, like, four or five years. But that's about to go away because all the psycho fucking path liberals that just moved down from New York City. That's all going to change in a few years when, when the, the COVID tyranny shit all fucking levels out. You're still going to get all those people that have those, like, base progressive values that's still going to implement themselves in the politics and it's going to it's going to go back to being a purple state just like it always has been like but the comparison she's making to people in people out is nonsense because you're not talking about american citizens moving into different states right you're not there's not a there's not a vast group of californians that decided to relocate to new york city that's not what happened not to mention that if you if you're moving from one state to another, you almost certainly have either a good amount of money or a job that you're going to when you get there. Yeah. So you're not almost definitely not going to go and be an immediate drain on whatever economy you're moving to. Yes. If you are coming here, like she said, with no money and with no job, no ability to work, you, like yep. you said, are immediately in a drain on that on that economy. Yeah. That's what the difference is, yeah. is that and you don't you... need to be supported by that city, by that exactly. state, whereas if you come here from somewhere else, then you do, and you are. Mm-hmm. And the, the That's really, why it's good and not good. The really ironic thing is, too, if even if you were somebody that had, like, buku credentials from your previous country, if you and then chose to illegally come here and go to New York City, we're like, well, I'm, I used to be a, uh, an engineer in, in El Salvador or Venezuela or whatever, and I'm super smart, and I got all this, got all that. Well, guess what happens when you move to a super progressive city like New York City? You don't have all the require, re- required American credentials that can transfer over, and so you are effectively somebody that moves here with zero skills. Even if you have the skills... You don't have the credentials to show that you do because we've become such a credentialized society, especially in these progressive strongholds. So it's a lose-lose every fucking which way you cut it. It doesn't really matter. That's there's The point she's making has zero basis in reality, as yeah. per the usual. But that's... And, you know, she's so smug. Look, Just look at her face in this one. This is... It's a tough screenshot, I I know, but also it it really speaks to what she's talking about. Oh, God. Who's bringing up Nick Fuentes? Of course Joseph's bringing up Nick Fuentes. What's he saying? He says, I make up my own mind. Uh, I don't 100% agree with anyone. Crowder is the closest to my personal view, but... <coughs> Sorry. But it's not identical to his views. If that makes sense, I haven't had a philo- philosophical difference in opinion with Nick from Nick. Nick Fuentes is probably going to be a better representation of my opinions very shortly. I haven't listened to him enough to know for sure yet. I'm I don't like Nick Fuentes, I don't but that's know much fine. About him. I just I'm not a fan. Do we have more from Crystal, or are we oh, moving to the yeah, next we're one? We're going to twenty-seven, twenty-three. 
Man, that was nice. You got like a three-minute break there for a second. <laughs> They're all pretty close together. There's a couple where well, I'm like, should I just make this lot. one big fucking, you know? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Cut it up. Uh, I mean, if let's let's be realistic. We've did we did like a 26-minute full breakdown, I think, last time, and it took us an, over an hour and a half. Yeah. So this would have been half the show today if we just did this whole thing. Yeah, so they don't deserve anything. On, the, yeah. Think about. They don't deserve honestly, anything. Okay, put aside like yeah. you know who deserves what, et cetera, et cetera. Just think about the best interests of the country. Like it's very clear that some level of immigration, mm -hmm. and you can see it again when we're talking about internal migration, is very good for local economies. Stop. Stop. Okay. What? You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. When looking at any, any influence of illegal migration or external migration, compare that to internal migration. There's zero. The there, there is zero similarity between the two whatsoever. An, an American citizen, or even an American green card green card holder, moving from state to state, has nothing in common with somebody coming from Venezuela to New York. There's zero diff. There's nothing at all you can compare that to, except for it's a person going from point A to point B. There is zero substance you can gain from that when it comes to effect on U.S. policy, U.S. economics, anything like that. Somebody that is moving, a, a legal resident and citizen of the United States moving from Washington State to California, from California to Texas, you cannot compare the impact on the overall nation to somebody coming from a separate nation into this nation, regardless of which state they land in. So this, it's already, I'm already done listening because she's a fucking idiot. She's making a, <laughs> she's trying to make a comparison here that has nothing to do with anything. Am I off base there? No. No. And you know what? W what we have seen as a nation of immigrants is that in these subsequent waves of immigration, some of the hardest working people, most family oriented people, et cetera, Absolutely. and more law-abiding, yeah. law by the way, it are immigrants. Depends on the type, but yes. Mm -hmm. Nope, not yes. true. They're if so law-abiding that their simple presence here breaks the yes. law. Yeah, yeah, they're super law-abiding. You look overall, immigrant populations more law-abiding than native-born citizens, not to mention, yes, when they first come and they're learning the language and they're new, et cetera, and they're bringing their cultures, we all know what the next generation looks like. They just look like Americans. Their kids are going to speak English. They're going to be 100% American. Well, because they were born here. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what kind of point she's trying to make here because it's nonsense to me. The people that come here, she... Okay, so her, her base assumption that all migration is the same is not correct. It's all the same, Colin. We're all, they're all just human beings. the same. And it drives me insane that, like, immigration itself is a good thing. Word. I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm on the Eric Weinstein train. I'm a xenophilic no what how would you say i like legal immigration big fan of that a lot of perks to be had from that right i want more legal immigration i'm into that we need the numbers cool there's a lot of really smart motherfuckers out there that believe in freedom that are in oppressed nations that want to come to america and be live freer lives that are coming and gonna do better for america by coming here 
super down with that. There's a lot of people out there that are just, they believe in our American values. Nick, the that, Virginia State delegate. Not, um, that's not Nick Fuentes, the Friedis, Nazi guy. Friedis. Nick Friedis. Sorry, sorry, <clears throat> Joseph. I, uh, His, I yeah. was really off base there. My bad. I, well, totally I wasn't just, looking at the chat, dyslexic. so I didn't. I was, yeah, and I, was I wasn't dyslexic. looking at the chat. I was just listening to what you were saying. Damn. I am. That's hilarious. Listen, it's okay. I don't know anything about Nick Friedis. About i got to look into that. So <laughs> We talked about him a little bit last time. Did we? Yes. You do disagree with us all, uh, me. You agree with Colin all the time, which is not a bad thing. It's because me and Joseph are you homies. fucking keep <laughs> me going sometimes, Joseph. Uh, no, let him go for a minute because soccer gets pretty basic okay, here, good. too. Well, it depends. Look, George Borjas, who works over at Harvard University, has done a 2017 fantastic study which shows that mass illegal immigration largely depresses wages for lower-class Americans. So that's number one. I would say the empirical data is pretty set on this in terms of the laws of supply and demand. But number two, again, is a deep philosophical difference. I think that the net migration level that we should have over the next 30 years should be zero. And this is my case again, this against, and, and look, people will be like, how can a guy, son of Indian immigrants, by the way, my mom vehemently disagrees with me if anybody wants to know. And she also votes, so she can vote the way that she wants, if people want to know. I'll tell you, which is that in the 1919s and the teens, we had a hyphenated American crisis, very similar to the one that we have here. Mass internal strife, complete differences of opinion, People speak in German, people speak in Italian. They had dual loyalty to their old countries as we saw during the, world, uh, the First World War. It was a huge problem. We had a massive foreign-born population equivalent only to today. Internal strife was solved one way. We dramatically lowered the level of immigration. We let people assimilate into the country. And for the next 40 to 50 years, we had very, very little immigration. Now, that is my case for <coughs> us becoming a cohesive nation, which can have a true national identity and one where the foreign-born population, where it is currently at an all-time high, should not continue to be higher with the orderly process. I will also say many Indians will be pissed off at what I'm saying because I'm also claiming that legal immigration should go to net zero. And I strongly believe it because I do believe that our current sovereignty and internal politics is so divisive largely because we do not relate to one another whatsoever. And, and that really has nothing to do. Okay. I think that's a fucking great point. That's a great point, right? And that super solid reasoning too for like a very solid justification for like damn that's a good that's, that's a good, good point, point dog it's a good because, case for fucking net zero immigration well because what he's talking about is called it's generational yeah he's talking about people coming in first generation right off the boat you we hang out you're still doing your thing before. and then all of a sudden by the time your parents who immigrated to this country get old they die off you've lived here your entire life or most or the vast majority of it so you are now an american at this point that has a lot of good you retain all your cultural value and all this stuff but you you are essentially assimilated in as an american right and then you carry on and live your american lifestyle and you start wearing a suit and tie and talking about american politics on the fucking internet this yes that absolutely happens the generation of the that's first generation, right? People that initially migrate here. It's yeah. first generation. They never fully assimilate. Ever. No, a lot of Damn them never. Near like, ever. Right. They speak two English or two, two yeah. Englishes, two, two languages two most languages. of the time they're here. Like, yeah. that's very, some of them don't ever fully speak English. Exactly. That's, like Carolina's mom. She yes. speaks English. But oh, yeah. I, it kind of sort me, of. But it took me meeting her multiple times before she would even talk to me and not yep. just use Carolina to translate, yeah. you know? And their whole family is, it's the same kind of way. Everybody that, grew up here 
minus she's the most American because yeah. she came here the youngest. But like even her brothers she's and all that stuff is here. it's you can tell that there's a lot of South America still in there, like a, a lot of the way they view the world, versus somebody that you know their kids from now if they have kids um, in the future will just be fully indoctrinated into the American society that they grew up in. They'll retain a lot of their cultural background and then carry that forward in an American framework and go forward and do good things. And that's that's the way it works. But you never fully lose your... How, how would I say this? You never fully lose your birthright. You know what I mean? Like, yes. if, if I was born in Ukraine and... Michael Malice, Michael Malice, born in fucking Ukraine in the Soviet Union. He's never fully going to be able to shake all of that off, but he came over here at like fucking six years old. So he's right. 90, 99% got American values and he's base as shit. But it's still like if he was to have kids, those kids would be fully indoctrinated into whatever the American society is at the time and be able to be here cohesively. We saw it during uh, the Civil War. Massive, uh, massive, massive racial issues. Italians, Irish, German. And he talks a little bit about all that, that I think, stuff. Yeah. He did. He mentioned all that kind of stuff. But th it takes a while. So it takes a generation. So like they came in a lot, and then like during the the nineteen teens, as he was saying, it was the same type of deal. Massive migration, and then a total stop. Yeah. As the previous generation kind of d took their time, died out, and then then you didn't have a problem anymore. And, and I think we already have enough social disconnect at this point just amongst right. americans already all your all this is going to be doing it i mean it's a much broader point at that point but like the the implication of what's happening with 10 million new potential citizens thrown into the work of our society is going to drastically it's going to it's going to put a lot of strain on an already strained and divided society right and I think if you're not doing any type of like historical research or even reading, right, then any of this stuff is going to seem completely foreign. Like you're not going to even have any concept for this being a reality in America. That yeah. at one point in time, this was in fact. Yeah. Our, we haven't just been doing this our yes, whole life. This but, is not the whole thing. But it's been this way for quite some time, you know, enough for. I don't want to say an Overton window shift because we're still talking about different things, but the way that we conceptualize immigration is in a very narrow scape. And so mm -hmm. it's people don't, I think you're, you're correct about the assimilation thing because then you, you hear from crystal ball that this isn't America, you know, it's a nation of immigrants and slaves. That's what, that's how people are describing it now. So it's just a nation of immigrants. There's a nation of immigrants. Also, most, of the, most very, yeah. of the people who live here are from here. Most of the people who live here are from here. Yes. Yes. Our ancestors did come from somewhere else because this but they country, don't live here anymore. This country They're is dead. only 400 years old. Yes. It doesn't. It's not. Not even. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. only for that. I'm rounding up. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but it's only like it's only 400 years old. It's yeah. not that old. I'm talking about from the time that people like Got established yeah. to which. So, yeah, which is when it's naturally. That's not that many generations of people. No, of dude. course, we are technically right. In, that's four in, or five people ago. In theory, we are a nation of immigrants. That's, yeah, I was born here. My grandmother mm -hmm. came here from a different country. Both of them did. Mm -hmm. They're Americans. Word. They both one of them is alive the other one is dead they are both american citizens that's that's how that works they came yep. here from somewhere else they are americans now the 
the perception even of like what that means is very odd and it's totally skewed from people because they That's, don't yeah. they don't identify with being here they're thinking about the homeland they're thinking about other shit they're they're not focused on american american values if you say america first you're racist that's how they're perceiving that yeah no, we're talking about your home. We're talking about you, where you live. We want your place yes. to be best, the best, better, because you're from here, because that's what we want. Yes. We're all from here. This is our home. This isn't about white people. It's not about immigrants or fucking – and it's about people who belong to America. Yes. That's what that means. And it's it's a very, very, very good point is that the the language gets so skewed when they're talking about this because, yes, America is a – a nation of immigrants, right? It's, but yeah, the immigrants were generational. Yes. Like, immigrants showed up, they had kids, those kids had kids, those kids had kids, so on and so forth. It's, it's generations of immigrants that have gone back. Yes. The level of immigration has, it's, not everybody in America is an immigrant. Right. She said something. Most people in America are Americans that came from an immigrant that came here at some point. And then we became Americans, and then our kids are all Americans. Boom, boom, boom. It's like it's an exponential build. Yeah. But, yes, how it started, we all came on a boat. Somebody came on a boat from somewhere, and then it became on the plane, blah, blah, blah. But she said at the end of the day. earlier when she was talking about New York about that being a city of immigrants, you know. And that's the same deal. Like, I, yeah, there are, there are a lot of immigrants that live there. Yes. Oh, yeah. The vast majority of Can people. Can confirm. The vast majority of people who live there are American citizens. That's yes. The vast majority. Because you can't have a fucking city that large where most of the people don't belong here. Exactly. It doesn't work that way. That's not yes. how any of this works. Yes. Most of the people in New York are, in fact, American citizens or at least hold some form of documentation that allows them to be here legally. Yes. So this is you're not. This is not the same thing. A exactly. city of immigrants does not mean there's no fucking white people there. Does not mean there's no American citizens there. That isn't what that means. No, that means it. It's a group. It's a. It's a city it means filled on the of, coast. Is what it means. <laughs> well, and it's not just on the coast, but it's so where wherever there's a concentration of legalized immigrants, there's going to be more legal immigrants that yes. come because of chain migration. How that works. You get a family member that gets documentation, gets approved, moves up. They sponsor other people, their family, to be able to come up and move up and then move in. And then you have – this is why New York City is – there's blocks of na nationalities. Right. Which has Burrows. A, has a lot of fucking perks of it, man. A lot of perks, man. Go to Queens. You can be in – you can be have the best, like, actual Chinese food in the world. And it's not like – there ain't no fucking – General So's chicken. If you walk into that place, there, there's Ethiopians. There's you know, I mean, it's every nationality, every culture you could think of. There are neighborhoods that that exists, and you go there because of the way our migration system works. Chain migration. Somebody moves up. Their family members eventually move up. Their family members eventually move up. Bing, bang, boom. But then they slowly all become U.S. citizens, and then they have kids, and they. They intermarry and they, they, you know, they, they do society. That's what happens, right? And then eventually they all just become Americans. And so you can safely say that New York City is a, is a city of immigrants. But at the same time, they're also majority Americans, legalized citizens of America who follow the laws, pay their taxes, assimilate with our broader American culture. And that's the way it is, but it's just wherever there are previous immigrants, you're going to have more 
first generational immigrants coming in because of the way our migration system works. So that's how yes. you can say that factually, but then still be wrong about the point you're trying to make because you, New York City is not flooded on a, well, let's just say, when I lived there, right New York is, City a, was yeah. not flooded with illegal <clears throat> migrants. It was flooded with legal migrants, and most of them were like second or third generation at that point. And so, like, it's not... The point she's trying to make is not valid. It, it might be factually true, but it's not true in reality. Right. If that's, I don't, I don't think I'm saying that the right way. Let's but hit these you know comments really quick. Okay. Uh, Tiffany said, we need to care for our own before we allow more people in. The homeless, the mentally ill, all of our people. My legal immigrated relatives never fully assimilated. They were also further separated from citizens because they felt we should have learned their language, not the other way around. If you want to know more about Nick, this is Joseph. If you want to know more about Nick, I'll tell you to watch his episode on the Roman Empire. Remember the trend of women asking their men how often they think about the Roman Empire? Start there. Tiffany, in my experience, it takes two, two generations to get our values adopted into those families. I think that's a good generation. Yeah, I think yeah generally. We've, we've talked about the two to three generation thing. I think the first time we talked about three generations was in American impacts in foreign countries. Mm -hmm. And it takes three generations for them to not fucking want to kill us because we have fucked around in their country. And it's the same general concept for here. It takes three or two or three generations of a normalized good lifestyle in America for you to not really feel any hostilities or any dog shit towards us. You mm -hmm. know? Sorry. Here we go. No, you're fine. Um, and then Joseph said, you will or won't seek more content from his podcast. He is long-winded and has thought-out opinions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm the next one that I have is yeah. from 3030, and we're at 2957, so you could just let it play. It's 3030. Okay. world. I mean, it's just not going to work. You, even if you look at, like, the, the political divide yeah. is has never been actually less racially polarized than it is oh right God. now. Pause that. And in fact, Republicans are... Oh, no, wait. Let her go. Let her go for a minute. ...are winning. This is the other thing with all this, like, great replacement. Oh, they want to bring in all these immigrants just so they mm. can vote for Democrats. Like, that's actually happening less and less. Let's and Republicans, Republicans love to brag about how they're winning over this population, but also fearmonger about how they could never win this population. So that's another part of the conversation that I think makes absolutely no sense and is utterly ridiculous. The divide in this country... Yeah, some are, you know, there are some racial divisions, but increasingly we're actually less polarized among racial lines. And, you Pause know, that. I... Then what, what have we been doing since 2020? What? What have we been doing? What was all the George Floyd about? What was all of the bullshit about for the last four fucking years? All the equity, all the dog shit, all the DEI, all the fucking nonsense. All the oppression, if, bro. If, so much oppression. If racial lines are pretty much okay, what the fuck has all of this been about then? What are we still doing if everything is pretty much okay? Since 2012? Are you lying then or are you lying now? Do yeah. you really believe this? If you do, then say that because you would be denouncing BLM. You'd be denouncing all this dog shit that's coming out here, fucking up everybody's lives and affecting the way fucking children learn in a school because it's a government environment. What, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's, What has all of this been about then? That is a hard misspeak on her point because her career is built off of fucking... You know the 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 racial it's racial segregation cool, and uh, you know oppression towards other races and uh, what's the oh there's a Disney thing I'm gonna pull up later I think um, the un ooh, unrepresented yep. classes which are it's all code for racial lines underrepresented thank you very much and that's 
all you ever fucking talk about. Yes. That's all she talks about on yes. this fucking show is the unre- unrepresented minorities and this and that and the other thing. Fuck off, Crystal. You're trying now to backtrack on everything that you claim you stand yes. for to try to make a point. Yes. Fuck you. Let her go some more. I hate She's her. She's going to talk about the Holocaust. I would, I would yes. wager, and I think most people would agree, that it. ultimately the country was much better for those waves of... Irish and Italian and Polish and German immigrants. I mean, that's part of what has made this country what it is. And I don't see this new wave of migrants coming from a different part of the world in any different way. So, listen, is there is there a limit to how much we can, you know, bring in at one time? I just, why can you not look at the person? <laughs> she hates him. She doesn't like him. I cannot stand this, She doesn't dude. actually like him. Why would you go into business with somebody like this? Because you're a fucking piece of shit shill? Time, just again, you know, practically, if you flood the zone with a whole bunch of new people and that creates housing, that there's there's problems. I'm not going to say mm. that there's like, you know, you can just bring in the whole world and it's not going to cause an issue. But I do think that there's something fundamentally broken in a logic that would say, you know, it's very clear when a place like the industrial Midwest empties out and these towns are decaying and people are fleeing. It's very clear that's like that's a bad thing. It's very clear when it's New York and people are leaving New York that that's a bad thing. But then somehow when it's other people who are coming in, which in a different scenario, if they, you know, came from a different country, a different part of the world, you say this is great, this is wonderful. Somehow that's terrible. It just doesn't make any sense to me and I don't Okay. All right. What? I just I have to take a second here. What's your problem? I have no idea. <laughs> What the fuck she's trying to say right now? She doesn't she's know. talking about people leaving the Midwest because of factories closing and this, that. That's not happening. <laughs> like, well, first of all, that happened a long time ago. <laughs> and for reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with fucking migration. And if a bunch of Venezuelans were decided to go to the Midwest now to take up those factory jobs, you know what's not there? Those fucking factory jobs. <laughs> Because all the factory closed down because you, people like you and your progressive fucking bullshit decided to come in and say, we can't be doing this anymore. We have to send all those jobs overseas. You're mixing and matching all this bullshit. None of what she's saying right now makes any logical sense whatsoever. She's just looking at numbers here, numbers there, numbers moving here, numbers moving there. She has no context to what anything she's talking about. She is so far off base right now. She has no context. To what she's actually talking about. None of what she's saying makes any logical sense whatsoever. No. None. None. None whatsoever. I don't think that the studies back up. The studies show that if you have a massive undocumented illegal workforce, that that can be a problem for wages. Actually documented immigrants, the overwhelming majority of studies show it's actually good for its in general is good for the economy and helps bro. for the like thriving of that local area so that's why you know again i'm not like open borders just mm-hmm. you know let's have an unlimited number but i think we can handle a lot more than we have i think it'd be good for all kinds of people all kinds of parts of the country and i also just think it's fundamentally like goes against some core american values this complete attack on the asylum process and this idea that we don't care if you're being persecuted. We don't care if we, you fear for your lives. You know, we don't care if you're like, you know, a Jew trying to escape Nazi Germany or whatever. Well, that's not fair. Screw, it that's is. not if fair. These, these, people process, are not, it is. these people are not fleeing Holocaust. Yeah, but, okay? No, but some like, people, no. They're fleeing not gang violence. Yeah, by but, the way. If, but hold on, hold on. Okay. But if you end the asylum. Oh, but hold on, hold on. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Yes. I know I'm comparing Venezuelan yes. migrants and Ethiopian migrants and Chinese migrants, which don't 
let me even factor that in. And there's, and it's akin to, you know, if I was a Jew leaving the Holocaust. No. No, it's not. Let's, if you want to talk about, I don't even want to go there. I don't want to go there because I'm going to get too upset. But it's not at all what we're talking about here. You cannot make the Jews in the Holocaust comparison when we're talking about the current condition on the fucking southern border. I mean, you want to talk about, like, if there was a gang of, of Chinese nationals that were trying to flee oppression from the CCP, we could probably talk about some asylum claims. You want to talk about a gang of Ethiopians coming over here? I'm sorry. There's a million other countries you can go to. I don't understand what is happening here. What, there, anybody that crosses the border illegally that just says, I claim asylum because I'm being persecuted by my home country. What are, we, what are we talking about? Everybody's being persecuted. I'm being persecuted in my own fucking country. What are you actually talking about? What, what persecution are you dealing with that is on a level akin to... That's not akin to mine. It's all the same, this, Colin. We just, we just blanket it all out. Everything's just... It's all the same. Hey, persecution persecution, bro. Don't worry. Hey, oppressor, oppressy. It's all just this Marxist bullshit doctrine, whatever. None of this makes sense to me whatsoever. I don't know what to do here, Donovan. She has I am no idea what dying. she's talking about. It's so... To the point she had to go holo- Jewish Holocaust fleeing the Nazis to justify illegal yes. migration on the southern yes. border today. Yes, that's the that's the point you have to get to. The you're so your your arguments are so foundational foundationless. You have to go to. Well, I mean, the argument you're making is like we wouldn't accept the Jews fleeing the Holocaust. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Just accept that you're fucking wrong and try to listen and learn something, right. for God's sakes. Let's go to 3440. 3440. What are you doing to me, man? This is... And I know this is the third time you've had to deal with this, but this is my second. I'm That's already right. struggling. Not overwhelm the entire country, but we should in general see it as a good thing that people want to come to the United States of America and still see it as the land of opportunity. You should see it as a land of opportunity. It should be. It should be a land of opportunity for people who live here and people who are natural born U.S. citizens or a lot of But I don't see how this, but that's the thing is like you see this as a zero sum game and it's not. It's not. Like I said, there's a lot of data to back it up. Now, in terms of the difference between the Irish and the German is we were a rapidly industrializing economy which needed cheap labor. I would also say that a lot of people who were natural born hated the Irish and the Germans with some good reason yes. because they were depleting their wages and were willing to work for much. Yeah, have we ever seen gangs of New York? That's ex- <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. That's ex- that is 100% a thing that happened. People hated the, we hated the mix and we hated the, the WAPs. That was the thing that natural, I mean, I was a German. So like when my family immigrated over here, we were primarily Germans at that point. But that was a thing that happened for a long time. Yeah. And there was a lot of racial disdain towards a bunch of white folks that were here because of they were either Irish or Italian or whatever. And everything was really, really shitty for a long time. The, I, I still, like, I just, I have a hard time trying to rationalize any of her arguments the way she's presenting them they just none of them they're hard to argue because none of them make any sense whatsoever they're not tied to anything i just don't i don't get it i don't get it 
much less than they were, and they were driving around their overall wages, which led to major labor disputes even within unions at the time. So that played out no 100 years ago, but that was 100 years ago, and we can say what it is. Today, we are not a rapidly industrializing economy or rapidly de-industrializing Amen. economy. We don't need a lot of cheap labor. The predominant amount of cheap labor that does come here and ends up fruit? working work in places like home health care space, mm-hmm. they, don't, uh, they end up depressing wages in places like construction and others. And there's also, no. we have a housing supply issue. I mean, you know, like, where are these people going to live? But then, look, this is, this is why I don't even like to have an economic argument as much. It's about process and it's about legality. If you don't, if, for example, and you're using the ones about uh, El Salvador, why is it fair that we invaded Iraq and Iraqis can't just walk here? Don't they have more right to live here than anyone in El Salvador? I would say, yeah, absolutely. I would let them in yeah, but, too. But it's I not mean, fair because they can't walk in here. Let have, them in too, she says. Yes. Do have special programs like, for, um, I think, Iraqis, but definitely Afghan interpreters as well, as right. well who helped us. Work yeah. with us. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. Not any yes. Afghani out of the, the goat field. Yes. I mean, what are we Her doing? The response is we have special programs for people who worked with us. Okay. Do you know how fucking hard it is for them to actually get over here? Uh, Very difficult. Yeah, it involves fucking Tim Kennedy and Jocko and, and all the people going over there. For the fucking Taliban until they get here, you dumb bitch. You literally don't know what you're talking about. You're just pulling any information you can out of your brain and trying to put it out there like it's going to make your fucking point for you. That means nothing. Stop, dude. A program where maybe a thousand Afghanis who aided us during a war will get to come here as a reward? That is not the same thing as fucking immigration, dude. dude. That's a reward. You get to be an American now because you hooked us up. You get to come here now. We'll give you all the privileges. That is not immigration. It's a fucking reward. And you get to come here because not only did you work with us, but now if you were to stay there, the current government that we let come in (laughs) is going to fucking murder you you and all of your family. That's an asylum claim if I've ever fucking heard one. Not we allowed fucking the Maduro regime to continue to reign on and we didn't try to overthrow our own government who were systematically keeping us down and exploiting exploiting us and no 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 no. it's the same basically in her mind it's the same the iraqi interpreter is the same as a standard venezuelan economic migrant she says something, and we, we can pause this here, and we'll go to the next one after this. She said something about it being a zero-sum game. She's like, you're acting yes. like it's a zero-sum game, and it's not. Okay. What, What's when, a zero-sum game? Because she's, she's talking about, like, a finite amount of jobs and stuff that, you know, that are here. She's like, it's not a fixed number. It, it kind of is. Kind right? of is. It, it does change, but also they don't just make new jobs because there's more people. Yes. That isn't how the job market works. So let's do it. There's, there's a fixed number to the extent that it fluctuates by the market, not by the demand. That's Indeed. Like to, it is tied to it, but that is not the driving force behind it. Because no. there demand are only raises prices. It, yes. doesn't, it doesn't necessarily yes. increase supply. And it's the same thing with jobs. If yes. there's more people who need jobs, there's just less pay to go around because they can pay people less money. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it more jobs. That isn't no. how it works. That's eventually, not how supply and demand no, works. Eventually, they equal Maybe out. But communism. But. Eventually, they equal out over time with no other fluctuations in the system it, if exactly. it, it works its way out. Yes. But if it continues to change, it doesn't work that way. And when you're talking about, again, like she talked about earlier, people coming here immediately getting on the system, it is a zero-sum game because mm-hmm. you're not adding. You're only taking away. There is a, a bar you need to reach here. Yes. And the point that Sagar made earlier is the same thing that Joseph is saying now. We are not at a place in our society where we need just bottom bar 
zero cheap zero costs cheap labor no. we don't need that now need that, that isn't where we're at it's we not in high demand no we are trying to spin the economy back up to make shit again and that's not on the production level we're spinning up we need design we need people who are making things on a on a research and development level we need people who are operating and fucking designing things creating industry we don't need people working in the industry there's plenty of fucking plebes to work yeah. here plenty of fucking people to take up regular jobs yes that is not what our economy demands from immigration right now yes the low the lowest skill level jobs are not the jobs that are in demand the jobs that are in demand are the high skill level jobs to the i know for a fact because i tried to hire these people i searched for years and years to try to find highly qualified trained professionals in the construction industry right yes and it got to the point where i was recruiting people to come over from other countries in which case my company would sponsor them to come over here to get a job so that like that's not it's not the low skill level labor that needs to be filled we have that there's lots of people to do that which it's the the high skill level jobs that need to be filled but even aside from that, you say we're so speeding up. College students don't actually have any skills. Of course, <laughs> of course they don't. They have an education. They don't have any skills, and and their education is questionable. But part of this problem is the U.S. government getting in the way of our society's growth. We have a problem with innovation in this country because it co it's cost prohibitive to start a new factory to start a new industry, to create a manufacturing career. There's so much red tape and bullshit you have to go through. You can't even make products that are going to be sold in the United States most of the time. There's a good goddamn reason why all of our manufacturing base is overseas. Yes. Because a t-shirt would cost 35 fucking dollars. And you know that by going to Breaking Point's fucking website and trying to order any of their fucking merch, who we in, who thanks to Crystal's involvement, insists that it's U.S.-made, union-made merch. And so you buy a coffee cup, eh, it's about 30 bucks for a coffee mug. You want a T-shirt, 35 bucks. Don't ask me where that T-shirt actually was manufactured, but when they did the screen printing and shit, it was done in America. And even that is going to be $35 a pop. There's a reason why we cannot spin up lower... Lower level manufacturing jobs or anything like that. And it's because the government is in the fucking way of it. Her goddamn government, I might add, that added all these worker protections and, and a bunch of bullshit. This is her goddamn doing. People like her. And so that she, people like her created the situation in which we are finding ourselves in now. And she's arguing that they have to maintain their, their policies because it's humanitarian or whatever the fuck, it's better off for everybody in the long run when we know for a fact that's not not even, not even close to the truth. So let's do, what is it? Uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but the hierarchy of needs for a human being. What do we need to survive? We need shelter, housing. Water. How's the housing market? Dog shit. Dog shit already. Let's add another 10 million people to that housing market. We'll see how things go. You know how difficult it is to buy a house, build a fucking house? Right. That's going to be better with 10 million more people looking for fucking houses. That's going to be great. Uh, food. Can only rent. They're not going to be able to buy houses. No. <laughs> no. So that just means every because the demand goes higher, the supply is lagging, the price point to get in will go up because demand is higher. The supply stays the same. Right. Or 
the, the rate of increase in supply stays the same. So all it does is raise prices. So you're hurting everybody, including these people that you're insisting on are coming in because they won't be able to afford it, much less the people that are already here. Uh, food, same thing. If there's more food being, if there's more demand on the food supply, we are kind of, we're already kind of at a problem with our food supply already. We, we, we dealt with it during the fucking COVID shutdown, the supply chain issues. All right. that's going to do is increase prices and make more sh- there's going to be less stuff on the shelves if more people are looking for it. Water, same problem. Every, oh, climate change, drought, this, that, and the other thing. So what you should, so what you're saying is that we should have 10 more, million more people just come in and take up that much more water. It'll be better. That sounds good. Yeah, what else? Food, water, shelter, electricity. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Just don't charge your electric don't, cars at all. Don't ever charge your electric ever again, especially in California. Like the one, I think it was like the number one state for illegal migrants last year. Pretty sure. Um, we're number, I think we're in the top 10 for sure. Washington state is, uh, I have a chart for that later on, but spend a bunch of COVID money, housing illegal, illegal immigrants. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. been since COVID happened. Yeah. thousand dollar checks. That's how that went. Ballin. But she, what I'm saying is she's factually wrong. Yes. On every single level. Yes. But that's okay. Cause money grows on trees and nothing actually matters other than that. What's the next one? Are we still rolling? Nope, the next one is 39. 39. Arguing yeah. that we should just, like, let an unlimited number in. I just think the focus only on restrictionism, and here's the other thing that I'll say, is there's this assumption that the more cruel and restrictive you are at the border, number one, the more orderly it's going to be. That's not true because almost definitely the more that you're squeezing the number of actual legal migrants, the more you're going to have illegal migrants because these are not people who are like casually leaving their homes. They have, you know, real reasons and are not going to be and haven't shown uh, any uh, deterrence based on the cruelty at the border or the restrictionist policies at the border. I'll give you a perfect example. If you were physically unable to cross the border, there would be no squeeze on the increase. (laughs) I mean, I've stated my piece about walls. I'm not super in love with walls because walls can easily, can just, just as easily be used to keep people in as to keep people out. Right now, the problem is people keeping people out. Well, that could be stopped. It's, it's, Texas has shown it. You can do it. So maybe don't use that as your argument point because, like, this the squeeze on illegal migration being caused by a lowering in legal migration, you could stop the illegal migration with physical borders. <laughs> don't say that. You could do it. Like, it would be easy. You could definitely do it. So that's a really bad point. After Trump instituted the child separation policy... With these dramatically cruel images, I mean, some of the most... Which was also not Trump's policy. That was a ruling passed in the, in the Flores Agreement during right. the Obama era. So that Obama is not... policy. So, so it was an Obama-era policy that came from a legal precedent set by then, and all Trump did was follow the fucking law. <laughs> My bad. Listen, don't My fucking bad. add reason to this, okay? I, I just, it's I not get... what we're doing on Breaking Points today like cruel imagery you could possibly imagine coming out the number of migrants actually went up 
there has been no evidence that the more you crack down at the border, that it actually serves as a deterrent effect and people don't come. That simply has not worked down in history. So even He's if your goal is like, let's keep people away, the restrictionist direction isn't effective for that. The counter to that is that the reason they started coming back is because Trump caved and he actually went away from family separation. That is and true. they didn't actually close the fucking border. Never. That people still just can come here. That's if you if there's no deterrent, like if there's no if it's only an emotional deterrent to come here, who fucking cares? Yeah. And so so there so the goal changes from okay, find BBP to just get into the country. Just yeah. avoid them at all costs and just fucking get in the country. Just get in here. Then you're fine. Uh, yeah. So who fucking... Who cares? It's at the comments. Yep. Kevin said, we need creators, not art creators either. We, I went to college, got a degree, didn't use it at all. Now I run a successful business. I wish I could have gotten a business loan instead of a student loan. Joseph, <laughs> I have a high school career, and I can say we have plenty of people competing for my job. We need more jobs and more affordable American dreams, not more people competing for the minimal opportunities 100%. Also, Joseph and Kevin, tell us, what do you guys do? Kevin manages a series of Airbnbs. I do not know what Joseph does. He's in real estate, bro. Kevin's in real estate. Yeah. Shout out, bud. Kevin, we are seeing illegal up here in the mountains, y'all. It's going to get worse, too. The people up in them hills won't put up with this, especially those from Jupiter, California. I don't even go into Jupiter, even though I... Even though I look white, I refuse to go. And now illegals are starting to flood the entire area. Jupiter, Jupiter is an offering community, by the way. People will start to go MIA. I'll send... To the salt of the streets of yes. yes 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 Good. We'll, we'll definitely be hitting that in the grab bag then yeah grab bags gonna be lit today by the way yeah it is i got some good stuff in there too yay uh 4150 this is two more this one and one more this is one of my favorite ones <laughs> I don't like your favorites this anymore, This one of my bro. favorite ones. Control and all that actually does a great disservice to people like my family and others who came to the country legally and it is an unfair policy. You had an ability to. Yeah. And your family yes. had the money that's to. Right. That's right. And yes. I, that's, and that's how not is, unfair. How is that fair? But, well, how is that fair, though? Because you had the resources to do it and you happen to be from a country where there was a possibility of getting in that you're able to. Well, first of all, nobody owes anybody. So in terms of policy, it makes sense that you probably want people who are higher skilled, who already speak English, and who are well-educated so they can more firmly and easily fit into the overall economy. See, I don't that's really accept one. that. Well, but I, that's a difference. I don't really accept that. Okay, that you is know what you're going to want, though, yeah. because those, are pe those people are going to easily assimilate to the country and cause yep. overall less problems. Yep, so you know what? She needs a couple buses in her town. <laughs> that's exactly what needs to happen. Fucking Abbott or fucking... Uh, I put the fire in the wire, bro. Joseph's an electrician. <laughs> that's right. That's right. There you go. Um, put the fire in the wire. <laughs> Let's go. Um, Crystal needs to have a hundred thousand migrants dropped in her fucking actual town in where Virginia, she lives. Yeah. Wherever her and fucking Kyle Kalinske lives, they need a I don't know few dozen buses to come in and drop off a bunch it's of illegal migrants. Good for the economy. So. Exactly. So that means her town will become safer. It'll become cleaner, and it'll have a better overall economy. That's exactly what she needs, because she has no fucking concept of what she's actually talking about. She's yeah. a fucking idiot. Lineman, I, baby! I love this. Put the fire uh, in the wire. Daddy's a lineman. Lineman's a good deal, man. I love this. Uh, how is that fair? You know? How is that fair? There is no fair. It's This is the fucking world. Do you this know what life work, is? It doesn't work that way. It's unfair. That's not how... Things are not fair. My life Ever. is not fair. I live in America. It doesn't work that way. No. That's not how America works. Nothing no. here is fair. Nothing anywhere is fair. How is it fair that you... Because you had the money in this. Because that's what it takes to get here. That's, that's yep. what it takes to get here. Listen, you know... I'm that say, is, that's fucking, fucking that's white ass privilege is what that listen, is listen 
America is a country of fucking champions and winners, okay? I don't care. If you want to come here to be a champion and a winner, you have to show us that you have the potential. You have to show us that you can come here and be a fucking dog. You have to you don't be get to come here. undeniable. That is how this country works. Or a trust fund baby like this, her. This is a world of, this is a country of, yeah. of fucking dogs, dude. Yep. That's... Yeah. If you're from here, you don't have to be a dog because you mm -hmm. were lucky enough to be born here. Yep. If you want to come here, you do have to be a dog because that's what we demand of the motherfuckers to come here. That's what we produce at the highest order. So that's what we're going to demand of you. Yep. I don't think that's ridiculous. I think that's totally reasonable. Totally we reasonable. We want the best of the best to come from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's what this country is. We are always trying to make the best shit. Always. We want you to be the best. If you're not yep. the best, don't fucking come here. We have a certain allotment for people who are just whatever. Yeah, we let a certain amount of whatever's in here because everybody, to a certain degree, should try, you know, should, should get a shot at whatever. That's yeah. why we have the lottery system. You are lucky enough to get a draw and come here. This is a good thing, I think. Word. Opportunity, the beauty, the shining light on the hill. This is a good thing for people to see that there is an opportunity to get there. If you have more to offer than just opportunity and dream, you have more reason to be here. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm sure that sounds fucking shitty, but no, it make it. That's that's the way it is. That is that is what it is, dude. the The that's original motherfuckers that American. got here were like, "Yeah, you can have fucking forty acres and a mule. Now go try to survive out there. Yes, be hard, figure it fuck out." The thing that really pisses me off, I think, the most is, and it's very common in like Crystal's progressive circles. The reason she got where she's at is because she got all her money from her ex-husbands. Right. She got she was she was born into this essentially. She married into this. She got into it through circumstance. She she was a failed TV host. They got fired from MSNBC. She tried to run for public office and did not get elected. And then she started an internet show. That started. Oh, yeah, co-hosted. And if Sagar has any actual sense anymore, he needs to fucking sell out now and cash out while this thing is still working. Because yes. he's about to become Anna Kasparian to Crystal Ball fucking Chank Uger. Ooh, yeah. That's exactly what's about to happen. They're about to be... kind of fire, dude. She has her moments, man. Yeah. She has her moments where all of a sudden you're like, ooh. Insufferable. But... Oh, yeah. But every now and again, you're like, ooh, that was, that was hot. <laughs> Say that again, sweetheart. Speak some more freedom to me. Kevin, I also was a loser and drug addict as a junior in high school. Right there with you, dog. Dude, I'm not a drug addict, nor was I in high school, but I'm still a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a very low point in my life, gentlemen. All right, it's a whole thing. Let's carry on to the, the next one. It's 4510. Ooh, we're getting deep into it. Here we go. I don't have a problem with that. You know the reality yeah. is... Because we are relatively well off and American, we pretty pretty much can go wherever we want. Mostly, we yes. pretty much can go Mostly. whatever we want. So, what you're advocating Pause, for you is a policy where basically, oh could, no, I'm sorry, keep going. Basically, like rich people can come and poor people can't. And I, you know, even outside of the fairness, I, I don't actually think that that is the ideal migration system because, again, I think it's classist. I think it ignores the the skills and the abilities that, you know, people who happen to have been born in the wrong country and to the wrong... So the point she's trying to make, essentially, at this point, is they're coming off of a the back of you are able to come here if you're rich, but you're not able to come here if you're poor. Yes. ...set of parents that they can bring to the table, and I think that's demonstrated by the strength 
of America through migration throughout our history. My care for the poor and the lower class extends to the borders of the United States. For everybody beyond mm -hmm. that, I, I, I hope for the best for you, but it's not my problem. And uh, that can sound harsh if you want, <laughs> but I've seen enough of the world to know that there is so much Damn suffering that is out there that there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. My parents are from India. I feel no obligation to street urchins in India. I think that's the uh, Indian government's problem. So you know? what's she what she's saying? We can Hit go that. where we want because we're we're rich and we can do it. That's Yes, you can. You, you have more yes. uh, more things that are attractive to you to take you to somewhere else. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You. No one owes you anything. You don't deserve to go to another country. It doesn't work that way. No. That's a totally different society. Mm -hmm. You don't. No one owes you anything. If you have more to offer, they're more likely to accept you. Yep. If you don't, you're lucky to get in. That's how it works. Ask all the super it's the reality rich. Of America. It's awesome. Oh yeah. Ask all the super, super affluent people that um, decided they were going to migrate to Canada when Trump got elected. How many of those people actually went? None? Pretty much none? We'll go with none. Seven, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, try to fucking migrate to another country. Good luck. Godspeed. Okay, you know, what, you know how this works? You... If you fly there, because you have the ability to fly there, you don't have to pay coyotes to get you there. Right. And then you just show up. And you know what's going to happen is uh, either they're going to turn you away at customs because you don't have a visa and you weren't welcomed here. But just because you have a U.S. passport doesn't mean you get to get into their country. And then after a while, if you are there and you're not allowed to be there, you're going to get the federales busting down your door and they're going to throw you on a fucking plane if you're lucky and send you back to America. They deport you, you fuck. That's how that works. No one owes you anything. Anything. You anything. don't deserve to go to another country. If you want to yeah. move to a different nation, there are requirements. It's going to take yeah. money. When it's going I was... to take fucking skills, right. things that attract you to other countries, other governments, other societies, you dumb bitch. When Sorry I was, that you don't have anything to offer, so you don't think that anybody should have to have anything to offer to come here. Yes. That's not how it works. Yep. No one wants you to move anywhere else anyway because you don't fucking offer anything to them. You don't add anything to a society other than fucking this shit, which is taken away from our society right now. That's right. And in Kevin's words, uh, why are we listening to her? She's a white liberal single woman, right? No, she's not single no more. She's married to Kyle Kalinske, yeah. so she's in a lesbian relationship. <laughs> if so, ignore her. She is the type of person ruining our... our our country. Yes. Amen, Kevin. Amen. She has a, she has toxic empathy. That is a perfect Ooh, yes. So that's many fire. so many of these hardcore progressive fucking what do you call those um, wasps? White affluent single. No, what is it? Awful. 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 Affluent white, white female, female liberals. liberals. There you go. Yeah, she's an awful. She's an awful. She's a hundred and she's a hundred percent awful. She's Ooh, fucking terrible, dude. Empathy, that's toxic empathy, fire. bro. That's I'm what it is. That one down. That's a that's a that's a more proficient way of saying uh, "road to hell paved with good intentions." Yeah. Toxic empathy. Ooh, that's fire. I started out dirt poor, Kevin. I had no choice but to make something of myself, and soon as I possibly could. And he gives you clap, 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 Donovan. Thank you. That's great, Joseph. I was right with you. The chat's getting intimate. <laughs> I love you guys. 
the the homies, bro, the squad. That's the last one that I have for this one. So I we think That's we good. just have like really quick updates on um, immigration because we don't have a new bill yet. We don't um, have a new bill so yet. So there was another not. bill that. Uh, didn't make it. No, they didn't make it. So we're not going to go over it. But it had to do. It involved a bunch of money for the border and some changes in immigration policy, as well as money for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. Yes. Right, among other so, foreign aid. Yes. So yeah, it was a foreign aid package package with some immigration thrown into it. Yeah. Um, to appease the Republicans, but uh, obviously that was denied. So that's not going to happen anymore. Um, they are working on passing just a strictly foreign aid bill now and not using the border Which as a pawn. Which is, let's talk about this for a second, right? Because I mm -hmm. think this is probably the most relevant and interesting part of this discussion right now is like this weird flip-flopping that's happened with the with the border, right? That Months ago, because I pulled up a bunch of articles that like in November last year when they're trying to pull together ukraine aid and israel aid and stuff like that the republicans are saying listen if there's no fucking border money in there we're not even going to consider it yes right and then everything comes together in a big package after months and months and like multiple almost government shutdowns yep. we're now in february last week they're like okay we have a fucking bill together it's looking like it's gonna cook up okay there's border in here so you guys are gonna be happy there's fucking you know aid in here but during those negotiations members of the house are like listen we're not fucking voting for any money for any foreign aid at all. We're not, not even doing that bit. over here, even yep. a little bit. So all this is happening in the background while the Senate is still saying, oh, we're going to put something together and you guys are going to fucking vote for That's it. right. For sure, right? Now, now this shift has happened where the Democrats are saying like, or the Republicans are saying, we don't want... We don't want to do the border at all. Democrats are saying we have to do the border right now, but they're willing to push something forward that's just national security or foreign aid. If mm -hmm. that's what's going to work, yes. it's a super interesting. You would think that it's very weird if it wasn't so obvious that it was all just political jockeying, that everyone yeah. is just trying to position themselves better for yes. 2024. Yes. But it looks like what the fuck is going on here? Yes, <laughs> because the secret, the little, the little known secret that everybody actually knows because it's blatantly obvious is that nobody wants to do anything to fix the border crisis period nobody does whether the democrats have a supermajority or the republicans have a supermajority yes nobody wants to do anything to fix the border because it is too good of a pawn to use every two to four years when there's an election because we can float whatever we need to float to right. get to the next midterm election because it's only two fucking years no one actually we can sit there and look at this blah 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 do this yeah and there's, there's a reason why every time this discussion comes up about uh like a bill here a bill here a bill these are all just funding bills where okay so we're going to increase the funding to the border patrol which means we're going to you hire this many people this many people do this make some of these policy changes blah blah, blah. that could easily be done just in a separate bill good could do that but the only thing congress does anymore we don't pass yes regular shit anymore no it, everything is just taken care of omnibus, All omnibus spending bills spending bills and the new speaker of the house mr fucking um mike johnson yeah it's jack johnson with christ it's mr mike johnson he doesn't do he hasn't changed anything no. since the old guy no he's just he's just agreed and then not agreed to the same fucking exactly. deal that got kevin mccarthy kicked out it's, it's the same exact stuff changed. yeah which which also makes me throw shade on the same fucking hardcore people that threw out uh mccarthy uh uh gates yeah gates and they're all been awful quiet real goddamn <laughs> quiet considering 
He threw out the last guy that tried to do the same exact right. goddamn thing. It's been MTG that's been, the, I think, the most vocal. Yeah, but even even her, she's a flip-flopping on all sorts of shit, too. She's, I mean, she she was on board with my, or, uh, Mike Johnson. And, you know, it's, it's all just ridiculous, dude. Trump says. Yeah, and let's, uh, yeah, let's just say Mike, uh, Donald Trump doesn't necessarily have a good uh, eye on how to wrangle in Congress politically. He doesn't know how to make those kinds of deals. He and, could not be the whip. No. <laughs> he does not know how to whip folks. Exactly. You want somebody who knows how to handle Congress, you hire Steve Scalise, which yes. is why when they looked at him, he was like, fuck you. I'm yeah, not doing that. I'm not going anywhere. I already know how to do this. I'm and I do it in the shadows, bro. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Speaker of the House is just the... The Speaker of the House is the public-facing, like, puppet of the whip. The whip actually does all the shit. Have you not seen House of Cards, people? Okay. That's yes. how this works. See Frank Underwood? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes, That's, bros. The, the, the House whip has all the power. Yeah. He's the one that controls all the, the things. The biggest balls. That's right. But he gets to do it from the shadows. And the Speaker of the House is just the mantelpiece that goes up there and takes and the, says stuff to the camera. Yes. It. Mike Johnson is a fucking void of a human being. Okay, he is. He's got. He, you started raising flags as soon as he got in office. You were like starting to research, and you were like, I think this guy's kind of a bag of shit. And he is a bag only, of shit. It's only grown since then. Yeah, dude. He is one half step away from being Mike Pence. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. Like the hardcore religious the stuff, evangelical stuff. Oh, dude. His his marriage. Super weird. Look into that. I'm not going to get into it right now. It's very off topic. It's a difference between like the trad wife and the evangelical. You mm -hmm. know, I'm into the. There's some real hands made tail shit in there, bro. Yeah. Like he's in charge. What he says goes. When he goes home, he's the man, but not because he deserves to be the man. He just is the man because he's a dude, and it's real weird shit. Like he he could get a divorce legally right now, but his wife's still his wife forever. He gets to tell her what to do forever it's some weird I've been, shit i just dude. kind of started to hear some of this stuff maybe it, could, it started from him but uh, people's like um this is so i actually started on i don't even know if it matters but <laughs> i was listening to tell him steve dave old tell him steve dave christmases okay. and they had one that was like very religious themed as kind of a trolley joke type of deal and so they asked all these like religious questions about what is like uh like background sins or background sins or something like that like um supplemental sins something and one of them was if it was okay to get married to somebody whose ex-spouse was still alive yeah that's the thing. Or if you should attend the wedding of somebody whose ex-spouse was still alive. Yeah. Because they're like, till death do you part. And you know, I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? I never heard anything like that before. Oh, dude. Yeah. It I've never deep, heard that. Dude. That's very interesting. Oh, yeah. There, I mean, there's a certain amount of people that once you get married, even... No, until both of you motherfuckers kick off. <laughs> <Right>. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Homie, homie's just waiting for you on the back end. You still got to hang out by yourself. You don't... You just get to be alone for a while. It's a weird deal. But that aside... Um, Last little bit of uh, migration news was the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. Yes. Um, which was finally brought up in the House. It was pat or it it did not pass out of the House. Uh, four members of the Republican Party re decided not to vote for impeachment, um, so it didn't even make it up to the Senate. <clears throat> One of which uh, is actually kind of a base dude as far as politicians go. 
but he more or less uh, he was a yes vote but because they they needed a certain number of votes it was a weird it's a weird uh, rules type of thing so they needed only X number of no votes so that they could actually bring it up again next week right and so that's more like Chuck Schumer voted no so that it could be yes yeah yeah so, so there's weird stuff so like with numbers on yes and no votes like at a certain point you got to have a certain people that are still on board with you to be like okay I need you to vote no right now because otherwise we have to we can't bring this up next week for whatever fucking stupid reason so um, I mean it's very very obvious to anybody that's Alejandro Mayorkas has been doing his job very very well he's hustling bro he's he's been doing his job very well the unfortunate problem is that his direction from the executive branch on what job he's supposed to do is really really terrible kevin says this is relevant that's why i'm saying this i called mcclintock's office because he voted against impeachment told his secretary i'll spend the next six months working to get him out of office until everyone i know what he did mcclintock that's my congressman shout out fucking shout good dude and you've been doing work, bro. I've been following you on Instagram. The dude is... He's doing the Lord's work. He's doing the Lord's I've work. I've been sharing his stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you have a higher reach than we do because we get fucking... It's bad. It's what been happens bad. to our account. It's really bad. It's been bad. Um, we get like some posts that break through, but a lot of... it's You just Not can much. tell with the insights. Yeah. So It's the workout videos, bro. The workout videos are what really help Kevin through the algo. He's doing beautiful things, man. I get and back in the gym and get it on salt the streets. He's pushing. He's fucking pushing weight. He's doing that shit. I did and then see his, you talking about your surgery. Yes. So and his messages that he posts yeah. on there are Thought out. powerful, dude. Powerful stuff. You're a better social media person than I am. Yeah. I what? fucking hate it so much. Yeah. I, we don't have any money to pay you, but do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to run ours too, we'll send you all It'll the clips good. and everything. Donovan's really good at it, but we're yeah. just oppressed. I don't I know fucking, how to do it, though. I'm, I'm about to become progressive, someone bro. Else I'm did so that, oppressed. I have more time to do other shit, which will be better. But if someone else ran our Instagram, I wouldn't even have it on my phone. I would not even have any social media. I would have Twitter, and that's it, because I don't hardly ever use it. It's called X, bro, okay? Yeah. Twitter's dead. Don't be dead naming fucking social media apps, all right? Yeah. X, whatever. <sighs> fucking X. That's the stupidest. I hate it. I hate everything. Where are we, 550? Jesus Christ, this is going to be a long episode. Okay, so let's real quick. There's not much to cover necessarily as far as the war in the Middle East. Let's put this border shit to bed because it ain't going nowhere, and neither are we. So it'll be here next time. The the biggest stuff going on in the Middle East was since we were last together, um, it finally happened. Some American soldiers actually got killed on, in three of them in the Middle East. Three soldiers died at a. Oh, I loved this dude. I you know me and my my googling skills, right? So I saw. Let me pull up the article real quick. The The attack that took place took place in Jordan, which is in between Iraq and Syria. And Kevin says, I suck at editing. If we work together, we could make an impact. There we go. <laughs> that I'm actually getting pretty decent at editing clips together. You are a That's, good guy. Opus does a lot of that work. They but, do some stuff. Um, yeah, Opus. But there's does, some trimming. There's some trimming that happens. There's a little bit of cutting and stuff. But and also Elijah, we talked about that last time. The all the 
beats and stuff that have been going over our videos um, have come from Elijah. So shout out to Nils, huge shout out to Nils. He's got more stuff for us, more shooting stuff because I wanted some specific songs and stuff to go over some shooting okay. content. Nils is the man, yeah, dude. dude. Nils is crushing. Yeah, I got this whole box of gear under here is all Nils stuff. I nice. brought it home to make sure that I could get all the transfers and stuff together, and I had all the Killer. right things. So he's a good dude, man. He's I really a fucking like that guy. super good dude. I'm excited to have him back in here. I want to have him on SOSID too, Kevin. Yes. You also. I've been. I've. I've hinted many times that we have plans for you. I'm just going to tell I, you now. I really I wanna, want you on that. I want to have you on SOSID on the Men's Mental Health Show. I think you would be fucking incredible here too, obviously. But I, that's you are. I. I cooked up a list when we started doing Salt yeah. of the Streets ID, and yeah. you're. You were immediately on that list because I think you would be so fucking good on that show. Yeah. If so, you don't have Signal, get Signal. Because we can do a video show from Signal or join Discord yeah. and get on our Discord because then we can do that there, too. But yeah. we, we, we need We you, watch bud. on the Men's Mental Health Show. Exactly. Okay, so let me bring up this first. Jesus Christ. This is a terrifying fucking meme. It's not a meme. This is a, this is a graphic this? from the Daily Mail. Oh, God. Um, to show kind of what's going on in the world. Um, so we have Iran making attacks through Syria via Yemen. Um, Turkey, obviously, is a part of NATO. So, like, this is the blue, green, red map that I was showing you earlier. So, we have Russia going on up here. The attack's going on there. We have Turkey over uh, here hanging out. Look at how there's, like, four fucking countries that separate what's happening in Iran. And, obviously, there isn't it's, fighting in Iran right now. That yeah. all, That's all happening further to the south and kind of over to the west. Yeah. But the fact that the active parties are... What a hundred to a few hundred miles away? I don't yeah. know how fucking far that yeah, is. Yeah, not, not much. That far, you not know? that not much. Not a thousand miles. Yeah. This is why Russia and Iran have always been just because they're that close. Yeah, because they're that close. And those, I mean, we're talking the stands in between there. Yeah. So they're all the old block countries. Yeah, they're all old block countries that are influenced by both Russia and Iran. So that's the whole thing that's going on. Fuck, dude. But so this is how I found this. Right, the Jordan attack that took place at what they call Tower Twenty Two. It's a base in Jordan. It's this is what I had to work with, right? Seven guys who are all like, "What are we doing here?" Oh, it's more than that, but still, it's not that much bigger. Um, so this is the graphic I went off, and I was like, "I got to try to find where this base is at," because they also show in this article a picture of the base. There's a picture of the base. I go, you know what? You know, I have Google Map skills. I could find shit, and so just based off that? of like that picture, escaping or something, geo mapping. I don't know. There's I actually a, saved this one. So there's a name for that, but, though. You know what? We're going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to unsave it. And I'm going to find it again. Because I know it's super easy to find. So it's in Jordan. It's in, like, northern right? Jordan. And just going off of that previous graphic. Those countries are all shaped so fucked which, up. I mean, it's just right in there. Yeah, it's because countries are bullshit. Yeah, this sucks. I like that ours is just kind of the middle of a chunk. <laughs> exactly. Know? It's a good chunk. Other islands off the side. Yeah. These are shaped all fucked up. You yes. live at that point, how do you tell your neighbor that like this is the point? Exactly. You know? Yeah, like that little square chunk cut yeah, out. Yeah, who's decided right you there? live in that part know. of Iraq? Yeah, who knows? All the people in Jordan are like, there was a uh, war yeah, at right. some point that was like, okay, so from <laughs> this point precisely. over here we're gonna do this. Um, yeah, that's a fucked up square. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, if I was the United States and I needed to put a base somewhere that was in Jordan that was close to whatever I needed to fuck with, right? Iraq, Syria, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. It's going to be up in this corner somewhere. All up into business. Yeah. And so then you just kind of zoom in a little bit. You start to look for weird abnormalities right. and things. And you just kind of start searching, start searching. 
And hopefully I can find it again. And it was right along... I feel like that's too far south. It was in here fucking somewhere. Don't tell me I lost it. I lost it, goddammit. It's around. There's a road. There it is. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. Hey, there's Tower 22. This is the base that got attacked. Right here. So it's it's not that big of a there's base. There's a barbershop there. Oh, yeah. You got a barbershop. I mean, it's a fucking base. It's I mean, there's the barracks and okay. stuff like that, offices. You know, you got enough room for... A couple of helicopters. What are those? Apaches over there, probably. And then, you there's know, you got some... There's a soccer field. Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. Blackhawks there. You got your rec field over there to play some soccer. Where's Brian? Brian will tell us what those are. Brian, what are we doing? What are those? That's a Blackhawk. 100%. Those yeah. are Blackhawks. Those are Apache attack helicopters. Shout out Brian, Blackhawk crew chief. Yeah, dude. Looking so badass. Within... How you fit some in that giant helicopter? They're big helicopters, baby. <laughs> But yeah, it, it took me all of ten minutes to find out where this thing was. So that's where the it. attack was from that's, Iran. Yeah, uh, from a, it was from Hezbollah. Okay. It was a Hezbollah. In Syria. Um, e- yeah, either from Syria or you know just outside Israel because Hezbollah operates on the north end. Let's of call it Damascus. Israel. We'll call it Damascus. Why not? It's all Mesopotamia. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> or, it all exists within the fertile crescent anyway. Assyria. Because <laughs> this, they're all Persians. All of this used to be Assyria, that that eventually became Persians, and now yeah, it's a whole different deal. But um, just, just boil everyone down to Persians. Like, listen, mean, you're all fucking Persians. Anyway, y'all okay? used to hang out with Xerxes. <laughs> Give it a fucking break, dude. Uh, but yeah, that was. I mean, it was like two day, two or three days after the show, last show that we actually yes. finally had Americans killed. Three Americans killed over there. All of them, POCs, minorities. <laughs> One of them being a woman. Yeah, we're all uh, like we're over like two hundred missile attacks now. I think. Yeah, it's over two hundred missile attacks that we've had in response to that. There was a weird quiet period. Missile and drone. Indeed. Well, yeah, drones. They fire missiles, drop bombs. Yeah. I don't know if, how many bombs necessarily we drop anymore. I feel like everything's guided with a propulsion system, which right. you could probably call a missile, but I don't know. Either way, and you gotta it's be in like, hellfire from above. Yeah, and then you got to be in like real heavy, active combat if you're going to be dropping bombs, you know? Yeah. Bunker you're, carpet, you're carpet bombing an area, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like but you're, you're laying siege to a city if that's what's going on. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're wrecking Yemen. That's <laughs> what's happening. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what's happening, dude. We're just going <laughs> to... Aleppo, what's that? Oh, we carpet bombed it. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, God. Uh, but in response to this, there was a long, quiet period because <laughs> Joseph, get it together. This article is uh, pretty old at this point. January twenty ninth. Yeah, January twenty ninth. So it's you know week and a half old. Um, there's a long downtime of like, well, what's going to happen? Because Joe Biden had threatened to launch a direct attack right. on the Iranian Navy because all of these militia groups are backed by Iran. Don't ask how how we know that. The Pentagon would say, we just know they're all financed by We didn't Iran. remove any comments, Joseph. Did you guys remove my comment, or is YouTube... YouTube will do it. Yes. We didn't remove any comments. Never. I don't we remove don't, comments. We don't moderate the chat like that. Hard no. We hardly watch you guys. That's fucked up. I have to ignore Colin to look at the chat. Exactly. I was like, what are you... I'm talking to you, man. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, 
where was I? Uh, we we quit doing that. Uh, it was a long period of time yeah. where we did not retaliate right. against our three Americans killed, and so everybody was like, okay, well, if we do what Joe Biden says and actually directly fucking take out some, if we hit the Iranian Navy, congratulations, we're in World War Three now. Right. Good job. That's how we're going to do things. That's and so there was a long period of like, well. They're gonna they're gonna come together. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna try to come up with some kind of response. And ultimately, we did respond with over two hundred bombings throughout the Middle East, targeting various "quote unquote" Iranian-backed militias. So we're talking about Hezbollah and the Houthis in Yemen, and a bunch of other fucking bunch of other shit, right? Too. And the other day, we dropped a what they call a modified. Hellfire missile that does not it doesn't have any incendiary in it. It's it's like those shredder missiles that okay. we saw before that took out one of the Taliban guys. We, I don't know, we talked about it on the show before, but it was a it was a surgical targeted strike in this was Iraq. Trump. This was Donald Trump, the Iranian yes. okay. Yeah, the dude it was on his balcony or whatever. He yeah. dropped a fucking shredder missile down on <laughs> yes, it. Was so he up. His house. Same same deal. Right, and we took okay, out. He's Kim Jong Un. He's white Kim yeah, Jong Un. He's white Kim Jong Un. That's awesome. But yeah, we did take out uh, somebody now that we're we're claiming as a country, saying, okay, well, this is a this is a retaliatory response. We took out a commander, a supposed commander of a sect of the of Hezbollah. There's multiple versions of Hezbollah, but we took out right. a a commander in the Hezbollah fucking militia who is supposedly, if you listen to the DOD and the Pentagon, he was in charge of logistics towards the attack that killed those three soldiers that we had. Okay. And we took out, we dropped this fucking missile on his car with his two bodyguards, and there were no other casualties, supposedly. And after that... Hezbollah put out a statement. It was like, okay, we're going to refrain from attacking U.S. interests for the next, I don't know, like 20-some days or whatever. There's going to be a temporary ceasefire between that. We're going to be cool for a little while because you just whacked off one of our fucking commanders. Yes. Yeah, he got a, he got a climax <laughs> from that. So, and that's, other than that, uh, Joe Biden made some comments the other night during his really terrible... Thing. We already covered it where he called president of Egypt, CC, and all that. And he said, uh, the White House has been walking back his statement. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, I said whacked off. We whacked the guy. My bad. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Joe Biden in that statement uh, called the Israeli response to the October 7th attack um, over the top. And that that's the big news at this point. But the Israel's still fucking around in Gaza. That's still happening. There is a peace deal that supposedly um, Hamas brought. Uh, Anthony Blinken has said that there are... there. It's not... Bibi Netanyahu refused it outright, but um, our guy over there essentially said you know, there's room for negotiation, so there still might be some negotiating power left. So Anthony Blinken is still trying to like, well, you know... We still might yeah, be able to get hostages, man. We still might be able to get hostages. It's called a negotiation for a reason, so we're going to do that. Um, other than that, it's been kind of the same status quo over the last few weeks since the last time we were here. Yeah. There's obvious 
Iranian-backed, quote-unquote, militias fighting forces as much as they can, you know, launching rockets. Uh, rockets still going is, into Israel. Not Israel's still IDF fighting everybody. Like on the there, ground. Yeah, very little IDF progress in the ground. And, and that's that's basically it. It's still just the same Middle Eastern shit show that's been going on for months now. And, yeah. and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So we, we'll see. But as... The nice thing about a proxy war is that you can drop a fucking Hellfire missile on somebody's head and take out a quote-unquote commander, and Iran's not going to do anything because they... doesn't matter. You know, somebody else will come in. Commanders exist. The new commanders will come up. It's not really a big deal. So we're not really necessarily that much closer to World War Three or, you know, whatever the the colloquial metaphor of the day is to a larger regional worldwide conflict, but you know, just give it time. Okay. Okay. That is the last letter of comment. Holy e? Jesus Christ. The E is the last letter of a comment that you, that didn't fit in one comment. YouTube won't let me speak my mind. That's fine. I guess life will go on free or not. We'll just march clueless to the chambers. Dude. Also, <laughs> Put some extra spaces in there. Break out some words. I give me some code. What are we doing here, dude? Yeah. Type it for us again. Yeah. What are we doing? That's weird. I want to know what the comment is now. Yeah. Was this Bill? Could I don't that know was the guns comment. thing from earlier? Don't oh, worry okay. About that. that was earlier. I totally messed it up. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at on the war in the Middle East. Still ain't good. But uh, you know. Schumer made some weird, like a uh, Chuck Schumer, for, like, oh boots on the ground, seemingly facetious, facetious comments facetious. about about uh, you know if we don't send Ukrainian aid, then there's going to be American boots on the ground fighting in one of these NATO countries, and yeah, yeah, and then, no, uh, that's not going to happen. Representative Paulina Luna introduced a bill that would make it so that anybody who votes to send U.S. forces to Ukraine or like to a foreign country has to fight along like on the front lines with them. Uh, Roman Roman rules, dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Yes. And then I was listening to Star Here the other day and they were talking about how Zelensky had replaced his, his um, uh, top uh, the, 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 the top head, general. Right. And part of it is because like, oh, they're running out of missiles and stuff like that. And uh, Brad Milky is like, well, you know, you could argue that they're running out of missiles because the U.S. and NATO won't send them more arms. Okay, fuck you. It's not our fault you don't have missiles. That isn't how any of this works. No, dude. It isn't our fault you can't defend yourself. You can't defend yourself because your country sucks. That's That <laughs> would be why. It isn't because we don't... No, no. We don't owe you anything. We don't... You don't... We don't owe you fucking help. That no, isn't dude. how any of this works. No. Source your own shit, bitch. Get the fuck out of my face. And I send still... you $200 billion. Mm -hmm. You don't have missiles? Fuck out of here. What are you doing? Fuck out of here. What are you doing? I agree with uh, also. I agree with over there a thousand percent. These people want to send my nieces and nephews to fight. They can kiss my ass. Yeah. CCR sung about this. Oh, CCR. Yeah, Clearance clear revival. Clearwater revival. Yes, sung about this very thing fifty years ago with their song "Fortunate Son." Yes. Also, I'm pretty sure that song was about George W. Bush. Uh, not 50 years ago. Um, <laughs> I do have a... Right. Timelines don't add up. <laughs> I do have a freedom and liberty for this, unless you have anything else that you want to no, add. Spit it to me, baby. Spit it to me. So, of course, people are always asking us. They want to know... What, what does things? this have to do with freedom and liberty, Donovan? Thank you. Uh, like I said last week, right, chicken little, uh, but it might not be so little anymore. When the minority leader facetiously discusses American troops in Europe, 
something is happening. When the U.S. air strikes multiple countries and locations after losing service members, something is happening. Uh, from this angle, we appear to be on the edge of a global warfare, and we don't. if we don't choose our steps carefully, we're going to tumble right in. For our nation to survive, it is vital for us to turn our focus inward to repair and maintain the shining city on the hill for us all to enjoy. Secure our borders and our interests while maintaining friendly and open relations around the globe to keep a lid on any conflicts that may spill into our sphere of influence. Sphere of influence. Sphere. We don't have any business meddling in relationships and politics that we don't understand in a culture and area of the world that doesn't want us there. We cannot and should not solve the world's problems, especially without handling our own first. So take the advice the government chooses to ignore and secure the home front. Secure your food and water, arm, train, and organize with your community, and most of all, defend your freedom to do it. This country belongs to those who believe and embrace its founding ideals. Beautiful. And also, I sided with Kevin when he says, hey, asshole. That song came out in 69, <laughs> so it was 54 years ago. <laughs> uh, that was actually very nice. I don't want to degrade no, how good that was. No, so thank fine. you very much, good sir. Of course. You left enough time that I can cut that out of the end of the clip. So. <laughs> <laughs> With that, everyone, we're going to call this an end to just part through. We'll be back yeah. in a few minutes for the grab bag. Uh, Colin and I are going to talk about some food really quick, some plans after this. We're going to figure some things out. Are uh, we? Yes. Okay. I have some questions to ask you. Um, so with that, you'll be back in a few minutes. Of course, you'll be watching us here on YouTube, youtube.com slash salt of the street. You can find us uh, on our own personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Collins at Big Bird on both those things. Everything at salt of the streets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. We have the SOSIDs there, the uncuts. We have all the things there, the articles, everything. So go there, subscribe. It will make more better content just like this. This comes. Uh, this segment and all of the parts and all the episodes are executively executively produced by Zeke. Go the there. man. Top the myth, tier. The legend. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share this with everybody that you know. We'll be back in a little bit. Y'all gonna see the rain about the border build during the grab bag. Send it. Um, I I saw it earlier this week yes. and I don't know why I didn't save it. Yes. Because it was fucking good. We'll be back in a few minutes for part four. Peace. Thank you very much. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. And this is part four. The grab bag of episode 164 has been a fantastic episode so far. I feel very good about it. Covered some great stuff. Good conversation with Nate earlier. Really good breaking out, breaking points. That'll be a great segment. Um, This is the grab bag. We're going to have a great time. We have lots of stuff that we're going to talk about. Huge grab bag. It's going to be fantastic. It's where we let our fucking hair down. Oh, is this where we let our hair down? This is where we let our fucking hair down. We have a good time and we chill. Should I, uh, we'll take, we'll take the hat off. Until it's, when I put it up when it's wet, it's crazy. But You get the real lion's mane shit going on, bro. Yeah. Like, it's got volume. But here we are. Fucking so, sexual chop over there. <laughs> so this is a grab bag. It's going to be a great time, of course. Personal social media. We're doing all that stuff at the end. Zeke is Indeed. the producer for everything. It's a grab bag. I think we're going to start. We're going to start with Kevin's post that he sent on Instagram the other day. I watched it. I liked it. And then he uh, was a G and resent it to me so that I, we can show it right now. But on page 213 of the border bill, it said that any person from a country not connected to the U.S. would not be. Yes. That it was true, but on that 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 border bill no longer exists. So we're not going to worry about it, which is why we didn't get into the details of the border bill today, because we don't actually have a working one yet. Um, so 
we will start with Mr. Kevin Garcia doing one of the greatest border posts I've ever seen. It takes a lot for you to make videos. All I did in my comment was post that in Senate bill, the Senate bill for the border, the one that also has $60 billion for Ukraine and $15 billion for Israel, which has nothing to do with the fucking border. But all I said in a comment was what's on page 213 of that 370 page bill. What's on page 213 clearly states that any immigrant that is not from a country, or that is from a country that is not connected to the United States. So any immigrant that is not from Mexico or Canada will not be counted towards immigration numbers. That is factually true. It was in the previous border bill. The fuck? If it, yeah, if you were not, um, and it might've been if you were a minor, but yeah, if you were not coming from a contiguous country, you would not be connected to the number that would be counted in the crossings, which was that 5,000 to 8,500 number that was originally in that bill. But thank God, again, this that border bill no longer exists. So we're, we're okay, but we need to watch out for that same language when they try to bring it up again next time. That means if a billion people show up, as long as they're not from Mexico and Canada, they won't fucking be counted. Fact check, I true. post that, I share that, I try to get information out to people and Instagram removes my fucking content. Yeah, let's go. They don't want you informed. Nope. Instagram, social media, the media, no matter who, they don't want you informed. They want you stupid. It takes a lot for you to videos. Yeah, that's, that's right, dude. The, fucking A. The sentiment you're expressing is precisely what brought us here to do this show, man. That's, exactly. That is it right there. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, well, let's, uh, <laughs> that's the place we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I want to bring up <laughs> Baka Bok Chicken, man. I was just, I saw the video. I was like, crispy. it looks real good, man. Yeah. Yeah, miners were also not counted. That's, That's right. Yeah, it is all fucked up. But let's let's check out the menu of this baka baka chicken. It looks chicken. like it What's could be crispy here. But... Thighs. One piece for six twenty-five of the baka baka chicken? A thigh? Well, I mean. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah, you right. want some thigh I was thinking meat, wings, bro. bro. I was thinking wings. I'm just, I got my anatomy wrong. I was just thinking wrong. <laughs> chicken thighs are the best part of the yes, chicken, by yes, the way. Yes, they are. The strips. Three piece for nine fifty. That's pretty good. I wouldn't hate that. I would not hate that. Six for seventeen fifty. There's probably, a discount if you probably, get six. Yeah, and they're probably pretty decent strips. Good you wings, know. sandwiches, garlic butters. <clears throat> it's all just chicken. All right. Sounds well, pretty fire. Shout out. Baka Baka. All right. First major story. Joe Rogan. He's coming back, bro. Do the Joe Rogan experience is coming back. Do we, we don't, know how much money he got? Uh, I've heard it was between 250 to $350 million. God damn. And of course, we will never know. But the the key point here being that uh, it's the show in its entirety is coming back to YouTube again, so people will. It's coming it, back to YouTube. Yes, it'll really? no longer be strictly just. They have Spotify to be making anymore. so much fucking money oh, off of this yeah, if they're going to let it go back to YouTube. That's crazy. So much money. And as aside from this, no one's going to quit Spotify just because no. they can get Joe Rogan for free now. But how many people got Spotify? That's what Joe I'm Rogan, saying. A yeah. Lot. But yeah, nobody's going to quit Spotify because Joe Rogan's opening up. But um, there was a his popularity is only going to grow again because YouTube is going to be a much broader audience to begin with. And like it was, he did take a hit on viewership when he went to solely Spotify. But Spotify is being smart here, and they're going. They have these weird advert. You know, they've got advertisement deals. They got this and that and the other thing. It's right. not Joe Rogan. The talent is going back to YouTube and other platforms, but um, he will no longer be Spotify exclusive. Um, 
so that'll be fun. We don't know when exactly it's going to happen yet. Uh, I think I've listened to the latest show he was on. Didn't say anything about it. Um, when he did go to Spotify, it was like he talked about it for like maybe five minutes on one episode, and then just quit going. He doesn't. He's pretty he quiet doesn't about do that type the, of shit. He doesn't do yeah. the business stuff, but he's not going to make a huge video thanking no. Spotify. He might have made a post or something. But no, and he's still going to be. I mean, he's still employed. His show is still. An affiliate of Spotify or whatever. With Spotify. Yeah. It's just their deal is they're branching back out, cause I, which is good. Good because, for them, dude. Yeah. Good for and, him. And I think as far as the wider world Jamie's of YouTube, be too. Money too. Jamie's fucking loaded. Dude, Jamie's got a big dick and he's rich. Fucking, uh, yes. He's just living a dream down dude. there in Texas. That's, there's just a has thing, to get berated by Joe a little bit. That's there's all. There's a thing with Spotify or with... Uh, Really high quality podcast producers. Yeah, the ones that are the ones that are press the buttons. Toby from fucking AYG. He apparently is a tripod, just like Jamie really? is a tripod. It's like a whole thing. I don't know why. Weird. The, with the, that's why Nadav doesn't work with YMH anymore because he's a dick. he's just a tiny little. Dick. We gotta get a big dick <laughs> fucking person to sit behind a camera. Yes, which also that was a bad move, Nadav. That was a bad Poor move. choice. You should have stayed with that bandwagon. Yeah. I don't know. There's some weird shit Even going on. Even if it's going downhill, ride YMH it. YMH is the going weird, ship. but just ride it out, bro. Yeah. Ride or die. There's, if you attach yourself to, some, to Tom Segura, you're going to be fine on the back end. You'll be all right. YMH might do some weird shit, but you'll still get there. Um, so, yeah, that's exciting. Um, there was some conversation about with Joe Rogan's return to YouTube. There might be some interesting censorship things that come along with that, because because Joe Rogan is such a powerhouse. Yeah, and YouTube is such a fuck. With and YouTube being such a fuck, if if the deal is to let Rogan roll on YouTube, that might kind of help level out the playing field a little bit on YouTube as to as to what's going to get censored and what's not going to get censored. I was just going to say, I almost would think it would be not as bad because they don't control him anymore. Exactly. Like, they can't dictate what does they and does not get out. They're just yeah. part of the deal now, mm -hmm. you know? And it's not... <coughs> so before... <coughs> oh, R.I.P. Toby. Joseph, yes. I should say R.I.P. Toby Keith. Oh, okay. And he died this year. Was, I thought you meant Toby sad. McScruffins, and I was like, "Wait, what?" No, sorry. Th that's yeah, Toby Keith. You know, it was uh, he was he got big during nine eleven, especially. Yeah. But uh, Red Solo Cup, this whole deal. He died. Uh, I helped Brian move his trailer last night, and his son was humming Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Cup. I've sung along with that song a lot. But I don't know that one, but it's because you're in your vein of music and you hang out there and that's where you're comfortable and that's fine. Yeah. And that's where you're at. You get some deep cuts. I'm not a musical adventurer. Yeah. So I will be curious though in the future that if, because Joe Rogan's coming back to the platform of YouTube, uh, with the extra backing of Spotify, because now not only is just Joe Rogan, the powerhouse that he was on YouTube before, right now he's also backed by the other major platform that is dealing in this world of video entertainment and video shows and all that stuff enough that like maybe YouTube, maybe he'll do another Alex Jones episode that will not get taken off of YouTube. No. You know what I mean? And then what does that do for the wider landscape of YouTube content creators like people like us? Does it, does it 
re-tamp down some of the extra censorship because if Rogan's on there leading the charge, does that change the battlefield for everyone else? Right. Time will tell, but it's, it is exciting to think about, and it is also, like, I hate to say it, man, but, like, kind of kind of generally fuck a YouTube or a Spotify podcast, a Spotify-only podcast, because, like, sometimes I want to put that shit on my TV. Yeah. And, like, I can't I can't even, like, I'll pull up the, the YouTube app and simulcast to my TV, have it broadcast to my TV. Yeah. Just to have it play while it's running from my phone. And that's really dope. I can't do that with Spotify. I have a Spotify. And the Spotify account on my on my PS4 and all that shit, it's just audio only. Right. I don't. I don't. It doesn't work as good. No. Also, like, it doesn't track your podcast. If you stop listening no. to your phone and then go to the PlayStation on the TV, it doesn't not keep your place. No. no. And I noticed that on my, la- on my laptop, too. Just try to use it on my laptop. It doesn't have even, like, my new podcast laid out in order or anything like that. I have to go and find those things, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the cross-platform problems that occur they're, they seem like real nitpicky but yeah. they're actually as far as like the user experience are right. very 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 right. important fucking rumble rumble sucks dude rumble fucking sucks dick yeah. I, I love the company, everything they're doing right. man everything they're all about but that it's still as far as the user experience the goes it still is super subpar um the app has certain perks that say like YouTube doesn't like you can still listen to us when, uh, it's, your screen when is it's closed. closed. Yeah, that's nice. You have to but also, YouTube Red to do if that, I'm in yeah. the middle of like a, a live stream and once it's done, it's done. And then I kind of go back up and, right. and listen to where I started. No, you just have to restart and try to find your spot. Uh, similar to X now. I'm officially done dead naming Twitter. Twitter's dead. I don't care anymore. Twitter was a bad place. We don't like Twitter. Twitter was bad. X is good. X is cool. I'm X going, is cool, I'm going bro. back to X. I'm getting back on it more lately. I I mostly live there. I spend way more time on Instagram lately. Yeah. Which I don't want to change, but it might change. It's because reasons. But, like, I just I, I started to dive back into Instagram, particularly Instagram shorts. And because that's or reels reels. Yeah. Um, because they're better they than you, YouTube dude. shorts, they but get they you. get you real bad. And the al- the algorithm I have going on on my my reels is pretty nice. Yeah, it works. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of pickles. There's a lot of motorcycle shit. For some reason, I just really like motorcycle content. For some reason, I don't know. Keep I, it there. I, I don't do you, that. Once you fuck it up, it's hard to fix. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm into it. I'm getting yeah. the right shit. So I don't want to fuck it up. But. Um, but I am interested to see how the landscape changes as we go <laughs> yes, forward. Yes, so. Rumble fucking sucks. I'm yes, glad Rumble that it's sucks. not just us. It's not. Rumble know? does suck. Rumble sucks. And and I mean, P-P-P-P. I've heard, I've heard. Um, Look at all those drinks behind him. Oh yeah, they have their own shit now. I'll I'll bring it up when we bring up post. But um, Timcast, the after show, is all run through Rumble and all this shit, and it's they a bad choice every. Almost every single fucking episode, they have massive like bit rate problems and frame rate drops and this and that and the other thing. And they're like, "Well, this is just I'm sorry, man. Like, this is just what we're doing." Like, they, as much as they are investing in the infrastructure that keeps Rumble 100% independent from everything else, they're just they there's not a clean swap over yet you can't yeah. get the same exact user experience no. if you go to rumble man you just cannot do it they are continually getting better right but they're I'll still they're still not there man and the barstool 
Barstool just signed with Rumble exclusively. They're well, bringing you know, over all their shows, money, yeah. and and he 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 didn't take a cash deal for it. He took some money, but it was like primarily equity, equity in the company, which means Dave Portnoy believes in Rumble, who makes a living off of betting on good things, right? Believes in where Rumble's going, and so I believe in where Rumble's going too. Obviously, but it's just. It's not my primary mode right now because it still that. fucking sucks. Yeah, I'll trust the... If I was an investor, I'd put money into it, for sure. But, like, as far as the user experience goes and the everyday use, it sucks dick, dude. Sucks fucking dick. And they're old, they're old like, lead pony of fucking Crowder. Yeah. Crowder sucks, Crowder's dude. Terrible. Crowder fucking sucks now, Red dude. Bar's Nobody all over cares him. about Crowder. Crowder sucks Red so bar's much. all over him. Whatever was going on in his life that made him change how he does business over there he fucking shot himself in the foot dude he made way too many enemies that he should not have he should have taken their counsel he should have done all this because his show is garbage now. yeah i i tried to listen to an episode a couple weeks ago and i didn't make it through the whole thing i was like i'm done with this this is this I, this is still it's everything that i hated from crowder before except even worse so I don't do that no more. But who I do like is Mr. Petra Bet David. Let's go. PBD. Um, this you need to listen to. And if you don't catch the notice right off the bat, we can look at the tweet that he sent with it. But I want you, I want to get your take on on what he's he's about to show a like a Instagram reel or something like that. And he's commenting on what that content is. So the important part is what he's gonna show. So give this a shot. Drop. Go ahead and play this clips. I don't know who sent this to me, but I didn't want to say what she said. I just wanted to share it because she makes a very interesting point, and I want to talk about this. Go ahead and play this, Rob. 1% of the population. Where you at? Where you at? She's fine. She's I, chilling. I heard, like, I thought it was water. I was like, is the dog pissing on the floor? I, which was like, oh, I've, no. <laughs> she hasn't an accident in years, so I would have been gravely concerned. Come lay down, baby. Come lay down, baby. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. We 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 just need to. I'm with go you. Back. Yeah. Just a little bit. Here we go. It was the, the numbers are important. I'm sorry, I, prom yeah, I promise fine. I'm listening. Interesting point, and I want to talk about this. Go ahead and play this, Rob. One percent of the population control the world. Four percent of the population are their puppets. Ninety percent of this population is a zombie, is a sleeping zombie, and five percent are trying to wake up the zombies. Did you get one percent? Make yeah. sure that the four percent stop the five percent from waking up the ninety percent. Do it again. Play this it again. This is not wow. a war between two religions. This is not Play it again. Play it again. Okay, so pause. pause. Yeah. You should okay. really so, slow down. Yeah, that was like a sped up video. So we don't need to re-listen to that whole thing. But what was said was one percent of the population controls the world. Four percent of the population are their puppets. Ninety percent of the population are sleeping zombies. Five percent of the population are trying to wake up the zombies. The one mistake makes sure the one percent make sure that the four percent stop the five percent from waking up the rest of the ninety percent. So we have say WEF are the one percent of the population trying they're they're the ones actually pulling the strings, controlling the world, setting the policies, right. making sure everything that comes in, everything from the CEOs of BlackRock to the politicians and all that, those are the four percent that are all doing the bidding of the one percent. And their whole job is to make sure the 5% of people like you and me and PBD and everybody that's out there looking at things, Kevin and Joseph and all the people yeah. are trying to wake up the rest of the 90% 90 90 of the population that are sleeping zombies, letting all of this go down. What are your thoughts on those numbers? 
roughly. I, the no, I think that that's yeah. No, I think that makes. I certainly makes sense based yeah. on conversations we have with people. Yeah. You know, I think the five percent is the five percent of people that are trying to wake up the zombies. I think is growing, which yeah. means that the ninety percent of the sleeping zombies is getting smaller. Right, right, and I think that yeah, I think the number. I, the general idea is good. The numbers are whatever, you know, I think that yeah. it's really the idea that we're talking about. And I think the idea is good because that 4% you're talking about is like governments, government workers, yes. like people government like that. Workers, yeah. And, yeah. Major CEOs that, and the people that run institutions. Media, yeah. Yes. I think that that makes a ton of sense. So okay. that's, I think 4% might be a higher number. I think 90% is too high. Like I think there's, especially these days. Yeah. I think Maybe 10 years ago. Right. I, I think, think that was 80% it. is probably closer. And the 4% is probably closer to 10 and the yeah. 5% is closer to whatever that difference would be. Yeah. And do you think it's nine still going right? in the right direction? Yes. Look. I think the 4% would be a percent higher than whoever, than the 5%. I like, I almost think those numbers would be switched and then higher mm -hmm. because they nope. caught, they've caught on to us, and they've caught on to the advances that we're making with that 80% yes. group, and they've doubled down their efforts in to that. To get and, more people like them. And diversified the way that they go about it. They used to just make more news and stuff like that. They used to just take things down. Now they're paying people to pretend that they aren't part yes. of something, that are actually part of something. There's a lot of that type of stuff going on, way more deception, way more levels of deception going on. So that's, that's what I would say is they're... I almost think that the puppets almost outnumber us at this particular point mm. because of the way they're trying to combat us. Yes. But I think that our our what five what they represented five percent is making bigger gains with the ninety percent than the four percent is. That's what I think. That makes does sense. that make sense? Yep, it sure does. And I think, yeah, uh maybe a few years ago I probably wouldn't agree with you. Yeah. Today? Yeah. yeah. No, I think hundred percent. All right. So ladies and gentlemen. I give you the future president of the United States, the future Democratic nominee for president of the United States. Oh, God. Mr. Gavin Newsom uh, is kind of caught on a Zoom meeting in a recording that I don't think he thought was public. Says, sir, uh, you dropped it. Oh, it's too quiet. We have to turn this shit up. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why are you stopping him? Did you catch that? Did he you didn't catch pay that? for that. And he says, why didn't you stop him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh good. Oh, my God. Good, 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 good. She goes, oh, the governor. I swear to God, true story. Oh, my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, it's just not true. And she, I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, $950, the 10th toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. Look it up. No one gives a damn about right. it. Calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. There. Fuck you, Gavin yeah, Newsom. Dude. He's got no fucking clue, dude. And... All he does is laugh it off at the end of the day. He's he, these people don't understand. Like we have the toughest, we have the tenth toughest law on this in the books. I'm like, motherfucker, no, you don't. What a fucking piece of shit. This is you have no concept of what's so, happening in your fucking state. Why do am you? I paying three hundred eighty dollars if the guy's not not paying anything? Exactly. I wonder how you feel if you make a fucking five percent of what you make every year. You dumb piece, piece of, of shit. shit. And. All the rest of the, he's having a mayor's conference, right? So he's the governor with a bunch of the mayors on there. 
so fucking clueless about how he's having this interaction at a store. He watches somebody walk out with a gang of shit, and he goes, Based "Well, what on the his fuck?" Policies, which he then yes. disagrees with. What a what fucking is wrong fool. with you, you fucking cum dumpster? That's future uh, nominee for uh, president, by the way. That's gonna happen. Let's catch up on these comments here. Uh, let's see here. I listened to the first video on X, aka Twitter, today. Tucker Putin interview, no buffering at all. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the Twitter thing, like the X thing, is that like, as far as like watching the videos, you got to be dedicated to the video. Like, if your phone shuts off yes, or you shut the screen yes. off, or do, and it might be different for premium the subscribers, same but like, live issue, yeah, it's like it doesn't catch up you have to right. go back and timestamp, and it's a pain in the it's ass the youtube thing they hold your place fucking you know yeah i, I was watched gardening. the show a week ago and it's still holding on to my point you know yeah exactly i was gardening and listened to to it twice until my phone died i still can't believe how putin came off as like <laughs> as a likable human being oh hey man crowder mug club buffering is unacceptable and the dump button got old quick don't listen to crowder because yes of it. yes dude this fucking bullshit dumb button like he's gonna get pulled off or so. you're fucking you're just lying you're just full of shit i i can't I'm not stand into that it, dude. dude i'm not into it we don't want to self-censor <laughs> those so are facts we don't want to self-censor so we're going to remove part of the show from youtube so that you can't see it so that we don't get pulled off so we're you're not, self-censoring yes we're not gonna we don't want to self-censor so we're gonna self-censor fucking idiot dude i cannot stand that fucking fool i used to hate us, watch dude. him too can't stand it anymore oh yeah no i at this point i'm just like it's, it's not worth it anymore man and he does these weird i don't know his whole path of what his show is about now completely changed and i don't i know the dude is going through some bad times bro i get it i got it man but like the red, product you're putting out red bar's watching him too red bar's watching bro. red bar's all over him fucking red bar's watching i don't i don't like the red bar thing i'm not into the red bar thing i'm obsessed with red bar i it doesn't surprise me <laughs> it seems like your thing listen red bar is going to help me come into true form and going to help us to help this show take i'm the here i'm here for it man I have a hard time. Just, he's gonna help. Not my he's gonna help me take true form. I like some Philly trash, bro. I need some AYG in my life all the time. That's all I want. Some two fucking pieces of Philly trash this that live in Chicago New York. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very different. North. So it's, a, it's a totally different thing. Let's see. PBD also is it's also the shit. shit. I love his interviews. Even if I don't agree with the people he has on, he presses people on their shit and makes them comment on their... Oh, yeah. He Good that, interviewer, that yeah. Great interview. Uh, Chris Cuomo, Anthony Weiner. Yeah. He had on fucking Dum Dum the other day. What was his name? Fucking New York Loudmouth. Oh, fuck. Oh, it's driving me nuts. I'm going to have to look it up real quick. Sorry, I'll keep going. The 4% uh, of the people depend on the system, so they will defend the system even though they know it's corrupt. Their livelihoods depend on it. That's the problem with any large government. 100%. Any large government forces people to depend on said government for their food and shelter. Michael so Rappaport. It. And that's why they... That's why the small government is always the way. No, it is true. You POS. Newsom is the type of person who blames Republicans, even though Democrats have run the state for 30 years. That clip had me rolling. He acts so surprised. He must have been the first time he witnessed it in real life. I know. Newsom also refused to meet with the sheriffs of his state. Yeah, he's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a fucking scumbag. Meanwhile, in China. Got phones on fake guns? With a fake EOTech? Yep. And they're picking up ammo? Yeah. Holy shit. They gamify it. Running around with P90s. You could never do this in America. No. 
kids would be getting gunned down. You're running around with P90s. This is what? Okay, all right, conspiracy time. They're training them to fucking do war with us. Yes, They're training dude. them in CQB, and they think they're having a good time. That is not a conspiracy theory. What this is the what they're fuck? actively doing. Yes. Welcome Ooh, to that's it, bro. Fucked up. You don't get a Chromebook when you go to school. You get a fucking fake P90 that mounts to your phone. So Ooh, that you that's can, fucked up. You can, while you aim into your fucking classmates back and hit that QR code, it shows you killed them, and you got a kill count, and then you get bonuses with your fucking ammo pickups and your armor drops and... They gamified fucking war to train their civilians how to fight from a very, very young age. We've seen the videos of them in class taking apart guns. Yes. Because where do you think it's going to happen? Right. Ooh, that's fucked up. And we go, I wonder if they're going to invade Taiwan. Yeah, dude. Do you think they're going to invade Taiwan? You fuck. Of course they are. Just in about 10 years. That's all. Well, they could do it tomorrow. Damn, bro. they're ready. F- they're ready for future warfare tomorrow. Done. Generationally. Oh, that's so fucked up. Happy fucking birthday, bud. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucked up. But bro. also, how cool would that be as a fucking kid, sick. dude? I want to fucking do- fuck airsoft, dude. Give me one of those. Give me one of those. All right, now that's the heavier stuff. So we're gonna move to something lighthearted and actually pretty cool. This one was awesome. This is uh, the moment. Two scientists realized they captured something that hasn't been seen in the wild in like a very long time. Just maybe just hit the side arrow. Look at the ring. Doka? 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 What is this? It's it. It's it's owl. Isn't it owl? We can't tell. We can't tell them. We have to have them look through the the photos too. Thing. We get it. Holy <laughs> man! Man, this is the happiest what the f- ever. Can you display it back? Display it back. Man! It might be too I can't believe it. 140 years, bud. And that's that's some excitement right there if I've ever seen it. Oh, I love this one. Fuck around. Oh no. Mistakes were made. Oh no. That guy's just standing like, what do I do? He's gone, bro. Oh, he's done for. Unless he's stuck right there. Maybe oh, maybe he is stuck. I don't think so. He's gone. Shouldn't Damn, be doing that. Damn, bro. Should not be doing no, that. No, that's fucked up. Yeah, shouldn't be doing that. 
have been rediscovering previously thought lost species lately. It's a it's the global warming. It's the global warming. It's climate change. It's bringing them out. It's a good thing. Oh, this dude had a bad time. Ain't nobody noticing this. Or ain't nobody noticing that is what he said. Types in. I love... I got to turn the fucking music down because I don't want to get hit again. I love sucking dick. And then he translated it into, like, Japanese and throws it on a new graphic design. That's awesome. On a shirt. Yep. On a shirt. Very cool. Well, he got a letter of uh, termination that says, Dear Hugh... Uh, further to our meeting on <laughs> <laughs> your employment with us is terminated with uh, immediate effect as stated in our meeting. Can you read that? I can't read it from over here. Uh, the reason for terminating your employment with us is as follows. Writing company damaging messages on design objects which state after translation as the following. I love sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's for his company. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, that's just another fuck around and find out. That's awesome. Uh, okay, now I want you to be paying very, very, very close attention. There's gonna be a little math involved. You need to count how many people come out of this car. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna surprise you. Right in all four, oh, four, five, six, seven. Oh my god, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. How do you Where fit 13 people? Oh, oh 14! 15! <laughs> Where did they all come from? How many people? And, like, I went through this, like, frame frame by frame, basically. Like, everybody gets out. It's hard to tell because it's dark, right? So, obviously, you got the, the four people instantly on the outside. That four. Bolt. And then you got one green. Five, brown, six, seven. Six, seven. And you could see them moving from the inside. Eight, nine, ten. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. 12, 13. And then, oh, fuck, I forgot the trunk. 14, 15. 15 fucking God people. damn, bro. In one stolen BMW that they ran into the end of the road with. How do you fit that many people in a BMW? It's a clown car. Bloop. I have never bloop, seen bloop, anything bloop, like that. Just, that is fucking incredible. <laughs> just love that. And those poor bastards in the trunk, dude. They didn't even see it coming. They just got oh hit. Oh, my God. Real hard. Oh, yeah. Probably rocked their shit in the trunk. Yeah, dude. Real hard. Oh, this is cool. That looks like a giant dick. So, this is an uh, oil rig, ex, like an exfiltration device. Oh, like if there's a fire? Yeah, if you need to get off this oil rig, it comes down. But look at the oh, cool no. slide, man. Oh, what? Tell me you wouldn't want to do this. It's a long ways to go down. That's kind of lit, though. You'd probably get dizzy after a while. Oh, I bet. That's a long ways to go down, too. Yeah, and then the hardcore life rafts come up. And very, Whoa! Very, very cool. But yeah, it just looks drops like a dick out when it's up there. fucking thing. Boop. That's pretty cool, bro. Well, all good things come through the dick. Come there through the dick. Oh, this is... Oh, the God. caption is uh, horrible parenting. You can go with lighting. Just lighting shit. It's like seven. Oh, yeah. He's like, ooh, look, there's fire. <gasps> Mom either don't know or just don't care. <sighs> oh, oh, that's happening oh, quick. it's on fire. Oh, the whole she's thing. And watching. she's just standing there watching this thing burn. What the actual... Your credit score, your social credit score is going down. Sweetheart. Oh, yeah. 
Everybody's like, oh my God, there's a, f hey, look, there's a fire over here. There's something's on fire. And she's just like, oh, wow, that's nuts. And this kid's just a little fuck. He's a little fucking pyromaniac. Wow, what a dick. And just walk right away, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's not Told our the problem. people, don't need to worry about it. Nope. Someone will fix this issue that my child has caused. Yeah, and she's just going to bring some water over and try to put out the fire. What the fuck, dude? A little pyro, dude. Tell me this mom don't know what's happening either. I don't know. And he just I know what, what is she doing? And just lights it up. She's just standing there. I'm telling you, it that looks sus as fuck cuz she's just she stops and is just looking around looking That's real guilty. Weird. Looking real guilty. And the kid he, he makes even like a little dip over there like yeah. she's got to know what's going on. And then he, he pointed to it. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, what no, the it's, fuck? It's nothing. Crazy. That's weird. Horrible parenting, bro. Oh, this is a game I want to play at some point. <laughs> so we got a bunch of oh. clips attached to strings that go through a cup with the strings coming out the other end. So you don't really know which string you're pulling. <laughs> pick a string. Oh, and it just rips off his face. <laughs> oh, he some version of rock, paper, scissors. That's fucked up. You want to play this <laughs> game? Oh, <laughs> it appears as if when you win, you get more than. <laughs> the ear, dude, the ear. Oh my God. It hurts so bad. Oh, See, that's fucked up. And after a while, if you feel like you're doing real good, you know hurt's about to come because you got all the strings left, dude. You got Kevin's, all the Kevin strings. Kevin says why women live longer than men, 100%. Yes. Move, oh my God. Moving table tennis. Let's go. I want this. Oh, good table stuff, thanks. Thanks, thanks. Great last seat. Oh! 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 My God. Oh! I want to get into that. I want to get into that. This seems awesome. Ooh, underwater shit. This is fun. Giant shark. When she rolls over the. Oh! It's a shark? Wow! Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Where's my phone? <laughs> I think it's fucking giant. And you're like, you're so deep underwater, you need one of them bubble Look at the width of that thing. I'm not into that. I don't want to be near this that. This is thing. a monster. It's probably one of those. Uh, she is sharks. huge. And now she's belly side. I can't do anything. No, no. We have a. We're armed, but. Mm. There was a young male that one that went away. Okay, she's not here now. Oh, oh, there she is. Oh, yeah, but I'm not going to shoot her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. My Dude, look, goodness. There's, there's, like, valves and shit that, that thing could that be touching. That is amazing. That thing is fucking insane. Oh, it's going to eat the gun. Those sharks He's now. trying yeah. to. Really? Yeah, the six-mill shark. Oh, Nice positioning. And you're 
good. You say tipu. Tipu. And when you want to say guy, you say see. So if there is a girl you are trying to get with and she ever asks you, why should I be with you? Instead of saying to her, I am a good guy, you're going to say, I eat pussy. What is the word in your foreign language? That That's awesome. Uh, I have no idea if this is true or not. I know a guy. Um, all right, I will check that out, Kevin, real quick. We'll we'll pull that up here in a second. But I know a guy that works at Costco and has for, like, a long time. And I need to f confirm with him whether or not this is true. But Do not shop at Costco has. until you know their secret codes. Clearance pricing ended 9-7, which means the item is on sale. If the price ends in 3-9, 4-9, or 7-9, it's a manufacturer special. Regular pricing ends in 9-9. Manager markdowns end in 0-0. And an asterisk means the item won't be restocked. Do not shop at Costco. What the fuck? So there's a, there's a pricing system that goes on, bro. It's a thing. Costco until you know their secret codes. Clearance pricing ended in 97, which means the item is on sale. If the price ends in 39, 49, or 79, it's a manufacturer special. Regular pricing ends in 99. Manager markdowns end in 00. And an asterisk means the item won't be restocked. Do but how is it 99 if it said minus $4? That means it's on sale. The no, it's like the rollback prices, bro. You can say, oh, yeah, the oh, price is marked down however I want. Okay. But it, what oh, actually matters is the bottom okay. price. So it just tells okay. you. Okay. Yeah, supposedly. Okay. And this is, I didn't, do you know of this, do you know of this thing? 449. What can I do for you? That dude crashed yeah. into a mountain. He crashed into a mountain? Yeah, he did not survive. That uh, dude died. R.I.P. Sky King. Yeah. R.I.P. Sky King. Let's expose the mainstream media today. Check out this post. Also, this dude is super intense. Yeah. An article by The Hill. Notice this picture. Protesters outside the New York courtroom with anti-Trump signs. How does this pic make you feel? If you love Trump, this may upset you. 
the weaponization of the justice system. If you hate Trump, this may vindicate you, knowing there are people out there that understand your cause and protesting on your behalf. Either way, you are manipulated to feel that way by the fake news. Check out this video. This is the actual video of this picture. Two dudes. It's two protesters, most likely paid, and 30 mainstream media cameras there just to record it. Now check this out. Did a quick reverse lookup on this picture. Can you see how many news articles this picture was used Jesus all Christ. over the world? I mean, I'm still scrolling. The same exact fake pic. Used to manipulate your mind. Wow. Every article. Food for thought. All right, and then we're going to see that Trenton just sent us that message so that there would be a dick in our chat. <laughs> I see it now. And then Kevin sent something from, uh, he said, Phil Monty. That's Phil's link on Twitter. Let's look at this shit that I got in the chat really quick. Okay, let's do that. Let's scroll up. Scrolling up. Some of the stuff I put in the chat, or some of the stuff I put on our... Um, we watched, we watched Malice that. last time. Okay, so then that's going to be the first one. Ooh, what is this? Fucking into it, dude. Okay, so like this it. is um they this is how they look at shit like on the bottom of the ocean yes today i learned that oh, there is yeah. a ship this that allows you thing. to explore the bottom of a river without ever even oh, getting river, wet sorry. it's called the diving the bell ocean. ship and it works almost like an upside down cup underwater but with a few extra complexities oxygen is pumped That's into so the capsule cool, and the overpressure forces out the remaining water so and all you know you're left with is a dry riverbed which you can walk on without a diving suit however before you're allowed to go down into the belly you'd have to go into this airlock chamber and get yeah, used to the pressure that, change that once you're acclimated you walk down the tunnel like staircases, and with every step you take, it gets louder and foggier, with the humidity at the bottom at nearly 100%. The ship is most commonly used for underground work and recovery of various artifacts like this massive anchor. The question is, will you go in this thing or not? Today I learned Pretty that- fucking cool. I'd go in it. I'd do that. Yeah. I trust that. That's fine. There's a tube. I can go out. It's fine. I'm, right. I'm not like in a bubble underwater. I don't remember what this one is. Good. He's got a gun in the wait, are you a felon? Yes. <laughs> This one, this is a good one. This guy is training, seems to be interested in youth about safe firearms use. Uh-oh, Mr. King, but I took the magazine out. Yeah, you can take the magazine out and the firearm will still shoot, you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's important that we clear it because there is what still in this chamber? A bullet. A bullet still in the chamber, right? Yes, sir. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write it and bullet gonna pop out, you understand? Yes, sir. If you don't see no bullet in there, then you cleared it with your own eyeballs. If somebody passes you a weapon, what are we doing? 
We're going to clear it, right? Yes, sir. If somebody passes you a weapon, what are we going to do? Clear yeah. it. We're going to clear it because we ain't clear it with our own eyeballs, right? Yes, sir. So that's how we're going to stay safe. I don't, care if, I don't care if you saw them clear. When it get passed to you, it ain't clear no more until you clear it. You understand? Yes, yes sir. If you clear any weapon, you're going to wrap it back like that, like such, and you're going to make sure there ain't no bullet in there. Speaking the language. Yeah, I like it. Hand him a couple different guns. Make sure they know how to take the magazine out. Crack it. Clear it. Way to go, man. Yeah. That's awesome. There always needs to be an intermediary between adults and the youth. Yes. To be able to speak their language. Because... We can't rely on anybody else. Proper safety. We also learn how to clear a weapon or a handgun when we find it, right? Yes, sir! All right, so again, our weapon safety rules. Treat, never, keep, keep. Treat, never, keep, keep! Treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Never point your weapon at anything you don't intend. Uh-oh, Mr. King! Yep, I love it. I love every second of it. This looks like the Bobert. What does this say? Um, Bill. Jail time. I don't remember... So don't worry about it. Just go ahead and go past it because okay. I remember. Oh, this is the one I was telling you about, about immigrants, whether or not they would serve in the military. If UK was to go to war, would you join the military? No. I'm not from the country, so no. First of all, I'm not a UK citizen. I'm an immigrant. I'm Welsh? No, unfortunately not. I'm not from this country originally, you know? No. Uh, we're Irish, so... Uh... We don't like the UK military. No, thank you. Yeah. Where are you from? Brazil. Do you live here? Yes. Would you go to war for this country? No. I'm Pakistani, so... Are you a resident? I'm a resident. I've got dual nationality. You guys live in the UK? Yeah, yeah we do. Would you join the military? No. no. We're not no. from this country. If they say it's compulsory, what would you do? I'll just go back to each. Go back to my country. Well, I'll just go back to my country. If UK was to go... Dude. That's... I don't know about that, man. And so when we're talking about, you know, adding potentially millions of people yeah. into this particular country and we're looking at multiple different global conflicts, is this really a good thing that we're doing? Yeah, do you want to go to war? No, bro. I'm going to go yeah. back to Venezuela. It's a helmet cam. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why are you parking on the sidewalk? Because I'm lazy. Because I'm lazy. Bye. See you, <laughs> I get a lot of these videos on my Instagram. A lot of these, like, that's the thing, finance guy. Out of Dodge. That's the thing, finance guy. If they're not documented, we don't know that they're here. And we don't have any way to force them to fight. We don't, no. the wheels don't really do that here. No. So, and this was in Marysville. This is the professional truck driving that conducts itself in Marysville. This next clip. Yo, you want to see something cool? No. McDonald's. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Yo, you want to see? Just destroyed my truck and this drive-through. I'm done. Just another day in Marysville, bro. Holy sh! This is when the homeless. Eat it like a champ and beg for seconds. All right. Eat it like a champ and beg for seconds. All right. Eat it like a champ and beg for seconds. <laughs> All right. 
ate it like a champ. And <laughs> this is it, this good. This one says, "If I was Harry Potter." This means like a like a modern Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter, the boy who lived. I've been waiting for this. Avada Kedavra. Harry, what the Killed fuck? Fuck all that talking. I'm not talking, bro. I'm not gonna talk. <laughs> you came I'm for not this. gonna talk. It's Avada Kedavra. Bro, what are you doing? What you want me to do? What you want me to do? All I need is that one spell. I'm not gonna sit here and talk. Harry Potter. <laughs> That's I know you're gonna like this one. This is a little zin. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Also, I love that it's just like this innate carving in his garage. Yeah. Hey, go, hey, go, champ. Have a little, have a little fucking smoke on you. That one was for the reels, or that one was for the story. That one was for the story. Go ahead and hit that one. Y ustedes ahora mismo está viviendo aquí en. Are you, are you living here at the Roosevelt Hotel? Well, Roosevelt Hotel? Sí, sí. ¿Y ustedes están recibiendo comida? Sí. ¿Reciben comida? Claro, comida. ¿Dan desayuno, almuerzo y cena? Desayuno, almuerzo y cena. Las habitaciones son cómodas. ¿Y cuánto tiempo lleva aquí en los Estados Unidos? Siete meses. ¿Siete meses? ¿Y por cuánto tiempo ha estado aquí? Siete meses. ¿Usted ha estado ahí por siete meses quedándose? Sí. ¿Y es gratis, cierto? Pues sí, la ayuda del gobierno, de aquí del gobierno de Nueva York. Like, it's weird that, like, seven months passes that quick, but it's been going on in New York right. City for a long time. Who is this? I don't remember. Done. A European opinion on American gun laws. Throw it away. <laughs> it's worthless. Dude, uh, was it like last week, maybe at some point? Um, buddy came into the bar and hadn't seen me in a while, and he's sporting Crocs, and I was giving him shit for sporting Crocs, and he's like, "Take your fucking shoe off and step in." Crocs are croc coming back, me. dude. And I like stepped into it, and I was like walking around him, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I would, I will never buy those, right. but I see why people do. I've never owned a pair. It's a cloud there. on your feet. Yeah, I've but, never owned a pair, but they're coming back. But also, don't be doing that. I'm not doing yes. that. Most Americans are the same as the British. Well, our food oh, yeah, supply so. is poison. Yeah, it was yeah. taken over by one group of people, and they own the rights to the seeds and all of that type of stuff, and they forced out all of these farmers. If their seeds blew onto their property, they could sue them for using their seeds. Monsanto. And the media just ignored all of that because they get paid by them. That's sort of what is going on globally, is everybody is just choosing money the bag is fucking kids say nowadays um that's what the problem is nobody is uh you know they're everybody's screaming and yelling about shit that doesn't matter like stand-up comedians they'll, they'll yell about that but they won't talk about literally people uh poisoning their own countrymen i mean they should be fucking put to death for what they did there you go there's a hot take bill <laughs> <laughs> burr ain't wrong bro monsanto is is uh dangerous yes hit this one this is how cold it is in Canada. Just pouring water upwards. It's freezing. This is obviously oh. not real. Yeah, that's not real. My thing is, this is obviously fake. It's just like, you know, special effects. But it, it makes me wonder if it's so cold outside that pouring hot water on the ground would turn into icicles. First of all, how cold would it have to be to make my pee freeze 
instantaneously. Second of all, would it feel good if I free it froze inside of my wiener and I pulled it out? That's the questions that I was wondering. This is how cold. I'm just curious. That is, that is the question. I'm gonna go ahead and say it would hurt like a bitch. Yeah. Because ice crystallizes. It would definitely hurt. And so there'd be blood involved. Yeah. And it would not be fun. No, it would not feel good. We've got to be closing out. Yeah. La Beima, tú sabes. When a Puerto Rican label. Yeah. Esto aquí en hallway. Sí. Hallway. Hallway. Esto aquí. I don't know what the fuck this was. The shit bone says record. bone record, nigga. Look what the fuck it is. The garbage disposal. It's the garbage it's the disposal. The bone record. <laughs> Tell me what you. This is the last one. Tell me what you think this robot is gonna is gonna be ready to do when it hits the market. That's the last one. I'd be, I'd be saying that's it. Yes. I'd be saying that's it, bro. It's time to so get the fuck out. With that, everyone, that is the grab bag for today. That is the end of episode 164. Unless you have any final party notes for us, Colin. Uh, no, I'm good. Just had to take a second to think about it. No, for a that's second. fine. With that, I want to thank everyone for being here for uh, episode 164. Obviously, you've been watching us here on YouTube, youtube.com slash salt of the street. You can find us everywhere. We have our own personal social media. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at big bird off on both those things. Everything at salt of the streets.com, patreon.com. Go there, subscribe, and we'll see more better content just like this, just like Zeke. He's the executive producer. You can be too if you go there and subscribe at the highest tier. We also have the SOS IDs. We have the articles. We have all of the things. We will see you guys here in two weeks for another episode of Salt of the Streets. And in five days, we have another episode of SOS ID dropping on the YouTube. If you want to see the uncut, go to the Patreon and subscribe. Thank you guys again for being here, for spending your time with us. It's been great. And of course, I want to remind you before you go to stay smart, stay strong, stay safe, stay free. Thank you very much, everyone. We love you.